TheNX.com Show. Brought to you by BTOSports.com. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis, the OG K-Dub, Kenny Watson, and the Tweet at Tits Legendary Q&A segment brought to you by BTOSports.com. There's no possible way I'll ever do math this stuff. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome to the show, the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Thank you. We're right outside the lines, Dan, here in the MGM Grand. And, and thank you guys for listening on this Monday night after the Oakland Supercross. Thank you to BTOSports.com, X-Brand Goggles, JGRMX, FMF Racing, AGV Helmets, Worth Connection, Vivint Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Fly Racing, and Free Gun Underwear. We're going to give away some Free Gun Underwear. We're going to give away some graphics from Tech One Designs. We're going to give away some X-Brand Goggles tonight. We're going to have Mitch Payton, Trey Kennard, Jim Hawley, and Jeremy Albrecht on the show tonight as well with you to take you through this magical mystery ride that is the Pulp Mech Show is uh, myself, Steve Mathis, and my host, my friend, my partner, Kenny Watson. K-Dub, what's up? And this is my show. Your show? Uh-huh. No, not really, but it sounded good. Okay, all right. Hey, I'm pretty pumped for tonight. I mean, all those are guys are <laughs> really good friends of mine, and Solid they all, get, yeah. they're all they're all pretty freaking straight up. And you're welcome for me organizing all the guests. Yeah, you did an awesome job, Steve. Uh, this is probably your best lineup ever. Thank you. Um, we were going to have Chris Blos in studio, hopefully next week, if he's still here in Vegas. He blew him out. Uh, wow, well, we just, we, you know, you walked off last week after... Three well, and a half hours. Oh, bullshit. No, you did. After four hours. Okay, four hours. You walked off the four show. Hours, and so, I went to work at 9 o'clock in the morning, and it was freaking 10 o'clock at night. Listen, we got some voicemails to deal with your issues with the yeah. length of the show. Well, if they don't like it, they don't have to listen no more. If okay. They, that just shows you if they're pissed, <laughs> if they're really mad that I left the show, <laughs> that should tell it, you something. Right. That the people, and like probably people probably left the chat room and... If you, it was on a dyno, you would see it spiking yeah. when I was here. And then as soon as I left, it just like you shut the, the, the fuel off. Oh. Okay, well, um, I don't think so, but we'll get to that. Uh, taking your calls. Wait, what? if you don't think so, maybe I should take a few weeks off. I'll, well, we, can get, we have the hour-by-hour hour listeners on our stats, on our server. Let's get them, and we'll figure it out, and we'll look at it. All right, perfect. And, and then, and then if, uh, if... If it if, goes if down, it, if it shows that I'm a crucial part of yeah, the show, yeah, you gonna give me more money? Yeah. Okay, perfect. And no. if it doesn't, I'll take less money. Okay. And I won't show up every week. And <laughs> it, it doesn't really matter. I will call Paul Lindsay. I have him on speed dial. <laughs> I will have, get him back here. Have at it, dude. I will get him back here. Have at it. Um, but that's the problem with Paul. He's hung out in the strip club more than he was here. No. And at the blackjack oh, tables, no. dude. No, no, no. Yes, yes, um, yes. Taking your calls. Producing the show, dealing with everything that's going on behind the shows. And it really doesn't matter. Our call screener, Tits Legendary. Tits, Wait, what's up? Is he a call yeah, screener? Tits all the way, bro. Is he a yeah, call screener or the producer? You can't be both. Yeah, I think he's both. I'm uh, ma- one man, many hats. Yeah. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything. Hey, yes, he uh, does. Uh, before we get too far into the show, uh, don't forget you can get this on iTunes and Stitcher, and uh, it'll be up on the archives later tonight. Uh, before we get too far into this, Kenny, uh, you did a cool thing um, this week before we get into Oakland, something to help out Ryan Morris. Uh, uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, well, you know, people were doing, uh, you know, I, I, I seen some stuff Hannah was throwing out there on Twitter. and there's Hannah Morris? 
there were some people, you know, they're trying to raise money for Ryan. And, you know, we've had a lot of people, you know, on the show making fun of the rap coolers. And I thought it would be pretty cool to go get a Pulp what? MX rap cooler. Nobody's making f- – we don't make fun of it, but you've brought it up so many times. That ne- no, I mean, no, it is no, super no, cool. No, 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 no. It no. is cool. It wasn't tits. Get my back on this. I don't bring it up hardly. Everyone else does, and then I have to say something. I, I think I agree with that, actually. Okay. It gets so, brought up by other people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so saying what we did yep. was I talked to uh, the guy that builds them. His name is Robert Ibon, and he has a company called Upgrade RC. Check it out. Um, he does all kinds of graphics and stickers for RC cars. Um, trying to get him to be a sponsor of the show to come on so you could get your Pulp MX RC car graphic Ooh. made. All the stuff. I know RJ... JR, whatever his name is, Boozy, is probably doing backflips right now. But he stepped up and built us a really sweet cooler. So what we're going to do is we're going to auction it off on eBay. Highest bidder gets it. Yeah. And all the proceeds are going to go to Ryan. And it's a Pulpamex wrapped cooler, and it's bitching. It's in my house downstairs right now. Kenny Watson, this is all his idea. The money out of his pocket to buy the cooler. Ibon wrapped it. Yep. And, and good job to that. And, I'm, and it's going to go on eBay. Tomorrow or the next day, whenever I get to it. Yeah. So, and all I mean, proceeds go to Ryan Morris and to help him out. So um, whatever, it's a bitchin' whatever, rap cooler. I mean, Tits whatever, is going to Twitter that right now. Whatever yes. it starts at or goes to, just remember one thing. You're not – it's just not – the money's not going to us. It's going to him, and he's a down guy. I mean, maybe – I was thinking, like, maybe we should do road to recovery and do it that way. But you know what? We're going to do it here and keep it real and, and try to give something back to, to Ryan. We're, we're working on something else, too, which I think will be cool. Oh, really? Um, cool. What is it? Well, we'll, we'll talk about it if it happens. To help out Ryan. Oh, okay. It's going to involve a sit-in on the show. Okay, so okay, I got you. We're going to work you. on something that. Okay, that, okay. That'd be I cool. Got, um, I got you. Because I didn't understand why you oh. retained the company. I go, well, wait a minute. Why would they do it? Because they're, they work with them. I yeah. Get it. I get it. Yeah, that's why. I get it. I ah, get it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We're, hopefully we're going to have something that. We're going to have a contest where you guys can sit in on the show and go to a Supercross race. All uh, We're working on that behind the scenes right now. Don't forget, this weekend, Nunley Kawasaki A2 uh, T-shirt contest is uh, coming up. This, this weekend, he'll be there. Kenny, I know he'll want to meet you. Um, Oakland Supercross, before we get to our guest, our first guest is going to be J-Bone, and we got to get going because if we go much longer, Kenny's going to walk off. So the the uh, the Oakland Supercross, Kenny, uh, before we get to your team, which was uh, kind of a rough night for the H&H crew, but uh, uh, James Stewart, nothing wrong with him. He's all good. We had a lot. Remember yeah, just the like you said. We, just we, like you said, he's going to be fine, and everything's going to be cool. Thank you. Good call. Thank you. Good call. I don't know. You know what's funny? Um, hey, he rode great. He rode great. Soon as I sat down, and I was sitting next to Hart for the first practice, I looked over at Hart before they even took out, and I seen the, all the ruts after the lights, and they were working on the track, and I looked over at him. I go, Stewie is going to win this race. Why did you think so? Because that it was kind of the East Coast kind of. It looked like it from the stands, but then I, I heard, like, I, I talked to the guys after. It was dry and slick, you know, in some of the corners, but in between the jumps where it was rutted yeah. and stuff was soft. Yeah. And that's where he excels. He's James's his MO is corner speed and racing obstacle obstacle in between the jumps, and yeah. that's where he hauls ass. And I just, I just, like, I just know the way he rides. And like I said, I just, I think it was his turn. And uh, I think yeah, he did four different well. racers, four winners, four different brands, too. The, the impressive thing was he got caught badly in the heat by RV, just held off RV for the win, and I'm thinking, oh, that doesn't look good for JS. And then we go to the main event. He not only fights off RV, he, uh, 
He gets by Reed, fights Reed off, stretches it out on the last 10 laps. You know it was awesome, and, too? Uh, I think he put a, to the rest about if those tires are holding, that pass he I, put on. I, yeah. That pass was yep. freaking textbook. And dude. we'll have J-Bone on later, which he'll talk, tell us all about how awesome the Pirelli's are. Yeah, he says that every week anyways. But you could take you could take everything he says for yeah. – well, did you know what I was knowing about Jeremy? What? I'm going to bring this up to him. What? Dude, I watched – I don't ever, ever, ever watch the races. And for some reason, I was watching freaking golf, and the golf – Ended and I was just watching it and I was like, all right. So I was in my house doing some stuff and then all of a sudden I heard, you know, the voices of Ralph Tits. and Did you do that yet? Those guys. Do and I looked down and they showed the race. So I go, you know the what? I'll just keep pictures? this on. Yeah, yeah, they're up. So I started watching the race, and then during the commercials, J Bone was on two commercials. What? He was on the Toyota commercial with the bomber, and then he was on an MMI commercial with a tech tip or, or something else. Oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. An MMI commercial, yeah. and I was like, wow, well, J-Bone. The guy, the guy had a, hey, hey check Pulpamex uh, show Twitter, or Pulpamex Twitter for pictures of the cooler. We just put them up right now. So, so yeah, so he's kind of a big deal right uh, now. Well, he had an Oakley ad, remember? Yeah. It was between me and him, he got uh, it. and he got it. He beat me out to it, but uh, yeah, he was all over Oakley for a long time, so J-Bone. Um, he rode great, and you know what? There was also whispers, Kenny, and, and you know that, but... Uh, the whispers of James is out of shape, like he's breathing heavy. Hey, he pulled away in that race the last little bit. So, I mean, I think those, you know, we don't need to talk about that anymore. He's, he's obviously looking pretty good. Reed rode great. I was surprised at how well he rode. I thought that uh, he was going to get eaten up by those you know, guys this, early, I think he I figures think, it out. I think that track was one of those tracks where the experience took over, and I think that you know, if you watch the guys, how they were, like, some of the guys were trying to, like, if you watch Ryan at the beginning, he was trying to blitz the whoops, and Chad was jumping in into yeah. the main line yeah. and riding him out. K-Dub was doing the same thing, you know. And if you look at the way, uh, I, when I watch Ryan ride, I think he put the charge on, and I just think that he didn't, I, I watched those guys ride, and they changed their lines throughout the race. Mm. They weren't hitting every line, and the track changed. I think it was one of those races where, the experienced rider would prevail at the end more than, than like the up yeah. and coming hot shoe fast guy like Ryan. Right. But when you get to the hard pack and it's just you, you can't take nothing against Ryan Villapoto. That guy is fast, um, super fast. He's going to be there in the end. And I think so far so good. Everyone's riding really, really well. The uh, that line through the whoops, that whole section. He was so much faster than those guys. But all it would end up doing is putting him on the outside. Outside, and those and guys were going on the inside <laughs> and doubling through the. And bar. there was nothing he could do. I talked to him yeah. after the race. He he said that once he got. Behind Chad, he had some real sketchy moments out he there. Did. And he was like, uh, okay, I think he was like, all right, I, I'm just going to take third tonight. Not that he wasn't trying, but you know what I mean? He was pushing it maybe a little fast Dude, on that track. You know what's good, though? I think Ryan just said, hey, I'm going to take my points. I'm going to get out of here. That's what, I just said. that's what I just said. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm okay. just trying to elaborate on. Okay. That he just said, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do and get out of here one piece and move on forward and, and you know. 20 yeah. points is good. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And then we got a tie on the, on the points, I think. Uh, Reader. Reed and Dungy. Reed, Reed and Dungy, both number one. Cool. Tits, are uh, you okay with Dungy's ride? What did you think about it? That's fine. <laughs> so mad. Uh, and then the uh, the thing with uh, with your team, let's talk about uh, Kyle Partridge. Bad crash in practice, down for a while. Uh, bad crash in the main event, down for a while. Eventually just, just hauled off. Well, Rough night. he, he uh, in practice um, – the track was super ruddy, and he, he got caught by surprise over this little double, slapped his head a little bit, and uh, he was just chilling out. He didn't get knocked out. He just got his bell rung a little bit. He didn't by no means go out. And, you know, 
we had him checked out by Dr. G and, you know, concussion and all that. And G's, you know, G did a couple little things and he's saying he was all right. You got, you got the chiropractor to check him out? <laughs> uh, yeah, a chiropractor, whatever you want to call him. Okay. Um, he's a sports medicine doctor, though, so you can call him a chiropractor or whatever. Okay. So he uh, he didn't go do all the compression tests like those guys would do in there. The base has he done those origi- originally though? You know no, how they're offering. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you need to get everybody to do that. I Although know. good luck getting Stewie and yeah, RV and those guys in there. Um, to, to make a long story yeah. short, he yeah. did crash. He he rode awesome in the heat race. Didn't see the crash. Heard it was nasty though. He rode awesome, awesome, awesome in the heat race. Came through the pack and got six in the heat race, which was a good ride for Kyle. Um, had a good jump in the main. He was right in between Dungey and Wyndham. And freaking came out, and he said he said he hit a rock or something, and it popped him into a wheelie, and he had to let off. Mm-hmm. Started in the first lap, he was dead last. He worked his way up a couple positions, and then the second lap, he uh, freaking uh, endoed over that little double into the corner. It was just super ruddy, and he wasn't expecting it. It was a couple little shadows, and he couldn't see it. And uh, hit the ground hard, and didn't hit his head, just smashed his bike, and he thought he jacked it, broke his femur for a second, but it was just like a... Super deep boom, uh, bone bruise, and he said like someone was pouring battery acid on his leg. <laughs> and then he was just going to get up and try to ride, but when he crashed so hard, it ripped the number plate completely out of the off the bike. Yeah. And his his buckles of his boots got caught under the bike and ripped three of the buckles off of his boots, so his boot was flapping. Are and you saying Fox boots? No, quality. no Fox boots are awesome. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It I'm was kidding. awesome. It's one of the, I don't care what you're riding. So by this time he but, was like a lap and a half yeah. down. He was just like yeah. over. But hey, he made the main. He's made every main except for one so far. So yeah. three out of four ain't bad. Yep. And uh, the guys are coming out here tomorrow. We're going to work on some things and uh, try to get better. Hanny's coming on? Hanny's coming. He's going to come by? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, what do you think of his ride? Not that good? Uh, considering. Third. The, third. The, first lap. Yeah. yeah. Considering considering um, the track conditions and all that stuff, and by any means, I'm not making no excuses. He was not happy with the way he rode. Right. But. He's solid. He's staying consistent. And if you look at the results, there's nobody in front of him that beat him that isn't super good. I mean, he was battling with, you know, with Weimer and Brayton, and those guys got second and fourth. Um, they didn't yeah. have they didn't have great nights, right. but no one's saying, oh, he's been cons- he's yeah. He's hey, listen, eighth, eighth in points. He's like a couple points out of seventh. Uh, he's doing fine. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, five points back of Shorty in eighth place. Um, no, listen, I, I'm the first guy to criticize him, and I never thought. He'd be a, I mean, he's not blazing fast, but he's solid. He's steady. There's some things we need he's to work on. There's eighth in the points. And you can't right, – right now, if someone had told you before the season, hey, Hanson's going to be eighth in points after four races, you take yeah. it. Right? I mean, you could say Hanson sucks. Hanson's this, Hanson's no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying yeah, that. And right. people can talk in the chat room. They can say whatever they want about Josh Hanson. But, dude, he's in the top ten in the hardest Supercross class in the world. Yeah. And you know what? There's guys that he's beating that – are on factory equipment, and he's doing fine. You right. can hate. You don't have to like the guy, but respect what he does. Yeah, just uh, respect that. JT, hey, what's up? Oh, hanging out. Your Oakland didn't go well. Uh-huh. Dude, uh, yeah, yeah. Dude. I don't know. <laughs> dude, what happened? Dude, dude. Road bad. What do you want? Dude. I mean, you watched it. I know. Hey, JT, I asked Mathis yeah, when we got here. Yeah, what happened? You watched. What do you want? Hey, <sighs> I wanted to ask you Someone's a question. Someone's angry tonight. Just to ask you, and this is no grill on you at all. Have you oh, ever... You're setting it up. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever started the season not making the first four rounds? 
Uh, Ever? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, then I, I, don't, like, I don't got nothing to worry about. Yeah, then. I have But, one. dude, you're better than you wrote, dude. There's no way that LeMay and Pike and those guys should pass you and just put just like that was. Oh, like, I wrote horribly in the East. There's no, there's no doubt. Right. Dude, after that speech last week, we did some testing. We got yeah, the bike yeah, better. Yeah, I was yeah. like, JT's in it. And then yeah. I seen him. I'm like, he's no. in. He's in. Yeah. No, it, was, yeah. it was better. I mean, I qualified 19th, which is miles better than it's been. Yeah, qualifying was good. Road, just rode really, really bad. Right. Mm-hmm. How about this this week? How about. You don't do anything? No. How about just go do starts every day? My starts were on point. That was the best thing I had all going for me. Really? The rest of it, that sucked. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I, it was really just, uh, I was just kind of riding around. Like, I don't know what my deal was. I had no intensity at all. Like, I was, like, trail riding. It was just, like, dude. kind of infuriating. Uh, Couldn't really figure out why. I don't know. What's going on? Do, you, do we, I mean, is there anything we can do? No, other than stop asking me the same thing. What what happened? What's going on? Okay. That doesn't really solve anything. That's, that's all we can do. Okay. Uh, what did you think of the track? Um, you liked it? Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was all right. Best one of the Better. series, I, mean, I think, I, right? Wasn't bad. Right. What's that? Best one of the series, I think, huh? Um, it was really technical with the ruts. Like, the dirt and the ruts were, made it really technical. Um, right. Especially, like, practice was really tough, and then, uh, like, the main event looked really, really, really tough. Like, the jumps yeah. were really ruddy and, uh, pretty pretty hard i think to do like really smooth laps like obviously the leaders are making it look easy but right. i think it was tougher than it looked uh btosports.com bbmx team the entire team albertson jt matt gurkey who's on your team for the next little while all in the lcq not good you know what i was thinking like like i said before the show like how or i said on the show like i i really believe that this this track was the the veterans kind of separated from you know the younger guys where it was one of those tracks. That, so I think if you get in, you're going to have a good finish because you could set it and you could you, you could do the 20 laps at one pace. You could do the 20 laps right. and you could, you could figure out new lines. You don't hit the same rut every time and you can move around. Where I think like a lot of younger guys, like we'll, we'll, like you know we're going to talk like Weimer and guys like that kind of struggled because they're not in that class and they, there's so many more laps and I don't think they, could, they adapted as well as the other guys. Like right. you have Short, you got Wyndham, guys out of the top, off the – the box that that rode really really well and that doesn't like you think a fifth and a six and even davy you know fourth fifth and six those guys are fourth fifth and six and those guys all three of those guys rode extremely well Wyndham six davy seventh but yeah 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 what, what did short get fifth yeah you yeah. said yeah you were so i mean up. all three of those guys were awesome they i mean they're they're veterans they've been in the class for a while and they all showed right there because yeah. the track was technical and it wasn't, you know, just jump the jumps and, and pin it. Pookie just asked if Hanson is really coming over. He's not. Yeah, for sure. He's, oh. he's going to come by and say hi. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, after after this clip on DMXS, we, we, weren't, we weren't really sure. There's no possible way I'll ever do naps this show. He's not doing the show. He's just coming by to have brunch. Oh, oh. <laughs> brunch. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Will you tell him to stop talking about me, like, on these shows? I get these tweets and emails. I, I didn't listen to it, but did he bring it up? I don't know. There was that, and there was nothing where he said he wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire again. Like, just tell him to be quiet. I'm good. I'm just writing what I write. He's riding good. I'm writing that he's riding good. If I was some sort of dick, I'd be like, you know, F him. He faded third to tenth or whatever, you know. But I'm not going to write that. He wrote good. Like you said, he got beat by everybody that probably should beat him, and he beat everybody that he 
So, well, I, just tell him, Kenny. Tell him. Tell him, Kenny. Yeah. I'll, I'll um, song. I'm not. I'm not jumping into that fire. <laughs> hey, JT. JT. We lost JT. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> uh, he was really mad, anyways. We kept asking him what happened, but I mean, hey. What did he call in then? Uh, we called him. Oh. Um. So what about uh, what about Shorty's ride? Pretty good. Fifth. Well, really good. good. Yeah, he fought off. Uh, he he gave Dunge a little bit of a battle. But you know what I think? Like uh, after like kind of like critiquing him in over the years, not over the years, but last year was kind of a weird deal for him. But I think getting with Larry and and Jeremy, I think riding with those guys. I uh-huh. know Brooks is like in McGrath when Jeremy raced. They're big sprinters. Yeah. Like. Brooks is one of those guys like sprints, sprints, yeah, yeah, sprints. Yeah, yeah. And if you watch him, he hauls ass for the first four or five laps, yeah. and then he fades back. So I think that's a big part of his game. I think, uh, I, and I respect that. you know. And I think that's what like Josh um, Hansen needs to do and maybe Kyle Partridge needs to do a little bit. And It's getting out front and then going, you know, right. then doing what you have to do. But, hey, kudos to those guys. I think Jeremy and those guys are doing – and Larry are doing an awesome job with, with what they have. So, um, I mean, dude, they're, they're number two. Yeah. They're number two Honda team behind Chad. Yeah. Kyle, you got some you got something to say to, to Kenny? Yeah. Hey, so, Joe's called in. <laughs> I gave you shit about Annie, just uh, kind of based on his track record. Who? When? When was that? I don't know. It was like probably a month ago. It was like oh. I want to say one or two rounds before the start. But Annie's holding it down. He's doing awesome. Yeah, he's doing good. So, you, do you have something to say to Kenny that you're you're apologizing to Kenny? Uh, not apologize, no, 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 no. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't accept good. an apology because I feel the same way. When you say something, you deal with it, and you admit when you're you admit it, and that's cool. No, no hard that's feelings. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's all good, dude. Season ain't over yet. You never know what's gonna happen. I mean, could go either way, dude. Talk. Yeah, when, he, when I saw that 100 up front after the whole shot, I was like, oh hell yeah, dude. So, yeah. but uh, on the on the other side, dude, Tatev almost went down on his transfer. Yeah, he did. Yeah, sketchy. Dude, that was he. That was. I don't remember day. that. I thought I had that under control the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I guess. Uh, all right. Thanks, I have a feeling thanks, that we're not going to see that many transfers out of Wyndham unless they're fully safe. I know that the last race at Dodger, yeah. he didn't do a transfer because they really didn't feel that it was in his cards. Well, and in general, I thought that that track was really sketchy. As uh, it was probably good for the racers because it's challenging, but at the same time, as from watching, it looked like everyone was. Mis- doing mistakes and probably with how ready it was and you know i think that's what so. it needed to separate i think personally jt's think, back on the line too by i the think way. that the, the tracks need to have some technical stuff in them to separate the guys yeah. um and that just shows that that really separates the guys from the, the top five throughout the field well I mean, also it, it's uh, endurance wise too it's not easy to ride like that no. never mind the skill it takes right jt oh no yeah, it was way tougher for sure as far as that goes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you guys could throw well, all that bullshit too. about Wyndham and Reed being out of shape, and Reed's looking fat. And who's saying that? Oh, I, it's all over <laughs> freaking Twitter that Reed's fat, Reed's out of shape, <laughs> and Weird. Bubba Bubba's out of shape. Well, you could take all that and just put it in your corn pipe. Yeah. Hey, the main event was like really anticlimactic. No, it was. You're right. Well, when I say Paul Lindsay earlier, that's a perfect time for you to queue up the Red Bull can. But, yeah, but again, what, what was he talking well, about? Well, whatever he does, it. just figure it out. <laughs> You're the producer. Corn pipe and smoke it. <laughs> You're the producer. So figure it out. We're hey, thanks, uh, thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, no worries. All right, uh, let's go to uh, – we're going to have more J-Bone. Ryan, you there? Hey, I'm here. What's up? You got something? You got a question? Hey, uh, yeah, I want to ask – I want to know from Kenny if, you know, the other night it looked like 
uh, handsome when he got out, you know, a third out of the hole, which looked good. And then it just looks like he just, like, rides, like, it's really stiff, doesn't flow, and and just like he's, like, out of it a little bit after, you know, he gets a good start. And I just want to know if Kenny thought the same or uh, you know what? I, I can't. There was something matter with him, or he wasn't no. confident, or what? No, I don't think it had anything to do with that. I think what we've been talking about it was just the track conditions. He's really he doesn't ride in that kind of stuff. Um, he didn't qualify that great. I mean, he qualified like uh, 16th, I think. And dude, it was just you know no excuses. He just didn't ride up to his level at the, on those kind of tracks. And and, and people could say what they want, but he really hasn't had that experience on those type of tracks. Um, and uh, he did ride tight, and he did, you know, he did have some issues with himself throughout the race, and, you know, no excuses. He just needs to get better. He needs to get better on that kind of stuff, and no excuse. Um, he did the best he could, and, you know, him starting up front was awesome for him. Well, you get to learn the speed and see what's yeah, up. Yeah, and, and he's never ridden with those. He's never had a chance to start up front, and now he knows the speed that he has to be at, and he knows where he needs to be. If he wants to compete up front, if he wants to ride around in 10th, he knows where he needs to be there, too, I guess. Yeah. There you go, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Hey, JT. Yeah. We were debating before the show uh, even aired. Did Kenny not make it seem like Josh Grant was at fault with the Ivan Tedesco incident? Not not, not saying that he meant that, but uh, did he not seem like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, clearly he thought, you know, and, and it's it's always like that. You're going to have your, your guys back, so. Right. Um. You know, obviously he, I think he thought it was a different scenario than maybe what actually happened. Well, you can, everyone can say what they want about the scenario. You can see it on the GoPro. It was, and what, what, what happened, what I saw on my video and what, you know, the GoPro, the GoPro, you have his angle on his body. doesn't show the whole corner. doesn't show the whole deal. I watched it. I, I went over there first. I never blamed Josh. I just asked him what happened. What were you thinking? What happened? And he said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I went back and I watched it. And then I went back over there and I said, hey, I watched it on video. It, it looked like more of a racing incident, but it was a racing incident. But what I'm trying to get at is everybody was taking that inside line. Everyone was going there if they weren't. You know what I mean? And it's with the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, I can understand Josh's racing. And, you know, I've always been cool with Josh Grant. I'm cool with Mike Grant. I'm cool with that whole deal. And I went over there after someone told me at the track that that I the, did that the why don't you just say me? Okay, well, because whatever. Someone said that I that the 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 ward guys were saying that I went over there screaming and yelling and 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 effing Josh Grant. I never did that. And I went back over there to say, hey, do you guys have a problem? Because I did not say that. And then I asked the guys, Myrtle. I went over there and said, hey, did I come back over here after I watched the video and tell you, hey, I'm sorry, we watched it. It looks like a race incident. There's nothing we can do about it right now. And, hey, it could go either way. And, you know, what? it really doesn't matter. There's two guys that are injured and two guys that are out. So at the end of the day. And looks like Josh Grant's out this weekend. Again, they tweeted that Cody Mackey's going to keep filling in for him. So, so hey, I'm, I'm bummed that my guy's hurt, and I'm bummed that Josh is hurt. I, Josh has had a tough road. And believe me, I would, not, I would want nothing better to see him out there. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. And it's one of those things is like, why? Why did it have to happen? How can you prevent that from happening before? And that's just the bottom line. JT, if you were an insurance adjuster, what percentage would you assign blame to to Josh Grant or Ivan Tedesco? Why are you trying to Why are you trying to Why are you trying to find blame from answering that? But okay, no, I'm not um, trying to find blame. I'm just I just wasn't. Like, what you're trying to do is prove me wrong. That's what you're trying to do. Saying more oh, than anything, I was 
more than anything, I was just trying to figure out what Ivan was like, where he thought Josh was. That was what I couldn't, like, I kept rewinding, and I'm like, okay, when he cuts right right here, like, I just wasn't sure what he thought, what he expected Josh. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, JT. When you race, obviously you're not worried about the guy behind you. You're not looking behind you, else you wouldn't have got landed on by James, correct? Well, yeah, but, I mean, they were kind of almost like, it wasn't like he was, like way in front of him and had no idea he was there. I mean, he just moved in front of him. What, have you, what did you watch? What did you watch? Where Josh was. What did you watch the video on the GoPro? Yeah. I've, okay. Yeah. You haven't seen the. You need to see the wide angle where he's on the inside, squared up, and Josh jumps into him. They they came together. So if his Ivan squared up and under went underneath him, I get that. But when someone gets landed on, their whole side is gets landed on. Okay. Tedesco's whole arm was barked up broken right hand and the handlebar was bent down so yeah no i, I understand all that i'm not blaming i've been i was just trying to and get i'm not blaming like, grant i'm just saying it was I've a race incident and see like where he thought josh was at that moment this is he, like cut really hard right and like josh but he was did that still to the right of him so he I did that he did like, that every lap though and he was doing the same thing everybody else was doing in that corner if they were on the inside you know what I mean? But Josh was even inside of him. That's all I'm saying. Like, he wasn't that far inside. He was kind of left. That This is true. This is totally true. It's totally I mean, true. I, I don't, I'm not playing it's, anyway. It's just, I, I mean, you, you, I you're, just you're a racer. I was just like, that's all I was thinking. I'm like, okay, you know, Josh is, they, like, they were passing each other before that, and Ivan went outside of him in that rolling turn, and then they went double, triple, and then Ivan doubled. But then he, like, obviously squared and went right like he was going to go inside of his bumps, and Josh was already committed. I was just like, like, me and Bernick every while, like, all right, what, you know? Like, he had to think he was clear right here something like We couldn't figure out, you know, what he was, like, the line he was trying to go for. Yeah, there. That's yeah it's, it's just a bummer both guys got hurt. That's all. That's it. Oh, I'm not, course. you know, yeah, like I said, like I said, I'm, I've always been cool with Josh Grant, and, you know, I've, you know, say what I say, but I'll say it here. Mike Grant Mike, wears work boots, too. You love the work boots. I love boots. Mike Grant. Mike his, Grant's one of the raddest and his dudes work boots. I know. And I like Josh. Josh has I mean, always been cool, and I'm not – it's just a bummer that it happened. Um, I just w- like to see, you know, if it could be uh, not happen again. There we go. You know, for Josh. It just seems like he's in a lot of issues like that. And I'm not saying it's his fault at all. I'm just saying it was a definitely a race instance. So people can't point fingers and, hey, it is what it is. Hey, uh, JT. We got a J Bone on yep. the line, but uh, we'll call you back. All right. Yeah. See ya. I kind of like JT coming in and out of the show. What do you think? Like, not, I mean. Yeah, you love him because you want him to side up with all your. Uh, he just got mad at me the previous time asking him what was wrong. So it's not like he's siding with me every time. Anyways, on the line now, JGR Yamaha, team manager, Jeremy Albrecht. J Bone, what's up? What's up, guys? Hey, Kenny, you still mad? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, we provoked him. He's not, he didn't start it, to be, uh, to be fair. Well, that's good. Uh, hey, congratulations on the win. The JGR Yamaha team coming through. Uh, four winners, four races, four different winners, and you guys with James Stewart came through. And what I think was, was I mean, that was a straight-up ass-kicking by James. Rode great. Rode awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was cool. Cause the cool part was, I mean, it was a good good race. Villapoto was riding awesome. Reed was riding good. Everyone, No one fell. It was yeah, right. a good race, and yeah. I was happy James Actually, rode, he rode really good in the main. He, he struggled a little bit in the heat, but uh, we tried a different rear tire, and that wasn't the tire to use, so went to a different one for the main. And what, that was what, the were you, what were you telling him after the race when you ran up to him? You were, like, like yelling something in his ear. 
I know. I don't know. I love uh, my, you, James. Uh, it's funny. I got home and uh, every, my wife and my mom were asking me what I was telling them. I, I can't remember. Like I just, you know, I was just telling that I told him he could do it. You know, just telling that that was cool to have him race Bill Apoto the whole race, and you know, just trying to get him to believe that he can do it like he did. Like, yeah, that was awesome. You know, we haven't we haven't had uh, the races we wanted to so far, and you know, that's obviously not what he wanted, what we wanted, but. You know, in the end, like I said, I think in your little interview we did, Mathis, I mean, in the end, I think it makes us a stronger team than if we came out winning because if we came out winning, everybody would say, oh, yeah, you just hired the guy that can win. But it's honestly not that simple, as everyone can see. you got a point. I mean, (laughs) you know, you know, you know, you got a point. You're right. But having said that. How frustrating was it? I mean, uh, I imagine that Joe was Joe was writing a check. Joe's writing a check to James and going. You know, hey, this is not what we wanted. I mean, obviously he's not going to come out and go 17-0, but those early races, I mean, that's not the James Stewart that we all have seen. So, frustrating? That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's frustrating because you get, you know, I get emails and Facebook and Twitter and all these people <laughs> with their opinions of what we need to do. <laughs> and they, they don't understand. We're already doing all these, you know, not everything I read. I'm not doing it because of what I read. We're doing what we believe we should be doing. And, you know, you go, you work all week, and you go to the race, and you you do the best you can with what you got, and you you learn each weekend. So, you know, it's it's funny that everyone thinks they're just gonna, you know, that they came up with something we haven't thought of. It's not. <laughs> did you? That's did, not usually the case. Do you but think it was just? It's interesting to read everyone's opinion, though. Well, and and I'm one of those guys that's given you. You are. You know, I mean, yeah. that's our job. So that's your job, but I mean, it's funny. There's fans that have a lot of input. Kenny probably gets the same stuff all the time. It's, right. it's amazing. He just left. Cool people care. He just left. He put his headset down. And he left. Oh, he's over it. I don't know. <laughs> Is he coming back? Did I make Kenny mad? What happened? I don't I thought know. We were buddies. I don't know. Um. Huh. Anyways, he'll he'll come back hopefully. He does that, I guess. Right? No, he does. That's yeah, he does. Normal. Yeah, no, this is nothing new, and it's not just on you. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm feeling kind of bad right now. Like, hey, we're not buddies anymore, or something. No, I don't think so. But I he think... was. He was in our truck. You guys got into a little argument this weekend. You stirred him up. <laughs> well, what you're good at doing. And and what he said this weekend was, uh, or just now on the show, he said somebody told me that Jeff Ward. And I'm like, you can just say me. I, I'm yeah, the one who told you. Yeah, you said him that Jeff Ward said that he yelled at him or something. No, not Jeff Ward. But, the Jeff Ward guys, yeah. yeah. Jeff Ward guys. Yeah. But that's not true, right? Did you get the story? Is it, uh, you know what? Uh, Kenny says that, you know how this is, and I, and, I, and I told Kenny earlier, this is the stuff I run to all the time. The guys who told me weren't the guys who Kenny talked to. So then, you know, the guy who Kenny talked to perhaps exaggerated what Kenny said. And then it gets broken up oh. for a week. Yeah, and you know what's funny? You know how that you goes. Say this? Honestly, you say this? That's how it is. Like, you know what you funny? You say something, and it trickles down, and it's right. a totally different than what you said by the time it's posted. Yeah. And then you get a call that you wrote the wrong thing. Yeah, I get, it, I get, I get a lot. Said. But hey. I remember when Kenny got into a Magnum last year. It was awesome. Hey, j Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. j you, you know what's crazy Yo. is that He's back, by the way. Steve says that, oh, it wasn't the guy. But Paul Deloria was there. Yeah. And yep. he was like, oh, no, dude, it's all good, no, dude. Yeah, 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 Paul was the one that told me, and then you went back and talked to Paul, right? And Paul's like, we didn't say that. We didn't say yeah. that. Nah, I was yeah. like, oh, dude, okay. It's all good. And Wardy said, hey, if I had a problem, you know I would come over yeah. there. I'm like, I yeah, would Yeah, Wardy so. was not around. So. I would hope so. It's just stupid, dude. It was just dumb. Uh, yeah. You see how fired up I got, though, huh, J-Rod? It gets blood out of proportion right. like usual. Right. I, uh, J-Rod, you seen how fired up I got, huh? 
Yeah, it was awesome. This, that was the old Kenny. This, I uh, this weekend I got Brittany Millsaps kind of mad at me. Why do you got to go that route, dude? So. Why do you got to go that route, dude? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why, why do you got to go that route, Mathis? Why do you got to come in our truck and get Brittany all fired up? I did see some tweet back to you or something. Yeah, she's not happy with me. I made fun of Martin Davalos for killing fantasy, fantasy moto teams once again. So uh, oh, the dude, the dude is a, a king of the heat races, isn't he? Yeah, and and practice times, and and I mean we're and, we're, and he gets the whole shot too. The guy kills it on the whole shot too. We're in year six of Martin Davalos' uh, career, and you know zebras don't change their their stripes, and people on Fantasy Moto pick him every week, and then he lets them down, and that happens a lot. So Brittany didn't like that, but that's okay. Whatever. Yeah. I, I said it. I'll stand up behind it. Um, yeah. Hey, let's get back to you guys. Um, hey, yep. well, I got one question for yep. him. After the win, did they let you uh, fly home on the private? No, I did not. I. Uh, oh, that sucks. I got three hours of sleep and flew home on the early flight what? back home. How big is the jet? Is Can't you guys fit you and Coy? The, and, and, oh, and, Coy and, was there. And Patrick? Uh, Coy doesn't fly. Uh, I mean, Coy didn't fly private, and neither did Joe, actually. Joe flew commercial. No, because James tweeted a photo of, of Coach. That Sleep. wasn't on Coach's plane, though. Oh, it was James on James? Gave jo- J- James gave Coach a ride home. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I thought it was uh, – Yeah, that was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't dumb. <laughs> he ain't dumb at all. He's like, I call you out. The guy's right signing my checks coming on Hey, my Coach, plane. come on. Uh, um, no, yeah, hey. That was awesome, actually. That, that, that photo was pretty funny. It was. It was fun. I thought, hey, did you see the one – did you guys see the one Arado's suit? No. James tweeted a photo of Rado back in the day. Coy wants to get a big cardboard stand-up. It's awesome. Oh, that's funny. The, and he's all skinny with this funny mustache. <laughs> kind of like, uh, he looks like Lionel Richie. Like, it's like, <laughs> looks all cool with this, like, shiny blue suit. It's hilarious. Uh, it's hey, awesome. let's, uh, let's talk about Tire Gate a little bit. Um, uh, oh, great. You, got, you guys used another brand of tire. <laughs> well, well, let's talk just about the fallout from it. I mean, what, we're four weeks in. You just got your first win. Uh, what was the fallout of that? How was it? Uh, what, would you do it again if you had another chance? Um, talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, you know, it was something we had to do that weekend. It wasn't something, obviously, that was the smartest thing I've ever done. But at the same time, you know, we were struggling that weekend with all kinds of things. And it was just one of the things to try to put his mind at ease that, you know, the tires were okay and we can move on to this you know, other other things on the bike. And he just didn't feel comfortable at all at Anaheim, which mm-hmm. obviously everybody can tell. And, right. you know, the easy thing to say is, man, I wonder if the tires are any good. So that's kind of, you know, what what we right. did. And, well, you know, I, I don't know how I thought I was going to slip that one by everybody, but I, I was thinking <laughs> if we went down to practice late, nobody would see, but uh, that wasn't the case. And if where, it was, did, where did you get the tire from? Uh, he probably doesn't want to say. I don't think he wants to say, Kenny. I don't really want to say, but it wasn't it wasn't from another team. Um, oh, really? The thing was to uh, we we talked about this on our show, and Kenny, you know, the astute team manager that he is, he he runner up 2011 team manager of the year. He he you uh, were you yeah. were ahead of me on the runnings. Right. I tell you that lost out to lost out to Osterman though. Real tough, real tough for dude. Anyways, uh, Kenny kind Kenny agreed with your assessment in the fact that hey, let's make the rider either. Just let's help the rider in his mind know that we tried everything we could, even breaking, say, a sponsorship agreement with another product. But at least, you know, there's no hard feelings. The rider's behind you, and he knows that his team is going to the wall. And Kenny, Kenny kind of agreed with that. Yeah, like I, I think it's something Kenny would do. 
like if, if you were in a spot and, and I, I felt like James was losing confidence in what, what was happening that day. And the only way he was going to be okay racing a Pirelli right then and in that moment and be good with it was to try something else so that he knew it was as good. Yeah. And that's yeah. basically what the whole idea was. And I, we went down to practice late. I thought that somehow, you know, we would, we would be able to get on the track without anyone seeing it. And that it wasn't the case. And it wasn't <laughs> to be bad on Pirelli. It wasn't for Dunlop to be bummed. Like it was mainly just so James could know. And, and if, you know, I guess what I didn't think of, well, I kind of did. If, if he liked it, what I would do. So right, right. the good thing was that you felt about the same. So it was easy because I was just going to be a one practice thing. And I, when he pulled in, for uh, in the mechanics area, I saw the Dunlop guys hit in panic, and then it, I knew we were. Hey, and you know, and this week a, a problem. This <laughs> week after the win, and we'll move on from that. I'll, I'll we'll let you go. Yeah, uh, you let me go with okay. that one. You yeah. guys wrote enough about it. Did uh, you see that Dunlop guy all over our tires though at the end? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. This weekend, oh, were they all over you? Kissing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> They're like looking at that tire. What is this thing? Kenny brought up yeah. a good point on the show earlier when James made the pass on the inside there. Slippery, no berm, you know, uh, tire. Very important. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that was good. It looked like the scorpion was stingy. You know, that's why they make so many tires, because there's tires that work for some people and different terrain and all that. And right. the hardest part for us going into Anaheim is we is, you know, again, it's easy for everyone to say, well, you guys are stupid. You didn't test on hard-packed dirt. Well, in a way, they're kind of right, because we were – so behind on all kinds of things that we didn't get to do all the testing we wanted to do. Our suspension came late, so we were testing like the week before Anaheim, like typical thing. Like right. we wanted to be further ahead than we were. A lot of things I was more organized, and a lot of things were better than where we've been in the past. But for some reason, you know, I I, I was bummed out how unorganized I felt at Anaheim one when I right. when I've done so many things better, but there were some things that we just didn't. Right. I don't know. We were, I guess we ran out of time, and that's you know, it's kind of racing. You, you, the date's there, and um, let me let me ask you, you this. Order everything. <laughs> let me ask you this, uh, James. Yeah. Uh, in my experience, uh, I like James. He's a good guy. Um, but in my experience with him, when he's not winning, he's not happy. Uh, Dad's not happy. James isn't happy. Mom, I don't know, but she's probably not happy. How has he been? How has it been? Has it been? Has he been frustrated until this weekend? Um. Uh, yeah, he's been. Obviously not happy, but I don't think anybody's been happy. But okay. the thing that I do like is that, you know, I would say in the past when I worked with them before, uh, they didn't really take losing very well. Like they, they, right. they, they didn't really uh, – I think it was easier to want to blame other people kind of. Mm-hmm. And the thing I liked now is they actually sit and talk and we talk through things and they're not mad at anybody like we're all just trying to talk through and figure right. out how to make it better the next week. And that's the only way it is going to get better. Because, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, you know, they came in. It was pretty easy. They won a lot amateur. They won a lot at Kawasaki. So when they didn't win, it was really Weird. a bummer, and there really was a, a reason <laughs> right. for them. So, you know, I think it took a while to get used to that. Having two years that weren't so good on L&M, and I think now that they probably do know – you know, what a good and bad team is and mm-hmm. who really wants to help. And, you know, you, you kind of learn those things, and he's a lot smarter. And I thought they've been dealing with it great. I mean, Big James, honestly, has been awesome. Like, you know, really good, 
really, you know, think stuff out. He doesn't doesn't say anything mean. Like it's mm-hmm. it's really cool. Okay, it's cool to see because to me they both have grown up a lot, and and that's funny to say to Big James he's grown up, but you know he he really uh, right. is behind his kid and and the team, and he's not. You know, we did a three year deal, so I'd hope that we're not freaking out too bad in a couple <laughs> in races. three races, but, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's a long-term deal. That's what I kept telling him every week. You know, we got to, right. you know, we're going to figure it out the best we can. And, you know, I felt like, you know, for us, over these three years, he's going to win something. So <laughs> I, I was, don't, uh, don't freak out. I was happy for you guys and Pirelli, too, for all that crap that had been going on. And then uh, you guys uh, put yourselves out there, and you're, you're like, hey, we can do this. And, and, he, and he did it, you know. And like you said, it's better when you – just maybe struggle a little bit before you win. Hey, if you want, Javon, yeah. if you want yeah. the Pirelli guys to call me, I have the heading for their uh, for the uh, press Second release. Second Scorpion. Scorpion stings Oakland. Oh, I like it, Kenny. <laughs> That's actually really good. Brilliant. I like thank you. it. Um, thank you. Thank you, he up. says. Um, uh, That's pretty sweet, actually. Uh, hey, if you got a question for J-Bone. I'll, I'll give you full credit on that, J-Bone, too. I don't care. <laughs> no, I don't need the credit. I, I think it's good, Kenny. What are you talking about you don't need the credit? You'd love to take all the credit for your wins. <laughs> why, do you always, why do you always go there? Because I talk to your guys, and they tell me, dude, you're all about it. You're all about yourself. And I've known you for a long time, and I love you for who you are, bud. You're my guy, and I support you. I'm just like yeah, you support yeah, me. Uh, why, wanna, why you got to be like that? Why I, you got to go that way, Kenny? Hey, because that's the route I go, bro. Why you gotta say that? Yeah, that you, isn't how it is. You did have an Oakley ad, dude. And then Jeremy, I was telling Steve too. I'm all, dude. I was that whole blown, Oakley ad was accident. I was I blown away, dude. You were in a Toyota commercial. You did the Emma. Let me ask you a question, bro. No disrespect <laughs> to you, J Bone, because dude, we go back a long ways. You're a team yeah. manager. You don't work on dirt bikes anymore. Why are you doing the MMI tech? thing? Why isn't one of your mechanics that works on a bike every single day? When's the last time you worked on a bike? Uh, I know. I, and you're, you're, you're talking about gearing and, and all this stuff and putting gearing on. Well, like, dude, Kenny, why, it's not why, like he loses the, the knowledge. Dude, I get it. I get it, but why don't you give the glory? I on, Kenny. I got that down still this day. But why would you give to the, like, I wouldn't, like, dude, there's a big thing for Loctite. Okay, I'm not, they said, hey, we want to put you on the on the big POP for Loctite, how you support it. And I'm just like, why? I'm not the guy using Loctite. My mechanic is, so why don't you use the mechanic? The mechanic's the one that's working on the motorcycle. Why wouldn't you put him in that ad? Because I'm sure they went to you and said, hey, we want to use you. You should have said, you know what, I appreciate it, but hey, I want to put my guys in it that are in the trenches that are doing the work. I don't want to take the glory. And last time J-Bone ever comes on our show right here, folks. So No, dude. Dude, I'm just telling you. No, I'm just kidding. No, I I get your point. The... The reason that I did it is because Feld asked me to do it. So why would I not do it? I would say, hey, you know what? I don't – me, personally – I mean, Patrick's a good-looking man. He could do it. I don't care who – It doesn't who, have to do with, it it could be, with your looks or anything. It could oh, okay. be Patrick Basically or just like – down to, they wanted to do – they wanted to do a, a few – they wanted to do eight tips or something, whatever I did. They, they said that whatever they you like did, then, it, then have a tip. They, they get a bunch of different people. Some why people you do them guess, Kenny? Some people don't do them good. <laughs> Hey, Jamo. So, You're so confrontational. Hey, this is like the same thing with the sweet Hammerhead ad. You could have said, hey, I'm going to put my mechanic. Hey, we support Hammerhead. Dude, Kenny, just because no one sticks you in an ad 
Don't be mad at me. Uh, you, you have a point. Not my fault. I, but I'm telling you, I had an opportunity. I didn't tell Hammerhead to put me in the ads. Hey, I've had an opportunity to be in ads, but you know what? I put my guys in in their in the ads because they're well, the ones in, and they're the That's ones. Your that, decision. I don't I don't need to I don't need to have the glory. Come on, don't, don't get mad at I'm our guests. I'm not mad. We're we're debating. Yeah, I know but he's going to get mad. He just said it. He's not going to get mad. <laughs> he's going to get mad and never come on a show. J Bone. I'll right. come on the show again. I don't care. Exactly. Um, we're um, just debating. Kenny, one time, I'm good. talking about Tyregate, too, one time Travis Elliott used a different air filter in the Plano days. Kenny knows exactly how you feel. No, hey, but Don't you know worry. what, Jeremy? <laughs> straight up square biz. Straight up square biz. What, you're, what? what you went through with Pirelli and trying some stuff, I'm going through that with, some, with uh, one of my sponsors right now. Well, tell us. And I'm not going to. Because Why not? It, because If it's you were not, open, you would, like at the show. I'll let him figure it out when we're at the track, and then okay. you can call me out. But so it's, I go over your it's a super hard decision to make because you have these relationships and you have to go to these sponsors that support you. But at the end of the day, if it's not the right thing, and maybe you could do something better, and, and it's to the point now where it could be something different and, you know, where it's going to affect the performance of the motorcycle. And, dude, I, I think you did the right thing. I really do. And I'll give you kudos for grabbing your nuts. If you were on a factory team, there is no way in the hell that a factory team would do that. Oh, McCarty had to have been pissed. I, don't, I mean, I know McCarty. He was pissed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That's mad. just, you know, Jeremy, And like though? I told him, you have a right to be mad. I'm not saying what I did was right. Like, I even <laughs> said, I understand Dunlop being mad. Right. I understand Keith McCarty being mad because they have a relationship with Dunlop on the, you know, whatever, retail side for um. their pr- production bikes. Like, I get it. I'm not. And, and you know, he said I should ask him. I'm like, <laughs> What's yeah. That do? <laughs> exactly. yeah, like you're gonna let that like that. <laughs> right. I know the answer already. Why don't? What do you mean I gotta? Right. Ask? Yeah. I think that's the. I think I, that's I, if, like that's hard. I think that's I don't the think glory. It was right, but I did it. I think that's the <laughs> glory and the best part of teams like ours, where well, not like well, I shouldn't say like ours because you get full factory support. We don't get that, but you can make those kind of decisions without going to upper management and then deal with the consequences at the back end. You know what I mean? Most guys, if you're on a factory team, I mean, I know for. I'm not going to say anybody's name, but when they were on a factory team, they wanted to try a different set of suspension or a different tire, and they're like, no way. No No way. This is what you're going to ride? I worked for two factories, Kenny. Would you like any any advice? I would say one and a half. When I was on the other team, the same thing happened. We wanted to try a different brand. Yeah. But I think we that's, weren't allowed to. I think that's what was no, cool. That you want to try it or like it, it doesn't matter. It's like, dude, we can, it's like you, Jeremy. If you let's say you're you're using, you know, I'll throw this out there. Like you're using a freaking uh, a hose, a, a radiator hose, and you're not happy with that radiator hose. You could yeah. switch that radiator hose halfway through the year and get and use a different brand. And you're like, hey, sorry, it's just not working out. And we'll still run your logos and do what we got to do. But you know what? What we're using isn't working, and, and it's it's right. holding us back. But if you're on another team, the factories are so locked in to, to that's it. Um, yeah, because it really is all about what – it's all relationships on the production level. So they you have to run it. They don't really – they aren't going to stray away Steve, from what that. happened? Yeah. What? I, no, I get it. Part, I get so. it, dude. I give you. Hey, did Koi tell you? I text Koi. Said congratulations. I was pumped for you guys. Hey, no, that's um, cool though. I was. I was stoked. We, we were believe jo- me, dude. I was happy for we you. We were guys. joking, Kenny, after the race. Cool. Uh, they're still looking for a title sponsor. They kind of have a spot on their truck for one. Yeah, how we much, are. We have nothing. How much yeah, money do said, we have? You said you were going to talk to Kenny yeah. about Pulp MX sponsoring it. How much money do what we do have? Well, Kenny? hey, you never know, dude. Look at look at Supercross.com. Sure. I know that's pretty amazing to me. 
Yeah, well, if there's something else going on there, hey, tell tell Coy to give me a call. Tell Coy to give me a call. Um, I've I've helped bring a lot of sponsors <laughs> to our team throughout the years, and uh, you know I know David Evans is a is a really good guy and a go getter. But uh, if you guys need a little bit of help, and uh, instead of getting your sponsors from the NASCAR side, which I understand that you guys have to do, Dada, yeah, Dada, yeah. But hey, <laughs> dude, um, you know what? Our, our lines are lit up for questions. J-Bone, you know I back you guys 100%. You let's, guys, uh, I was super, you super, super pumped for you guys. Let's take some questions for J-Bone. Um, Dundee. Hey, by the way, Ken, your team looks killer. Thank you. Yeah, he's got a lot of sponsors. You might want to take one from him or something. Um, Dundee. Yeah, you could loan us some. This is Dundee from Australia, right, Dundee? Dundee. That's me, that's me. That's me, me. That's, uh, yeah, Aurora. Dundee. Hey, what's going on? Dundee. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. What's up? Was Watson's just throwing his headphones down, I assume? Yep. You can thank your buddy Tits for blowing your cover. Anytime. All right, what's your question? Anyway, I've got a, I've got a two-part question for, for Jay Bone. First of all, I want to congratulate him on the win. Um, I'm a, I'm a uh, Pirelli rep over here in Australia, and, you know, it, it does, you know, Bubba's, the way he, what he does with the tyres and, and the way you guys represent them has far-reaching implications over here with, in regards to sales as well as, you know, obviously the reputation of the brand, so... It's, uh, I've been selling some tires the last couple of days, which has been good. Oh, look at um, that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, basically, I just wanted to know the difference. Like, obviously, you guys work with Dunlop prior to your relationship with Pirelli, and what's the major difference you found between working with those two companies? Um, you know, really, like, like for us, you know, we, you know, when we were trying tires, I mean, we tried Pirelli for three years before we switched, and... Really, we weren't going to switch until we felt like it was equal or better. So, um, you know, our goal was we felt like it was equal. Actually, Millsaps at the time thought it was a little better. Brayton thought it was equal. So we went for it, and our goal was to try to make Pirelli a better tire. If we're all on the same tires, we felt like, how how are we going to win? I mean, the good thing is we're equal with everybody, so you're all on the same stuff. But it's just like having a spec tire. So we believed in Pirelli as a company to build us stuff and down the road we were hoping to have the best stuff and that's you know basically what we're working on and they've been really good you know they told me all about the company all the special rubber they use from brazil and like i just learned more about the company and i just think that they're a premier brand and that's why we wanted to go with pirelli so we're we're excited and i think things are going to get better every year and you know we've already had a bunch of new tires we've been trying and i think you know all the time they're going to keep putting better stuff into production so we're excited about it I mean, some of those tyres are already trickling down to the retail side of things with the, the Scorpion SX tyre and the Midhard 554. And, um, you know, and that all directly comes from, um, other, other than Europe, from JGR, which you know, is a good thing for the retail yeah. customer. You know? Yeah, that Supercross, yeah, Supercross tyre is the one we developed all last year. And then uh, you know, now with Bubba, we got some new stuff we're working on that we just raced a new tyre uh, on the weekend. So there'll be more stuff coming too. So it's neat. Like, they're all excited. The cool thing is, for Pirelli, they haven't won in the United States. They really won a Supercross title, and that was their first win on the weekend. So, you know, they're fired up, and it's new for them, just like it is for us, and we're both, you know, chasing the same dream. So I think, you know, that's the exciting part for both of us. All right, O'Rourke. Thanks, man. we got to move it on. we got Thanks, a bunch of other calls. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Thanks, buddy. See ya. Um, let's go to uh, Nash. Nash, you there? Gentlemen. You yeah. got a question for J-Bone? Uh, Two-part question, Jim. Thanks for always being honest. Uh, from an outsider, a, a simple fan's perspective, James's bike looked a lot more 
uh, and uh, it was more of an extension of his body and his riding ability. Can you elaborate on what you guys changed, and are you comfortable answering that? Um, I mean, basically what we, you know, last week the guys went down and uh, worked on suspension, like more chassis stuff. Um, we ran a new front tire this weekend. So there was, a, you know, there was a few few changes, but, um, you know, really it's just getting him comfortable on the bike. You know, the hardest part, every time we go to the race, it's different than what we expect, I guess, as far as the dirt. I mean, like this weekend, it was super rough and rutted, and that's not what we were uh, we were thinking. But, you know, really you don't – you just kind of go into it with a base base setting and how you change for each practice and then where you end up at the end of the night. You know, it's just base of, basically from your people of what direction you feel is right and – you know, everyone on our team's been working really hard and really good, and I think we made really good decisions. Um, you know, Johnny and Spencer were down testing in Florida last week, and they're actually going one more day this week. So I feel like, you know, we're, we're even though we won, we're still wanting to get better. So, you know, we're always going to keep working at it. But yeah, mainly, mainly just getting them comfortable with suspension settings and picking the right tires and the right combination for the night. Um, second question, two second. Who ate more? Steve at your truck or the old Davy Millsaps where he lost 100 pounds? <laughs> no, definitely probably uh, me. I think Steve takes the cake there. Um, what's happening with uh, Wahoos? Not not have not been going on lately. Not happy. No, we love Wahoos, but we haven't had a uh, you know with budget cuts. You know, wow. unless you guys want to step up and start doing it, there's Jeez, not a lot things of are uh, tight. going on these days. Things are tight over the JGR truck. Thanks, Nash. They are tighter than I guess Watson. You've been. What's that? You been, has Watson been catering? Um, Chipotle. Kenny. Chipotle, yeah. They had Chipotle in L.A. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, hey, let's, yeah. uh, let's, come, come on by, let's not talk about James Stewart so much anymore. Let's talk about Davey Millsaps. Two pretty good yeah, races in a row. Good too, yeah. right? two, two good weekends. You happy? Yeah. I'm actually, yeah, he, he keeps riding better each weekend. Uh, the first two weren't so great. Mm-hmm. Uh but, yeah, the last two have been really good. I, I've been happy with the results lately. I mean, really a top five would be, mm-hmm. you know, the, the goal. But, uh, you know, six and a seventh, that's that's definitely respectable. And I think he's he's riding good. You know, he's right behind Wyndham this week, which isn't a bad guy. You yeah. know, he's fast. So, yep. you know, it's kind of hard to be bummed out when you go look through the, you know, through the results, and they're all really good guys. And right. David's been qualifying better. He qualified fourth. So I, I think he's riding better each week. He was a little bit sick this weekend, so – uh, I was pumped on him. What about yeah. uh, the tank and the seat and the shroud stuff? Uh, does Davey not want that? Is it a matter of uh, you're still working on getting him it to him, or what's going on with that? Well, uh, <laughs> I don't really have a, a real answer on that one. Okay. We uh, <laughs> he hasn't, you know, he hasn't rode with it yet. Okay. Um, I don't have enough for him to do that. All right. So uh, when I have enough stuff, then we'll decide if uh, it's something we can do. Um, when we signed, you know, the the thing was he asked, you know, can I have everything James Stewart has? I said, yes, everything but, uh-huh. you know, this uh, shroud tank right. combination. So he knew up front, um, you know, I couldn't really do much with it. Um, so right. who, yeah. uh, who who made those shrouds for you? Uh, we actually, the NASCAR team actually uh, sourced it out to nice. a plastic company just for now, and then Cycra's making uh, well new version here anytime that was my point was you got them made quick because i mean the plastic guys have you know they don't have an awesome turnaround when it comes to brand new stuff like that so i was um you know uh i was yeah making a mold is uh super expensive yeah so you know that takes a little bit of time so you know we weren't going to get it in time so the nascar team actually 
you know, they, they do a lot of prototyping stuff. So they, they actually, you know, got it figured out and uh-huh. had it made for us. And, you know, it's not the cheapest thing we ever did. They think it's cheap, but I don't think they know what motocross cheap is. <laughs> we we uh, They tell me it's cheap, and every time a bill comes in, it's none of them are cheap. Hey, let me ask you a question. more all the time. If, uh, if you guys continue to run that stuff and Yamaha steps up and says, yeah, we're going to switch it to that the way you guys designed it and did everything, is there any, like, uh, refund that you're going to get or any money back? Are they going to pay you for your R&D, or is that just part of your deal as being a factory, you know, supported team? No, yeah, that's part of the contract. When you, when we sign the contract, everything we come up with is theirs. That's just the way it, right. the way it works. So all the R&D, all the oh. development you guys do to that bike, they will... Yeah, you, you have to share it'll, it with them. Yeah, so it'll just go right to the consumer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know about that. Yeah, but. Which is, I guess... You know, well, that's what we get paid to do, I guess. Uh, which at least we're, uh, you know, at least we're getting that. It's been, you know, it's a, it's a lot better deal for us. We're excited about our new deal with Yamaha. You know, maybe some other times it wasn't as cool, but you I know, can, it's fair. We, we're we're working on it. We're trying to make it better, and they're working on stuff trying to make it better on their side. Be, um, being you know, there, they've been testing uh, with Troop and stuff. So yeah, yeah that we're all working hard to try to going well. you know improve everywhere as much as we can. The being there for three years and. Having the only sponsors on the factory team being chains, which wear out, sprockets that wear out, and gas, which you need to run the bike. Otherwise, everything else was was Yamaha, you know, Yamalube and whatever. Um, I can imagine them seeing that tank and shroud, black rimmed, black forked YC450 <laughs> going around the track, and them just losing it because they really do want the stock look of the bikes, and they fight for that. That's what that's what the company's about. So that's got to be well. Most yeah, you know, honestly, a lot of the factories are that way. Um, the only one that seems to be pretty good with with colors and making stuff look cool is the Kawasaki team. I think everyone else goes for the more stock look. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a lot of trick stuff on a lot of those bikes, and you don't even notice it because they're just silver and they look stock. But that's right. the whole idea. Yeah. Just like the but, one. Just like uh, the one. What I think oh. cool is a, a trick looking bike that. Right. You know, more like what uh, Kenny's and Nars looks like. Hey, I, do you I, remember, I like it. Do you remember the gold? Uh, do you remember the gold? We're by it. Do you remember the gold bike, 97, Washougal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, who can I forget I, that? I found a photo of, uh, I should bring you the photo. I found it. Back when you were for Deegan? Yep. The glitter bike? No, it was a silver one, too. Swink. Right? Swink. Swink. Swink rolled the, the silver. Yeah, I used to check out all that. I mean, that, that's the fun stuff, you know. You want to do something cool and different. I mean, it, obviously, I can't do that as much now as I'd like to, but, you know, we, we try to do it the best we can. And hey, you know what we need to do? You know what we need to do one weekend? And I said this before. We need to grab Dino Bambino and Berlute, and me, you, Berlute, and Bambino will walk around the pits checking people's shit. We should. I, I, we used to I go haven't around. really done much of that. Every weekend we used to go around, like he would come to my truck, then we'd go to his truck, then we'd go to Dino's and fill the levers. We used to grease the, we used to have a pet cock, whoever had the easiest pet cock. I mean, dude, yeah. that was but cool. You know what, though? We, we used to wait in line to park at 4.30 in the morning, so we had lots of time to kill time after that, waiting yeah. for the sun to come up. I was there too, guys. I was there. Not back then. You were there? Birdwell. For real? Who were you working for? Birdwell? That was later. Dude, we're talking earlier. What hey, year were you there? Do you remember? Do you remember the AMA guy? who was super tall, named Jim Brown. Yep. Uh, AMA tech guy. Yeah. Not yep. a word of a lie. Binghamton, ninety-seven, told me my bike yep. was the nicest looking privateer bike each and every week. He lied. He didn't. No, that's what he told uh, me. Of well, course, Burnwell, I, we, Burnwell were, we didn't, weren't. Uh, you know, 
We, we're, who are you working for 97, Kenny? Swink. Deegan. Deegan. Swink. Deegan. Whatever. Same thing. Uh, uh, yeah. hey, hey, we got a question here. Uh, Evan, you got something to say to Kenny? You got a question for Kenny? Yeah, um, I got all kinds of questions, but yeah, okay. I'll ask Kenny. I'm an announcer for MX Sports, and I just got done with my first year, and I'm loving being in the industry, man. It's awesome. I've raced my whole life. But uh, my question for Kenny was, um, and I and I know we went over Haney a lot in the first of the show, but it um, seems like to me Haney is, is a guy that, you know, he's super fast. We all know he's got, he's got all the talent in the world. Um, and like Kenny said, he's, he's still adapting to these tracks and this bike and everything else. Um, he went, he did fade from third to 10, but Haney is riding smart right now. Am I wrong? Because, well, let's not, let's not throw it a fade because he went on the first lap. He got passed because he wasn't just fast enough. He went from third to seventh in the first lap. Okay. And then he got passed by, yeah. My question is, you know, as this season goes on, he's ran a limited schedule. You know, he's never ran a 17-race schedule. So, from you know, as these races goes on, as long as he stays healthy and keeps playing it smart like this, this guy's going to be in the top five by the end of the year, guys. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Kenny hopes you're right. Who would have thought, J-Bone, that Hanny was the rock of the team four races in? I know. It's pretty awesome, actually. I knew it. You knew it? I mean, I thought I thought Tedesco would be, um, and Tedesco showed some speed, but I, I, Haney, obviously, everyone knows he's talented. He's been yeah. talented his whole life. That's never been a question. Yeah. Uh, well, well let's, think, a, let's ask Haney about I hired Haney before. <laughs> let's ask Haney. Hey, Haney, would, would you come on and talk about your ride? There's no possible way I'll ever do maps this, though. Oh, okay. Damn. Um, uh, no, uh, what if it's called Kenny Watson show? No, Kenny tried to say one time to him, he won't say a word, he won't talk, he won't do anything. Still Give nothing. Time, Give him time, bud. I think it's almost like fun for him to hate you. Yeah, I don't even. I think yeah. He likes yeah. Thanks, Evan. It's cool, man. I'll call back. All right. Yeah. All yeah, right. Sure. Cool. If he's the announcer for MX Sports, guaranteed he's never seen you, Kenny. Because that would mean outdoors. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, Speaking about what does he announce? You think probably quads. Yeah, quads. Oh, quads. Okay. Uh, Hey, Jay Bone. Thank you uh, for coming on. Appreciate it. You got it. Um, uh, Always, uh, always a good interview. Thanks for the hard time. Appreciate it. Jay Bone's got to go. He's got another ad to pose for. Hey, (laughs) I gotta go take some pictures. (laughs) Hey, hey, dude. You know what? We wouldn't be friends if you couldn't bust my balls. You've been busting my balls. I know. I've been busting yours tonight, but you've been busting mine for a long time too. And this is just going back to why do you got to go that route? Why do you got to go that route? So now I'm I just... I love it. I'm glad you went that route. It worked for you. So far, so All good. good. All right, buddy. Congra- right. Hey, congratulations again, dude. You guys have a good night. Thank hey, you. Take care, Jay. Kenny, Kenny has been doing good, by the way. That's cool. I appreciate it. And you know what, dude? Like I said, I was yeah. stoked for, for you guys to win, but I just wasn't st- – I was glad for your whole guys, like from Coy to the coach to all the guys, Shawnee and, and Dean, because I know those guys have been they, – they want it bad just as much as anybody. Yeah. And I was pumped for yeah. them. I was pumped for everybody but Coy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the truth is every single team works hard. It don't matter where. But, you know, obviously, you know, hiring James and it not going the way we wanted to, it felt a lot of stress, obviously, for right. everybody. Right. 
And, uh, yeah, it was definitely cool. And then the crappy week with Tex, it was kind of nice to have something to yeah. smile about. So yeah, you know, was, you know we, didn't, we didn't even touch on that, and we should have. Uh, I, neither one of us knew him that well. I knew him probably a little bit better than Kenny. Uh, real sad story there. Bummer. Bummer deal yeah. about that. Yeah. But, hey, you what know you, you guys pulled it off. But, yeah. you know, all I was trying to get at was about, you you're, know. You're in too many ads. No, not that. Too many but ads. just I like he was to, saying. I put my people in it. No, but just what he was saying. I can see is, Dixon now modeling a motion pro ad. Dude, why are you shutting me off? I'm just trying I'm not to shutting you off. I'm trying to say this that would be, he, This would be shutting you off right here. That's shutting you off. Now you're right. on. Okay. Let me hear Kenny. I want to hear what he has to say. What I have to say is you, you said that it's all about your team and you're happy for your whole team and it's all a team effort. That's what I was trying to get at on the ads. Like Those are the guys in the trenches that are building those bikes that are making them work. And those are the guys that are behind the scenes that need to be in the front of the scenes that do all the work. Like, I never hear someone say, hey, congrats, hey, I want to thank Tim Dixon for, you know, getting the truck here. I want to thank, you know, Sean Ulikowski for and Dean for building my motors. It's always Jeremy Albrecht's front and center. Jeremy Albrecht's front and center. It's time to let the boys in, dude. <laughs> Share the wealth. But, hey, I know everything. I'm going to do it. Okay. That's all I'm going to ask for you. And then you, you can – and then – so stop going that route you're going, dude. dude go the other route. <laughs> no, hey, all kidding aside, dude, congratulations. Dude. I'm, I'm pumped for you guys. All right. Thanks, Jay Bum. Thanks, Kenny. Later, bud. You got it. You got it. See ya. That's, uh, that's Jay Bum going his own way. Going his own way. Um, he did go his own way. Um. You can't be so angry towards our guest. I wasn't angry. Tits. Hey, Jeremy Albrecht has been. Tits, you got to produce this thing better. Hey, I got I'm news sorry. for you. J Bone has been. I, I didn't sense anger. I sensed maybe a little bit of underlying something, but it wasn't full on anger. Documentation. Okay, let's go to some uh, uh, emails right here. Uh, Brian, I emailed Steve AOL and RacerX addresses, but never heard back. I do not want to be a putz. Okay, I was wrong in Orlando, but you said 94. It was 93 in San Diego. I just watched it on, on YouTube. The 94 kind of threw me for a loop. I was thinking East Coast, even though he didn't come here till Mitch in 95. I don't want to be an ass, but how can we resolve this? Any ideas? I still feel that I'm, I'm, I'm not right, but not totally wrong either. This is the guy that was going to give uh, Zach Osborne 100 bucks for a trivia question, and he got it wrong. But it turns out our facts were wrong. So the guy wants to make it right. So do we? How do we do this, or what do we got to do? You he he didn't have his answer right, even though even if we would have had our stuff in order. What did his he, answer he still was? Wasn't right, was he? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm yeah. asking you. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, what do you know I'll about say, Mikel Pichon and riding? I think Honda? I, I think know. we need to make it up to him and send him a pair of women's free gun underwear. <laughs> no, no. Um, I say he's still wrong. So doesn't matter if we were wrong well, as well. That was Brian. If you want to call in, call in. We'll figure it out. We'll get to the bottom of this. Uh, if you don't want to call in, just send your money. Tight ass. Yeah. Once, <laughs> uh, here, guys. Uh, one thing missing from our sport has been more discussion about the money the riders make. We all know about the big guys making millions, but kudos to you, Mathis, for stating for starting to ask the uncomfortable questions about paydays and even talking about specific win money. I know it is private, but from a fan's point of view, it is very interesting as we all, on the back of our minds, we fantasize about it. Plus, the general public really doesn't know the details of the millions. Thanks. I get a lot of crap for asking in podcasts and this show, asking about what riders made. You know, DV, who's uh, in our chat room tonight, he's told me one time about it, and it was public knowledge. And 
Some guys give me shit. Some fans give me crap. But I think it's interesting. If a guy doesn't want to ask, answer, he doesn't have to answer. Hey, I'm not making them answer. Uh, on that note, yeah, I actually got a couple uh, tweets asking what you make. Okay. Yeah, we can. We'll, we'll tweet a tits segment. We can do that. All right. Uh, P.S. Those of us who wear earbuds all the time listening to the show while working can hear the oh-so-subtle crinkling of the wrappers and munching during the show. Love the show. Hate the munching noises. <laughs> can you please have someone to eat before the show? That's no, but, but Kenny, seriously. Yeah. You, you, uh, you eat a lot during the show. It's you. Oh, can you oh just, I, I, can, eat, I eat tons. Can you just? It's not me. It's you. That's okay. You do what you got to do. Hey, you've done it a couple of times. I've ate some cookies and some M&Ms. That's yeah, it. That's still part of it. Uh, hey, you know what? Mr. If Mathis. You if, you don't, if you don't like it. Go away. <laughs> it is what it is. Phenom. Uh, hi, Mr. Mathis. Just wanted to drop you and wait, Watson a wait, note. Wait, wait, Mr. Mathis and, and just Watson? How about Mr. Watson? It just said, hi, Mr. Mathis. Jesus. Just wanted to drop you. It's my email, so uh, not the show. Just wanted to drop you and Watson a note and let you guys know how entertaining you guys are on the show. Look forward to the show every week. Now for the serious. Please no more talk about docking. Holy shit. First time I heard that one, I was like, what WTF? But the you are being docked in a lap had me rolling. I run Tech One Design graphics on my KTM and have your app on the phone. So on this week's with Zach Osborne, I was wondering what comes in the Pookie prize package besides a ride in the Aerostar. Hank from Lake Tahoe. Wouldn't don't, he like to know? <laughs> don't worry about it. Hank. Hey, it's, it is funny that Gallagher no longer says docking in the riders meeting. I do, I do like that. That's pretty funny. Uh, Tits, you had a letter to read too. Yeah. Uh, David uh, Nitson sent in a uh, question he said guys i appreciate the show but let's be professional here my kids listen so you need to knock off the f-bombs i will be contacting your sponsors of the show as well thanks for at least considering my note i hope i see some changes or i will be forced to unsubscribe sincerely and respectfully big dave what do you think kenny uh, if, if he didn't say that name at the end, I would tell him where what I think. But <laughs> right on, Dave. We'll work on it. It could be one of those ironic names. You know, he's actually a little guy. Hey, I learned a lesson about <laughs> talking never, crap to people that when they it. say they're big, and they usually are. Why? Big. What happened? Okay. When did you learn a lesson? Uh, well, I wasn't really talking. Yeah, we were talking. Me and it was just going back when me and Deegan were driving down the road one time. Oh, the set, the the, CD. the trucker. Yeah, the trucker. The trucker. Right. Dude, wasn't good. No. Um. Hey, no. we're going to get Trey Kennard on the show right away, but let's give away some goggles, X-Brand goggles. Check it out on the website, thexbrand.com. 40% off if you type in look on more as a code, look on more, no spaces. What we're going to do is give away a pair of X-Brand goggles to the fourth caller right now. Fourth caller right now. Boom. Tits will uh, we'll get it, and uh, we'll take care of that. Thanks to Circle Jerkies for that. Not the Dream Team, the Circle Jerkies, a group of... Dedicated Pablo Mech Show fans Good that chip them. in and want to help out privateers and give give away stuff. Congratulations! And you do nothing, jerkies. and you give away nothing. I, hey, before the fourth caller, and we have a delay, so it's going to take a little uh -huh. bit. But why don't you get Trey on the phone? Trey on the phone. Okay. Yeah, let's get Trey on the phone, right. and we'll we'll do with that, and you can deal with your uh, with your um, caller on that. Wah, wah, wah. Hey, what about Tomac, dude? We were a little. I was Eli Tomac. I was a little worried after the first two weeks, third and the fourth. You know, he's fast, but he's killed it the last two weeks. L.A., he had the fastest lap time combined. This week in Oakland, he was gone. I interviewed him, um, and he said, you know, he got some luck with, my, with Davalos having troubles and Dino going down, but still. Guy's got a 15-point lead four races in. Phenom. 
<laughs> phenom. Um, he is a phenom. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, the kid's he's good. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. And he he's I I I got nothing to say. I will, uh, yeah. How about our own Zach Osborne? Another podium. Solid. Going home though. Solid. Going home. He should go home. His stock is up there right now. I think he's got something. I think he does too. I heard a little rumor and I and where he might be going. Yep. And I think he could do better than that. I really do. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying the team isn't up to par. Right. Because I, 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 I think those guys have won races and they're good. But uh-huh. I think that he deserves, a, like, a, a good factory lights ride, yeah. not, you know, something. But, hey, if they yeah. do get him, mm-hmm. pr- kudos to them. Hey, Tits. I just don't think he needs to jump on the first offer. Tits, you talk to, don't talk to the guests. Just get them on the phone. Don't bro them down. Trey was indisposed, so he wants me to call back in five minutes. Oh, okay. And with J-Bone, I saw you talking to J-Bone. But like, hey, good, congratulations. This is Peter, the t- producer. Don't talk to the guests. Just get the phones. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, going home. So yeah. I guess you guys are right. Should. Um, he's riding good, though. He's riding really good. If you're – how many races are we? How many races are we down? Um, let me look. Four. Yeah, how many are left, I should say. Uh, we got one, 13. two, three, four, five. Okay. Fifteen races, uh, five races left. Fifteen points, five races left. If you're Dean Wilson, are you worried, or is that all right? I mean, is that? Oh yeah, you're worried for sure. Right, it's a lot to make up, huh? Um, I mean, look how like we talk about the track. Look what happened to Dean this weekend, and look what happened to Rattray. That I was really surprised that he yeah. crashed because that's his. He, I, yeah, he doesn't. You, do you know, that. I thought would have done better in those conditions too is Tickle. Because Tickle always, like, he did really, he won he's, there last year in the lights bike, uh, and it was ruddy and crappy. In Seattle, he's done good. Yeah, and, yeah I yeah. was kind of surprised. Um, he got, Tickle ended up getting um, 13th behind Chisholm. Um, and Chisholm, ex-brown goggles athlete Kyle Chisholm, struggling a little bit. I thought, I thought he'd be he a little be better. better. So I thought he'd be I. a little better. He's still getting used to the bike, though. I mean, let's give him some time on that. I know he didn't get his race bike right as early as he would have liked. What about uh, uh, Bobby Canari filling in for uh, awesome. Ryan Morris? He yeah. qualified. I don't even know how much time he probably had no, on the bike. Uh, yeah, exactly right. I have no idea. Uh, good for good for Bobby Canari, though. That's good. Ben LeMay, too, made his first main. But then his radiator hose blew off or something. He was trailing smoke. Oh, is that, was he the smoke show? Yeah, he was the smoke show. That was Ben LeMay. So, um, and Michael Lessie had come from the back again from the LCQ. So, kind of. Yeah, him and Hanny got into a little, uh, oh, not, they did? A, not an altercation, Hanny. Came underneath him and uh, when in the heat, in the heat race was Mike mad. Uh, was Tony mad? No one came over to us. Okay, I think they know better than to do that. Mike's got some, you know. Did you see the movie through on uh, the dude in the LCQ after the first turn? Everyone was going to the inside and uh, going over the rollers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, going to that left hander before the rhythm section. Yeah. Dude, he literally, homie, was on the. Uh, I think it was Sipes. Yeah, was leading that thing. Poo types. And he just went straight across and just pretty much. Yeah, no, I saw that. Was that dirty or that was just. Uh, that was, no, I think uh, that. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Marginal. Marginal. Mar- marginal? Did you say marginal? Marbital. Uh, marbital. Hey, um, how close are you to, to uh, Josh Hill or getting a fill in or what's going on? Anything? No, Hill's going to be back in Atlanta. He got his cast off today. Atlanta? Okay. Yep. Hey, so, by the way, we already yeah. gave away the goggles. So oh, yeah. Sorry. Anyone, goggles uh, Goggles are done. Everybody hang up. Congratulations to Brad. He's the one who won them this okay. time. Okay. Uh, he can't be a previous winner, though. I made sure. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I made sure. I'm sure you made time. sure. 
That's why you can't <laughs> okay. even queue up the Paul Lindsay. I like Red someone. MXA, MXA confirmed IT9 cut under Josh Grant. F you, Watson. <laughs> well, if MXA said it, then it must be true, it must right? Be true. I, mean, I, I take back everything I said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm not, and I'm not saying it, it was, a, it was. If you ask me, it was just one of those racing incidents. That's all I'm going to say. Right. One if I said races. anything wrong, I apologize. If I offended Josh Grant or Jeff Ward Racing or, Mike, or anybody. Or Mike Grant. Mike Grant especially because he's the one that i got to worry about. <laughs> um, Nothing but love for Mike Grant, by the way. And his work boots. Yep. Dunn drove pretty good this week coming from the back. I don't know. I didn't watch him all that much. But um, he's just – Dunn's just going to be there. I mean, if, you know, fourth's going to be the worst he's going to do. Those other three guys will beat him. And then that's – he'll get fourth, right? Yep. That's the worst he can do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Unless he falls or something happens, he's hey, just not going to get straight up beat like that. Don't uh, don't forget the uh, Pulpomex cooler, wrapped cooler, will be on eBay. Um, I'm excited about that, Kenny. Good job on that. And we'll uh, we got some Tech One graphics to give away to Pulpomex graphics coming up. And we uh, have Mitch Payton, Trey Kennard, and Jim Hawley, who you like, Jim Hawley. Love you Jim and Jim Hawley, Hawley are Joe bros. Love Jimmy Hawley. Yeah. Dude. Uh, are we ready? Tits? We're not ready. Okay. He needs two more minutes, but I'm going to wait on hold until he's ready. Oh, and okay. I'll let yeah. you know. Please stop talking to the guest. Just, uh, just get them through. No fraternizing. We're good. I got yes, it. thank you. Um, Tech One, Tech One Designs has got some Pulpamex graphics that they're giving away. Uh, any bike, any, uh, any shroud combo, the number plates, and everything, they're going to give them away. And they say Pulpamex on them, and, and we couldn't be prouder to have those guys uh, step up. Minden, Nevada, Tech One Designs, right, Kenny? Minden, Nevada. Minden, Nevada. Um, also, uh, uh, thanks to uh, our guest, Jeremy Albrecht, for coming on earlier. It's great. And we got some voicemails to play later. Also, a shout-out to Scott Dixon, uh, .ca website. He's the guy whose who's, uh, T-shirt design got uh, ixnayed by tits over there at 1202. And um, so, Pookie's skinning him. Uh, I, don't, I don't, you know, take back the way I handled the situation. Okay. Just so you know. Yeah, no, I'm really relieved. I was wondering about that. Um, Check out his website, scottdixon.ca. We said we'd give him a shout-out and, uh, and see what he had to say. Yeah, um, what, about, what about some of the other guys? What, uh, who's, your, who's your biggest disappointment, Kenny, if you, uh, if you look at the results so far through four rounds? Um, there's the points. And, uh, I, you know, disappointment, I, I wouldn't say it's a disappointment. He's not even on here, but I thought that uh, he just had some bad deals go down, and is, is true. But I, I really like him. Yep. And I thought he should he would be up there in the in the at least the top ten, maybe in the top five. Yeah. Because the kid has raw speed. He's good. Yeah, he's and, had a tough go of it. Yeah, he, and, he got cleared uh, to race. I think he may be racing this weekend. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying uh, it's you know that he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything wrong. But I'm no, just yeah, thinking yeah. he's he's better. He's way better than this is going on. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we're uh, we're coming up with Trey on the on the show and. You angered some people last week with your talk about Trey Kennard maybe not being ready. How do you feel now? A week later, we all and I—I I had your back in the sense that I said to some of those people that were upset, Trey's mom, Honda guys, uh, some media guys. Hey, we all say dumb stuff once in a while. But, hey, I'm not. And, I, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not excluded standing, from I'm it. I'm standing behind what I say, yeah. and I just had a—I just through experience, I just. I'm not saying that he wasn't. He was ready to go race for, yep. you know, you know whatever position he was racing for. But he's not where he was. So, and that's all I. That's all I had to say. I wasn't trying to bash him right. or say he wasn't a good kid or a good guy. Well, we got him on the line. Honda Muscle Milk, Trey Kennard. Uh Trey, what's up? What's happening, dude? Hey, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. No worries, it. man. Short thanks notice. Uh, well, you got you. How you doing? How's it going? How's it? How's it? Yeah, I'm, I'm great, man. I actually, <laughs> I'm great, really. 
was aware, but I just had bowel movement number two of the day. Oh, wow. And, huh. and dude, I feel great. A lot of times those pain pills jack you up. So, Dude, they ruined me. So <laughs> I was like, I was actually, I was like, man, I'm like, I got a big deal happening right now because I got I to gotta go number two and I got to bow on the Pulp Show in like five minutes. So. Right, right. Thanks for waiting. Uh, yeah, no problem. That's what we do here on the show. Uh, and thank you for describing that in great detail also. Appreciate that. Uh, hey, I let's... feel that vulnerability is, is the, the secret to bonding. <laughs> let's uh, let's go through your L.A. crash. I'm interested. What do you remember? Um, so, um, contrary to anyone that might think other, I was ready to go racing. and um, Oh, right, that would be Kenny Watson right over here, sitting right here. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I'll stop. But, yeah, anyways, um, had a pretty distant start, really. Mm-hmm. Um was in the inside gate, and I think I was, uh, it was about fifth, really. I think uh, that's, that's how I remember it. Um, going through that that, um, that rhythm section, I kind of jumped a little left, trying to guard the inside and, and grab one of those tough blocks, mm-hmm. and um, saw it in the turn. And uh, Okay, so you, that was one of my questions. You knew you had it on your bike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I looked down, and I was like, okay, you know, I just, the 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 rider in me kind of was trying to be smart with it and and was like, hey, you know what? It's probably better to lose a couple of positions and mm-hmm. just just double the triple right now and and try to get this thing off. So um, did it, and you know, I, I just you know you expect you know the people behind you to to see you, mm-hmm. um, and you know I guess it obviously wasn't wasn't the case. So um, you know it was just a bad deal overall, really. Right. Um, I don't think really anyone can blame or anything, but um, just kind of do just one of those things in, in racing that when it happens, it's like super unfortunate. I think like the biggest thing now is just they just get that tough block problem cut or you know fixed. And, yeah, um, yeah. I understood they put some straps uh, this weekend. I can't confirm that, Kenny. Do you know? I Did do you, not know. I think they put some. Davy, Davy Coombs mentioned they put some straps underneath the the, the covers. I mean, obviously, it doesn't help you yeah. now, but. Yeah, I saw some some pictures of it. So okay, um, I mean that's that's awesome. You know, like I, I uh, I'm stoked they did that. You know, I'm, I'm the first time I remember something is in '08 with Kevin um, in uh, Seattle. I think he wrapped up in his rear wheel and almost crashed really big. And mm-hmm. that was kind of we've both of us have kind of talked about that a little bit off and on. And um, so I, I mean, it's cool to addressing it. It sucks that it, it kind of yeah took something like that but you know sometimes you just you know there's so much going on with the sport that it's like you're a trendsetter i do that's me (laughs) just just trying to make it big that's all um so do you remember what that's all you remember moving to the left and that's it yeah i remember going up like the the triple downside and thinking man i gotta get out of here because oh really huh okay yeah yeah i was like well you know you always do you know right like you you're I was pretty sure everyone behind me rolled, like, doubled it, you know, just because, yeah. like, that's what normally happens. But, yep. Uh, Mo. But Mo I was not. Regardless, <laughs> Mo I went for to, it. like, right. get left and get out of there. And I remember that, and, and like, that's the last thing I remember oh. was going off the, the triple downside. So. I'll tell you what, it was a scary, scary crash. And, I mean, it's cool on Twitter today, you know, you Mo, you said, hey, Mo, not your fault. You know, he was said sorry, and, and you know what I mean? It was just. Kind of a poignant moment, I thought that, you know, it's kind of racing. 
a guy landing on you sucks bad, but it was really scary in LA and, and, but you know, it was a half hour to get you guys out of there. And, uh, so you've got, uh, you've got some back injuries. What do they do to fix that? What, how do they, what they do to you to get you better? Yeah. So, um, basically like I think what happened really is, and I haven't got like a, a complete like full detail report, mm-hmm. but from what I understand is, um, he 10, 11 and 12, um, broken. So basically what I had to do is go in and, uh, put rods on either side mm-hmm. and, uh, screw them in and fuse them. Um, so then we're just going to like fuse them without like the rod, but they just felt like it would be more stable and, Kind of with the spinal cord being that that close and that vulnerable, you just don't want it to to move at mm-hmm. all. So, um, so, but but yeah, I mean, you know, like kind of what you're saying about that night, dude, it was it was, it was a really scary deal. And, yeah, you know, I'm just like stoked. Like I hope Mo doesn't feel at all like bad because you know it's just not not how it should be. You know, it's just uh-huh. racing. So, um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's one of those things that you know you guys sign up for, unfortunately. Um, and it, it makes you really realize that a night that goes through racing Supercross uh, and heat races and practice and the LCQs and the main events and nothing really happens, you realize how fortunate everyone is because it's so easy to have something happen. It's incredibly oh, – yeah. what you guys are doing is incredible. I mean, even Kenny's guy this week in Kyle Partridge had an ugly crash, and he's going to be fine. And, you know, it just it, – it, the bodies you, – you guys can't do that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So – yeah, I mean, when you think about it, our, our bodies are just totally not made for this. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, uh, so, you know, I'm pretty sure not made to get wings on like that and, and function. But, um, but, I mean, it definitely takes it to the point, you know, you're grateful to be able to do it. So. Yeah. You, uh, are you going to have something then like Henry had where um, after his Bud's Creek crash, is that something you keep in inside around your vertebrae? And you just keep racing? I'm not sure yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go to um, the doctor next week and, um, He's gonna kind of like enlighten me, I guess. And I, I'm gonna try to talk work with uh, the great Tim Ferries, um, oh. Oh. Dean Gulch, right. and uh, and he's he's got plenty of good people. I think that that mm-hmm. he can resource, and then you know, obviously, and yeah. the, the guy that did it. And and the cool thing about having Kehoe is he's broken his back a few times. So, mm-hmm. Wow, jeez. Uh, he's kind of been there, done that a little bit. So I'm glad to have him kind of there for me to kind of. Bouncing off stuff and, um, and get get info from so. Um, yeah, n- no doubt. And well, I mean, how's okay? I, I didn't want to get into this this early, but since you brought it up, how's Timmy taking this? Timmy, you know what? He was he was doing terrible till I mentioned Super Summer Cross on Twitter and oh. his face lit up. <laughs> Perks him right up, doesn't it? The night, <laughs> the night we slayed the king. As I like to refer to it as the night we slayed the king. Um, uh, yeah, he's got to be uh, he's got to be upset. I, I'm, I'm more worried about him than you, to be honest. I just I hope he makes it through this terrible time. Um, yeah, you, you know what? <laughs> he, he's good. The red dog is man. I'm just like honored. Uh huh. Um, Guy, he's, he he stayed out in the in Cali with me for like like the whole time of the hospital, pretty much. So, um, hey, that was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, well, he's a top notch guy. You know, uh, this is true. Hey, um, uh, early word was you 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 had a concussion and you you hit you hit your head, um, and then it kind of came out that you had some back pain. Um, is that kind of how it happened? That's what I'd heard. But 
were you sort of like, hey, my back's a little sore. Um, just you guys might want to know that. Is that kind of happened, or did when you were in the mule, were you like, oh man, my back's sore? I don't really remember. Like, it's okay. weird how your body works. You know, right. like um, it's crazy. You know, like I was only out for well, I say only out for a minute and a half, two minutes, whatever it was. Yeah, but I don't remember like you know a huge portion of it. You know, just just I don't know if it's a shock or. Um, what, but the first thing I remember is being in the ambulance, and um, I think it was Steve Hudson talking to me, and I'm like, dude, it's not good. Like, I thought I was not good. Uh, and, you know, so. When you see Steve Hudson, it's never good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like, oh, the priest only comes around when it's bad. Right, so, right, right. You know, but, you know, I, I just, you know, was, I had, like, extreme back pain, and I knew that I could feel my legs, so I just, I was, like, terrified because I didn't know, like, what that meant, you know, yeah. that's just something I haven't really even thought about. So. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that was the, the biggest concern really. Back, um, than the do we, uh, do we know how long you're out for? Is it way too early to, to talk about this? Uh, I assume for a long time, but do we think 2012 is, is, uh, in the plans? I think that if that's, you know, I think that's the smartest thing really. You know, I think that, just write this year off. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, right. it's, it's just, it's going to be a long injury, really. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, just with the spinal cord and, you know, the fact coming back, is just, it's going to be a long road, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the main thing, I think, is to do it right because I just got to get past all these injuries, you know? So, yeah. um, can't, can't keep building them up and, and you don't want to mess around with something like your back, I don't think. So, no. Um, so I'm thinking like well, the doctor told me like six months, okay, before before I can like you know be, be normal. Yep. So um, I'm thinking um, you know, maybe I'm riding by the end of the summer. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it all goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's definitely early right now. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you have a question or a comment to uh, to Trey Kennard, we got him on the line. Honda Muscle Milk Rider. We do have Damien uh, right here. Damien, you there? Yeah, I got you. What's up, man? You got something uh, for Trey Kennard? Yeah, man. Hey, Trey, how you doing? I'm good, man. Yourself? Uh, just, uh, uh, I'm good, man. I'm honored to be talking to you. You know, you, uh, you really are, uh, I mean, I'm just an inspiration to everybody. I think that's, uh, that's a Christian and, and, a, and a motocross racer. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of people talking a lot of stuff about what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And uh, I just want you to come back strong, heal up, and, and, and get straight, man. And uh, uh, I know uh, my question, you do wear the, the Leah neck brace, yeah? Yeah. Uh, was, there, was there any indication uh, if, if that uh, was, was preventative in any way to any of the injuries you had or, or – was there was there anything you know? I looked. I know that for scratches or cracks in the helmets. Was there was there, was there any of that kind of thing on the uh, on the neck brace? Oh man, I, I wish people could see like what really kind of the gear that I was wearing is just ruined. Like <laughs> um, the the impact like to my head was direct. Um, oh, and you can kind of see. You know, it's like it's you saw the photo, right? Did you see the photo from, from above? You saw the yeah, photo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so that that photo was dirty. I, yeah, like you can you can see everything worked how it should have worked. You know, like the, the helmet. I'm like, dude, I'm such a believer in that fly helmet. I, I keep saying it, and like I don't want to sell it, but 
Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I do want to spoil it, but like, I don't want to say it like just because I'm staunch my own. But dude, for me to be only out for what I was, like to see the way that thing broke apart, is uh, man, it's it's pretty unbelievable. And then the brace, like, it just completely destroyed the thing. I have no no problems where where the brace was protecting. Um, it was all strictly, I think, rear tire related, really. Um, from where it was retired, dug into my, my back. So, um, so I think the neck brace was definitely a positive thing for me um, in this situation. So, um, I, I think that, that like, it's, I mean, you know, obviously everyone's kind of got their opinion on it, but my take on it is, is it's a positive thing, and um, I'm glad I was wearing it. I know that. So, uh, thanks, Damien. Thanks, Steve. All right, uh, next question. Our line's lit up for you. Uh, imagine that. It's not Timmy on the line, people. It's Trey. Uh, Jake, you there? Yeah. You got a question for uh, Trey Kennard? Yeah. Hey, Trey. I'm a pretty big fan. How you doing? All right. Thanks, man. So I just wanted to um, ask, how do you keep yourself motivated during all these injuries and stuff? Like, yeah. Seems like it would be pretty tough. How do you how do you uh, how do you keep your sunny face on? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously the sunny face goes away sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm uh, definitely like you know I have my bad days. You know that's for sure. Like I hope I don't ever mm-hmm. like portray the image that like my life is always just like sunny and, and perfect because you know I obviously get I get down too. But um, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is just you know my face. Like I have I've like other things to look to um, and these times that, like are extremely positive and um, that's a huge part of it and you know, it's just how I was raised up you know it's like um, kind of that Oklahoma cowboy like attitude you know you gotta work for what you get and, and you never give up and kind of just that whole old school football mentality that you know you put your nose to the grind and, and you do everything you can no matter what and um, that's kind of sustain me through life so um mm-hmm. i don't know I, and really like this this being heard is like it's given me such an opportunity to like encourage people that are you know, going through rough times or like it's it's inspirational for me to be able to, to motivate people so um like that that's super encouraging really so mm-hmm. there's, there's a bunch of things you know I, I just like i think the biggest thing is is the attitude, you know, like making sure that the attitude is is, uh, is a good one. And if you have a good one, I think you can get through about anything. So. Thanks. Uh, thanks, caller. Mm-hmm. All right. Not a lot to say to that guy. Hey, uh, Trey, um, I know you probably missed the first part of the show, and that's okay. You missed the one episode. But we're, uh, Kenny Watson did a really cool thing where he got a cooler wrapped with Pulpomex stickers, and this is a long-going thing about how H&H wraps their coolers. We're going to put it on eBay, auction the money off for Morris, and I. do we need to get you a cooler? Or, or do we need to do an dude, eBay dude, cooler you for you? Dude, I won't. You, I'll buy a cooler. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to have you auction one off. Okay, all right. Yeah, I just – I'd be pumped on a cooler. I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, we're doing this cooler for Mo because, you know, I, I, he has insurance but some issues with going out of network or something. Um, but uh, I was like, maybe Trey needs a cooler auction. I don't know. I never asked. So Yeah, you know – Man, I'm so thankful for like my, my having insurance for one. Yeah. But yeah. Kind of the AMA and how they they help 
with their insurance, and that's been super um, fortunate. So, uh, so, I'll take a tour. <laughs> All right, we'll get you one. Uh, Nash, you got a you got a question for Trey Kennard? Trey Kennard, glad to hear you're all right, but I have more important issues to discuss with you. Oh, what's that? You're going to want to lodge a complaint with the Pulp MX offices because you, my friend, have been victimized by Steve Mathis's stealing of your coffee. It was specifically sent for you to yeah. Steve, yeah. give to you. He drank it. Again? No, I think that was just the one time. Um, okay. okay. I multiple times, Steve. Um, no, I think it's just, just I remember, specifically remember peeling the label off that said canard and then dumping the coffee in my coffee maker. It was, <laughs> it was, it was I mean, you know, it was, a, I don't think, I think it was the off season. I don't know if I was going to see Trey again, you know, who knows, you know. Uh, you knew Tim, the fact that Timmy's working with Trey, you knew you would be magnetized, and you knew that that was going on while the coffee was sitting in your refrigerator. Hey, Nash, we need hey. a coffee. I was out. Okay, Trey, Trey makes a lot of money. He can buy his own coffee. Listen, yeah, Trey, you know, if, if you want some superior Nash coffee, just give the producer your address. Let's give Steve a chance to redeem himself on this. Nash, okay. if you send me some coffee, I'll send it to Trey, I promise. All right. You got it. I will pack a pound of coffee for Trey Kennard. Trey, enjoy yourself. Get better in all seriousness. We're praying for you. You're a class act. Keep it going. Um, hey, uh, uh, thanks, Nash. Trey, did you watch the Oakland race? No, no, no. I wasn't confused. Like, I was in the hospital. And okay. Kind of that whole thing. Uh, all right. Yeah, I didn't know for sure. It was good, though. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really good. It was uh, impressive. Impressive ride by James Stewart, no doubt. Um, I want yeah. to get your thoughts on that, but clearly I'm not going to now. Um, so when can we uh, – what do you got – when are you going home or when are you going back to Oklahoma? When are you able to do that? Do you know? Well, you there? We've lost Trey Kennard. Producer, we lost Trey Kennard. I will get him back on the line. Thank you very much. Um, we're going to come up with Mitch Payton, too, uh, coming up, and Jim Hawley. Also, and we're going to do some voicemails. We're going to do some tweet at tits who got a, got a lot of questions um, uh, for his uh, for his segment, and uh, and we'll finish up with Trey Kennard here right away, and then we will go go to um, a commercial, and then come back with Mitch with Mitch with Mitch Payton. Um, Kenny, the uh, interview with Mitch Payton. You got any questions for him? Not really. Uh, not really. I, oh. He always has stuff to say. I'm, I'm waiting he's, for him a, to. Uh, I'm waiting. Uh, yeah, for him. I do. I do have a question. I do have a question. Someone told me to ask him a question tonight, and I have a okay. question. Okay. You gonna try to try to get him? No, I'm just gonna <laughs> ask him a question. And uh, see what he says. Hey, thanks to uh, thanks to Brad for winning the uh, the goggles. That's uh, Brad Tits. Who who won the goggles? Brad. Yes. Yeah, Brad won the X Brown goggles, and uh, let's. Uh, what happened with Trey? You getting him back? Uh, I tried calling back. It went to voicemail. Uh, maybe his battery died on his phone. Um, let's move on. Let's do a commercial. Uh, we'll do a commercial. We'll try to get Trey Kennard back. But in the meantime, if that doesn't happen, we'll wrap that interview up and we'll come back with uh, Pro Circuit uh, guru, maker of horsepower, Mitch Payton, here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. See you in a little bit. This is Jackie Wilson, mother of Monster Pro Circuit's Gene Wilson. And are you all listening to the Pulp Mech Show? And remember, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by BTOsports.com with Steve Mathis and Kenny Watson. Keep in mind, this show will inform you, enlighten you, and will enrage you all at the same time. Please take precautions. 
Hey, race fans, thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com. We here at BTOsports.com want you to remember that BTO Sports is the world leader in aftermarket parts, gear, clothing, and accessories for all things motor. And BTO offers free shipping on all orders within the continental U.S. that are $85 or greater. And free shipping on international shipments over $7.99. BTO Sports stands behind the sport to the fullest by supporting riders from amateurs all the way up to the BTO Sports Suzuki Professional Race Team. BTO supports the moto lifestyle because the moto community supports BTO. With great customer service, all the products you want and need, there's no reason to be going anywhere else but BTOsports.com for the best service, pricing, and after-purchase care in the industry. Remember, you can save on your order by typing into the code MATHES, that's M-A-T-T-H-E-S, before you check out for great savings. So take your Pulp MX coupon code and head over to BTOsports.com now for all your motocross shopping needs. Works Connection has been around 22 years, providing top quality protection for your bikes, which includes our quick adjust clutch perches, work stands, and skid plates. We're proud sponsors of the Rockstar Makita Suzuki, as well as Hardin Huntington, and many other teams competing on the highest level. From Steve Lamson in 1990 to Ryan Dungey in 2011, we've got you covered with top-notch products made right here in the U.S. of A. Check out our website at worksconnection.com. And when you order, enter Pulp MX for a 20% off discount. As a motorcyclist, one will have certainly come across the name AGV, most probably because Valentino Rossi, one of the world's fastest and most talked about racers, wears them religiously. Well, the legendary Italian helmet brand, which started manufacturing helmets in 1947, has decided to return to our sport with two motocross helmets, the MTX and the new AX8. The AX8, with its carbon Kevlar fiber shell, has a sneaker, more aggressive styling, amazing cooling and ventilation, and only weighs 1,500 grams. This helmet has been developed and used by Gautier Paulin, Travis Pastrana, Davey Millsaps, and 2008 MX1 world champ, David Philipparts. The AX8 retail price starts at $349. You can check them out at all Parts Unlimited dealers or directly at agv.com. Since 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles. More power, more wins, more fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation in American press. FMF has been about FMF today's leader in performance. The solution to safeguarding your bike, your tools, and everything else is easy. It's Vivint Alarms and Home Automation. Whatever it is you want to protect, Vivint is one of North America's largest security companies. And on top of the peace of mind you get from having everything protected, you can also get home automation as well. Imagine controlling everything from your thermostat, lights, to cameras, from your phone. Vivint lets you do all that and more. Ryan Villapoto and even Mathis himself have and use the system every day. Pulp MX Show listeners save 100 bucks by clicking on the banner on the show page. Want to learn more? Go to vivint.com slash pulpmx. Fly Racing is moto passion defined. 
From Trey Kennard and Andrew Short to amateurs, our designers and sales staff, even the crew in the warehouse, we live and breathe racing. 2012 introduces our best line ever, but don't take our word for it. Tell us about the new signature carbon F2 helmet, Andrew. It was cool to have some input on the designs, and I already really liked the helmet because it was lightweight and safe, but now that the graphics represent what I wanted, it's pretty cool to race in it. How about that 2012 Evolution and Kinetic Racewear? The Evo stuff, I wear it in Supercross. It's a little more high-end because of the looks, and it's a little more heavy-duty, but the Kinetic stuff I love for outdoors because it's lightweight and it feels like it vents a little better. I go mostly off function for uh, what I choose to race in. How's the durability? You know, over the years they've improved tremendously and they never settle and that's what I like about the gear. Fly Racing is distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. How about those guys, Andrew? Western's a cool company. They're great people. That's what I want to be surrounded with. But they love to ride and they're passionate about the sport. You know, it's cool to see that translate into a product and a company and what they stand for. Follow Fly Racing in the social media sphere at facebook.com slash flyracing or twitter.com slash flyracingusa. The next time you need to get your bike dialed, think about contacting JGRMX for all your engine and suspension modifications. Joe Gibbs Racing jumped feet first into Supercross and Motocross a few years ago, and using their state-of-the-art engine and suspension dynos, they are able to provide you with the best mods out there. Using what they learned from team riders like Davey Millsaps, Justin Brayton, and Cooper Webb, JGRMX can get you and your bike to the top level. Look for an announcement soon for the all-new amateur motocross team. Check them out on the web at JGRMX.com. JGRMX is a semi-proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. With over 20 years of experience in the graphic design and motocross industries, Tech One Designs has the expertise you need to make your bike look like the pros. Offering a variety of semi-custom and fully custom graphics for your bike, Tech One Designs delivers just what you need at the prices you want, with backgrounds starting as low as $29.99 and full graphic kits from $149.99. As a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show and its dedicated listeners, we want to show our support by offering 15% off your next order. So go to tech1designs.com today and enter the discount code PULPMX15 at checkout to save money today. The little company that could. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of top riders like Kyle Chisholm, Josh Strang, Zach Osborne, and many others, is coming on strong in 2012. Our top-end line of Cox and Limited Goggles have all the features you could want, including four-layer face foam, a lightweight frame, as well as a no-fog, anti-scratch lens. Owned and operated by former national racer and test rider Rich Taylor, it's 25 years of goggle technology, all wrapped up into a high-end goggle with a low-end price. For more information, check out the xbrand.com. And remember, listeners to the Pulp MX Show can save some cash on their order by typing in the words Xcode 2012 before they check out. That's Xcode 2012. Free Gun Underwear is here, everyone. A men's and ladies' underwear company that has taken over Europe has landed on American shores with some of the freshest and funkiest styles you've ever seen. Michael Essie, Ashley Fialek, and X game star Jared McNeil all know about Free Gun, and you should too. Over 200 designs for both sexes starting at $9.99. There's sure to be something for you. Free Gun, get hip and get cool. Free Gun is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. For more information, check out freegun-underwear.com.
Yeah, Kenny Van Halen. Coming at you! 5150. I got him back. Lame. We were listening to old Van Halen for the last few few weeks or months or so, but came back with uh, Why don't we play Sammy. some music? Why can't we play some music I like? Sure, yeah. Next you're week, you're we'll welcome. You're okay. welcome to give me some music you like. Okay, perfect. So I want to have you. I want to give you some say in the show. Otherwise, you get mad. So perfect. Whatever you want. Like the t-shirt contest. <laughs> Ooh, Trey. What's up? Hey, you're back. Sorry, bud. I don't know what happened there. You dropped it. Or we dropped it. Somebody dropped it. Um, we're gonna have Mitch Payton on right away. So let's just wrap this up. I want to have a proper, uh, proper goodbye to you. Um, it's always hard to say goodbye, but we have to do it. Um, yeah. Thanks for the opportunity, you know. And, and if I wanted to come on here and say anything, is that, Kenny, you're good, dude. Oh, Don't worry about it, bro. That was my question. I was going to ask if you were mad at Kenny. That was my final question. I swear. You know what? He's like, you ever seen Goodwill Hunting? You know. I've seen it. I don't, I don't know if Kenny's seen it. but He goes to all these psychiatrists, and they're just like, man, this guy is just. He's messed up. Just, yeah. Just messed up, right? And then Robin Williams sees him and goes, you know what? You're just a kid. That's it. You just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And that's, this is how I feel about Kenny right now. He's just a kid about Trey Kennard. He just doesn't understand. Yeah. It's heavy. I mean, hey, Trey, check it out. That, that's this heavy. Is, I mean, uh, I know you, you heard what I said, and, and I don't want you taking this personal, or I, I took puck shots at you or anything. Puck, puck shots. shots, sorry. Puck shots, puck, puck shots. Like a puck Ooh, shot, hockey. like a hockey goalie. Oh, no, isn't the hockey now? All, all I was trying to get at, and I'm just saying if it was you were on my team or if it was any guy on my team, I'm one of those believers that I don't think anyone should be out there unless they're 100%. And I'm not saying yeah. maybe you knew better than me. That was just my me talking and not, maybe not knowing the whole scenario. But uh, maybe you heard it from other people in your camp or other people that maybe maybe you shouldn't or maybe you should. And I'm just saying, I just had a gut feeling that it wasn't the right thing. And I just, dude, I hate feeling like that. And I just spoke, I just, you know, spoke the way I felt. And it wasn't like, I'm, like, I, I tweeted, like, I'm a fan of Trey Kennards. I like you. I love seeing you do good. And I hate seeing people on the ground and get hurt. And it was me talking out of instinct, like, man, this, this shouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? And that's the way I feel. Yeah. And, I'm not, and I'm not one of those guys that's going to take back what I said because I believe in what I said. But I want you to know that I wish you the, the best recovery. I'm a fan of yours, and if I offended anyone in your camp, in your family, anything, I do apologize that. That's not what I'm here to do. Yeah, dude, not at all. Like, And I don't see it that way either. But like, the biggest thing for me is that I believe like 100% that I was ready to be out there, and um, I wouldn't have gone out otherwise. You know? And I think that, that everyone around me, you know, between the team, you know, Timmy, um, you know, my family, everyone was like a hundred percent on board with racing. And, um, I think that's, that's the last thing that, that getting hurt has to do with, you know, just kind of bad juju really. I mean, yeah, yeah. well, uh, I'm not, maybe, maybe I should have came out and said, I felt like bad juju is going to happen, but then I'm like, kind of like, I don't want to say putting a, a, a spell on you or any of that crap, but you know what? Ooh, Gypsy like, Kenny. I have to explain this to you. Like you're probably saying, well, what about Josh Hill? Josh Hill wasn't even close to being hundred percent. But you know what? I don't think Trey said that, but a lot of fans did. Exactly. I, I got that. I got that. And, and you yeah. know what? And, and, I, and I can agree with you. But the thing is, he, he, he came off an injury, and he was riding for three and a half months before that season. He was ready to go. What happened to him when he got hurt wasn't from an old injury or wasn't from that. His, he, you know, him and Brayton came together, and his leg got broken when he fell down. He was ready as he was going to be. He wasn't coming back from an injury three weeks before the season started. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all I'm trying to get yeah. at. And you know what? You know your body. Your, you know, Timmy knows your situation. Your camp knows your deal better than I do. And I just I said that. I said I just don't personally think that, dude, I look at you as a guy that's going to be up front winning races. So when you're not yeah. up there, I'm like, wow, okay. That's not a guy that rolls around, you know, you know, seventh to twelfth in a race ever, and that's when yeah. I, that's why I say that. I say, why go out there and get eighth or ninth? But that's not my place to 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 say if you're going to win or you're going to lose. But I'm just used to seeing you up there, and that's what I went off of. That was it. Because yeah. I want to see you up front. I don't like seeing. I know that you're an awesome rider. And I know that you can win, and you're not. I didn't think that you could be there. And watching you the, after the after the first race, I was well, like, man. But I, uh, make a long story short. If I offend anybody, I apologize. I'm not going back on my word. I believe what I say and believe what I believe in. But, hey, you're a good dude. You're, you have a solid people, uh, group of people around you, and I wish you the speedy recovery. And if we could do anything or I can do anything to help you, I'm here for you guys. Um, and, and I actually, before Trey came back, I pulled Timmy aside. And I said, Timmy, is Trey ready? And the Tim Ferry said he is. And that's all I need. That's all I need. I don't anything else. You know what? And and the, like the thing is, is like I don't even. I mean, I like having Tim Ferry telling me I'm ready, but I need it within myself. You know, like I don't yeah. need it from really anybody else. And um, you know, to be a hundred percent honest with you, I believed I was ready. You know, to go race Phoenix, and I knew obviously I wasn't there speed wise, but I was ready to go score points and. Um, start building momentum toward the end of the series and, and I think that's what we were doing but yeah. um, you know just just didn't end that way but I can assure you this time you know it's definitely going to be uh, mm-hmm. definitely over step time as far as on the conservative side coming back so, right yeah. Um, yeah and and then yeah and we'll see the magic of Trey Kennard once again hopefully soon sooner than later uh, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I know you're beat up and and all that. And hey, are short you back notice home, Trey, or where, where are you in California? Are you back in Oklahoma? Where are you at? He's in California. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm in Cali. I got to stay here for a couple weeks. So. Oh yeah, the answer kind of broke up. Yeah, we never did. That was when your cell phone kind of broke up. So a couple more weeks in Cali, and then hope to get back to Oklahoma. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna go see the, the the guy that did the surgery actually in clinic um, on um, a week from today, and uh, he'll tell me when I can travel. So they basically just they don't want it to get like infected or. Right. Hey, what what uh, or, hospital did you go to? Did you go to, like UCLA? Yeah, I, went, I went to uh, USC, like com- this community hospital. Yeah, that's Dude, bad. It was gnarly. Bad spot. <laughs> Seriously, there was there was people like, and, dude, there's cops. There was yeah. You had to go through metal detectors. Like it was gnarly. That's but. a full hospital for like full state hospital. If you have no insurance, gang yeah. members, everything. Was this closest one uh, to Dodger? I guess. Is yeah, I it? guess so. Yeah. I'm surprised to. Where did you end up, like, where they did all your surgeries and stuff? They transformed, uh, transported me to, to um, USC Tech or something like that. Um, oh. It was, like, the, the uh, university hospital there. Yeah. Well, you know, on a positive note, at least, you know, like, you weren't in the middle of the country where they don't have the best physicians, and, you know, at least they have good doctors and all that stuff in California, so. Yeah, you know, what was cool is, um, you know, I, I kind of, Heard through the grapevine, you know, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butt was like, hey, if you're going to be anywhere, that's, like, the place to be. So right. um, it's always, like, reassuring whenever you got people, like, you know, that have been through it, kind of know whenever they, they say something like that. You know, it's definitely reassuring. So, um, Right on. Thanks. Thanks again, bud. Appreciate it. And I know we'll talk soon. Um, kind of get going on that Racer X column, I think, pretty soon. So hopefully we'll uh, 
talk a little bit more. We'll see you at the track soon, Trey. I know yeah. you'll be there. All right. Hopefully, I see you guys this weekend. Oh yeah, That'd really? Awesome. Wow, awesome. Yeah. That'd be I'm great. Like, I might cruise out, so we'll see. That'd be great. Yeah, cool. Thanks, bud. Come by and give All me right. a hug. Have a good night. Come yeah. by and give me a hug. I <laughs> did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, See, you. See you guys. Uh, Honda Muscle Milk, Trey Kennard. Uh, I don't think coming that'll on happen, but... <laughs> Kennard's cool. I mean, I, I know, cool. I know that dude. people weren't happy about that, but he's... I mean, he and people get on for his uh, religion and he's tweeting about that. I saw some stuff today about it. It's different, I think, in a little bit. And Trey, yeah, I think he walks the walk, truly forgives people, and is truly a great guy. I've, You know, you, you see people that that use it and they talk about it and you, I see the, you hear stories or whatever. Uh, Trey Kennard's one of those guys that, and I'm as non-religious as they come, but I'm okay with Trey Kennard doing it because I believe he walks it and lives it and talks about it. And uh, I guess one day if he shows up with some hookers and some blow, my dreams will be crushed. I don't think that'll happen. Let's do voicemails real quick. Some voicemails, then we'll come back. We'll, come up, we'll, we'll get Mitch Payton on the line. Uh, voicemail 702-586-7857. Anytime. You can call over 30 messages this week. I narrowed it down to the best, uh, I don't know, six or seven. or some questions for Kenny in there. Yes, Tits? That uh, was eight minutes long. Is yeah, we'll just play some of them. As usual, these are dedicated to Greg McCurry. It's favorite segment of the show. So let's hit it. John Fisher again. I'm the guy who was on hold for two hours and 13 minutes. Talked to Zach Osborne. It's uh, 420 in the morning here in Eastern Standard Time. So... Uh, so up till about 12:15, trying to talk to him. If you don't mind, tell um, Zach that I did say hello. He knows me, uh, John Fisher, and um, went on about the same time that uh, y'all jumped on the tits about uh, talking to his son, I guess. So mm-hmm. you know, um, I hope tits gets better at what he does because he sure can't get any worse. <laughs> but, hey, uh, I saw. I was checking the tweets. During commercial, Zach Osborne uh-huh. wanted to come on. Yeah, you told him no. No, I didn't tell him no. He, he asked me who was coming on and when, and I said this is the lineup. And he said I'm going to call back when Mitch is on. And I said all right. And then he thought it'd be funny to do to, to go and say, yeah, you don't you don't refuse uh, guests. Hey, you don't especially a writer. I know better than that. You're starting to get a little out of your ego, big, too big for your britches. Well, first you're talking to the guests beforehand. Hey, congratulations! <laughs> I, I always believe. Oh, let's go through this. Come on, let's not bullshit about tits. Goodbye. Hey guys, this is Joseph. Just driving along, listening. I'm a couple shows behind now, listening to the uh, Kevin Windham, uh, whatever, whoever else was on it. JT's talking right now. Anyhow. I just wanted to say, I kind of feel like Mathis, throughout the whole show, you were just kind of, uh, you know, one snarky comment after the other. You were bagging on Kenny about, you know, are you regretting hiring Blos, and you're on to tits every 30 seconds saying, hey, I already paid you, you're the producer, Kenny, I already paid you, you're phoning it in. I mean, it's like you're just sitting up there in Canada like you're America's hat or something, just looking <laughs> down on all of us. And also, I just wanted to throw in my two cents. Uh, I am in the fan club of more Pookie. Pookie adds a, uh, a bit of uh, cuteness to the show, you know, a little Please. bit of, uh, of innocence, if you will. Innocence. And, yeah, I think she needs Let to be uh, innocent about that narrow star the move. Second half of every show. First half, Kuriyamoto. Second half, have Pookie come in and start delivering her insights because she does know quite a bit more than people think. Please. Anyhow, keep up the good work. Matthew could be in a dick. 
Her panties. You could hear her panties at the pavement when, when Ken rocks and rock by. I just want to say uh, <laughs> I love the fact that the show is like four hours long. I have a two-hour commute every day, so it helps keep me sane. So don't show it in the show, no matter what Paul Woodley says. Thank you. T-Blaze says, keep going. Hey, Matt, this is Mike Duwaki up Tits. here in the great... When, when we talk, uh-huh. you stop. Just don't let it run. Whatever. Like when we're... When I'm, we talk or you talk? When we talk to, about the, the voicemail, uh-huh. just just hit stop. It's okay. You sure? Yeah. Okay. This T-Blaze says four hours. Says do it more. Longer is better. Have it. Have it. You guys can do whatever you want. Big state of Colorado. Hey, uh, just a couple things. Uh, one... Thank you very much for the shout-out for my daughter, Megan. She worked super, super hard on that t-shirt contest, and uh, it was just good to hear, uh, hear her get a little shout-out there. Uh, my other concern is I absolutely love your guys' show. I drive um, a lot of miles, and I have to listen to that show. So shorter is just not going to work. Okay? Tenny? Longer. Shorter is not going to work. Uh, I'm sorry. Three hours is probably pretty much it. Three hours. So let's move on. Longer is better. Keep that in mind. Kay. Just bought our tickets to Vegas. Got shitty seats. Um, but we will be in Vegas. I'm hoping to meet you and especially Kenny. Just love that guy. Let me tell you something. There's no such thing as a shitty seat in Vegas. Yeah, good point. It's, it's, it's true. It's big as a basketball arena. You could sit and feel you can almost grab the riders when you're in the upper deck. So. No such thing. Enjoy your trip. Anyway, see you, there. Uh, you guys have a good one. Keep up the good work. And uh, we'll see you in Vegas. Hey, guys. This is Spencer from Corvallis, Oregon, home of Oregon State University. Anyway, just want to start off by saying about the show. I think it's hilarious, very insightful. However, you definitely have to do something about Moser. Good Lord. <laughs> that guy is not funny at all. He is the exact opposite of funny. <laughs> My eight-year-old son can think of funnier things to say than he can. I don't know, maybe limit him to one call a month. That'd be bearable, maybe. Anywho, love the show. Where do you think he's from? Anywho. Yeah. He's just not funny, and all his questions are really dumb. Bush League (laughs) material. Bush League. Hey, Mathis, I give you a lot of credit, man, because that that, uh, interview you did with Dave Osterman, I would have – shot myself 10 minutes into talking to that guy. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, he never stops talking. It's incredible. And um, so anyway. I like Ozzy, though. Um, Come on. Ozzy's cool. No. I <laughs> also want to thank you for mentioning my, my T-shirt that I sent in. I thought it was really good. Or my, you know, my T-shirt idea, really good. But, you know, you don't seem to have put all the entries on the web. So it would be nice to see all the entries. I, I'm... So anyway. I'm fucking sick of this T-shirt contest. <laughs> Nunley won. Leave it alone, everybody. Yeah, it's move, over. Move on. Unlike Rambo, no, obviously it's you're over. Not. Obviously you're not because you had a chance to pick the the callers and you picked that one, so you love hearing about it. I'm sure we had more than that, so Ooh. go on, tits. Right? All right, man. Keep up the good work. Suck it. Hey, Matt. It's Mo out here in Modesto, California. I'm out here at the Oakwood Supercross. It's about 1030 in the morning. You know, I, you know, I got to just call in right now. I got in the tits a little early. Went in there about 10 o'clock. Went up to get an autographed picture that um, I had. I took last year with uh, Kenny Watson. The man couldn't have been cooler. Came out, freaking signed sign it for me, and then actually gave me an uh, Ivan Tedesco, uh, you know, written jersey. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm like a little. Honestly, I'm like a little. I'm 32 years old. I'm like a little bitch out here. Guys, but, calling uh, right after. Believe, man, Kenny is yeah. the coolest guy in the world. 
Uh, I'm still looking for you because I want you to sign a picture I took with you in Vegas. But uh, anyways, on a side note, tits, seriously, the Dungey thing, let it go, bro. Become a James Stewart fan. You can text or tweet James Stewart anything you want. Guarantee he will not. You uh, give this guy a jersey. Yeah, he was cool. He was super. And you gave Emily a jersey. Yeah. Wait, you just got these things like in a six pack? No, I got a bunch of them. I think it's pretty I just cool. Had guys sign and stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I met this guy. He, I met up. Yeah, with this him guy right. was cool. Yeah, this guy was cool. Him and his girl were totally, yeah. totally cool. Big supporters of the pro the, yeah. the show. And like, I'm, I'm all about it. Like, you know, people say, you know, if you listen, look in the chat room, people bash me and say I'm fake and I talk crap. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Until until you stand in front of me and I you, know everything. Until you stand in front of me and and I meet you, then you can judge me. But it's, if, it's, real, then, it's real simple. It's, it's all good. It's Ken, all good. Kenny's motto. Shit don't matter to me. If you don't pay my bills, fuck you. Right? Yeah. This guy was cool. He was a nice guy. I signed his photo. And uh, that's really cool you gave him a jersey there. Yeah. Good job stoked. on you. I was stoked on the guy. He was good super, job on you. super good Hey, guy. do we have our guest on the line? He, he asked for one moment okay. until he's ready. Okay. No problem. Please don't talk to him about, like, how the porting going and suspension business. and all. Please just keep that. Let's go. Not block you. So, anyways, hoping to see a good race. Hope you guys have a good time. All right. Thanks for the show. Late. Hey, this is Matt from Idaho, and uh, I am uh, sitting here taking care of my three boys watching uh, the Let's, uh, let's go to the rest of the voicemails later. We're not going to keep this man waiting. He's probably still at the shop, still working away. Pro Circuit team owner, Mitch Payton. Mitch, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, how are you? Good. Are you still at the shop? Yes. Ah. We knew, I knew it. Um, eight o'clock at night here, and still working away. What uh, what's been going on? Uh, what's happening? Uh, no, we're just uh, tonight, just going over how the weekend went, which wasn't really perfect, but now mm-hmm. everything's good. Um, any uh, any update on Tyler Rattray? Gonna miss some time, probably. Uh, he's probably gonna miss a few for sure. Yeah. Um, he's got he's got a uh, concussion. And he has a fracture on the C, I think it's a C6 or C7 vertebrae. And he was going today to get that looked at by another doctor. And then we'll we'll view that and make a decision from there. But mm-hmm. he's going to miss a few for sure. Yeah, uh, that was a bad deal. I didn't see the crash. I need to uh, need to check it out. I heard it wasn't wasn't good. And then, of course, early in the race, Dino um, had a misfortune too, which, uh, you know, really wasn't a good night for you guys. No, it wasn't perfect. You know, like it, we watched the video tonight a little bit and just were watching everything, and it looked like he, you know, came out and looked like he was off balance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Came out of the corner, cross-rudded a little bit, tried to save it, and as he caught the top of the other one, his body was going one way, and the handlebars were turned that way, and mm-hmm. as he caught it, it turned the bike and aimed him towards the tough block. Yeah. There he went. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't uh, – hopefully we're – trying to do this interview you know with you still soaked in champagne like you normally are but uh unfortunately not uh what'd you uh what'd you think of the uh 450 race uh, uh james stewart uh he's back last show kenny and i argued about james and what was going on and what was happening and where was the magic and uh maybe we just should have waited one week huh killed it well i mean obviously i i i think everybody should have known that it's going to be between you know like the first or I thought it was going to be the first five guys from last year. And, mm-hmm. you know, Trey got hurt because Trey was last year kind of in the mix a little bit too. So that cut it down to four. So, like, those four guys always seem to have the ability to throw down the lap times and, and ride a race. 
So I, I don't know why it should be shocking to anybody that right. James is so fast. He's never, ever going to lose his speed. It's just what he does with it, you know, like, and he's made some mistakes here and there where he's crashed and washed the front end or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, he's under a new program, and I'm sure they're working hard to try to fix things, and I'm sure they're going to try to get it better. But, you know, like, it's, it's always going to be the same. You know, it's, if we want to believe we can fix everything with a bike, that's not always true. You know, like, the same, same fast guys are always going to be the same fast guys. Yeah, yeah, and uh, guys like me in the media are always speculating on who's taking a step up and who what's going to happen. But in the end, like you said, um, you know it's it's going to. Well, gonna... you do, you do that because that's whoever's serving the greatest food in their hospitality. <laughs> well, you got me there. Uh, Kenny's had Chipotle, so um, <laughs> FYI on that, Mitch. Um, you uh, guys usually do the parts unlimited food. I notice. So parts unlimited, or I just usually eat out of our truck. Right. Um, hey, let's uh, let's talk about Ryan Dungey a little bit. Are you surprised at that bike? And I know you just said, you know, the fast guys are the fast guys, but, you know, with developing that bike kind of with a motor they already had in the off-road, but putting it in a new frame and chassis, are you surprised that it's that good that soon? Um, well, yes and no. Okay. Like, uh, it depends how you look at it. Like, KTM's a great company, and 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 they're going to do whatever they have to do to, to compete in the market now. And, you know, the Japanese have kind of dominated the market for the longest time, and KTM has came in, and mm-hmm. they've done a good job with their two-strokes, and they're starting with four-strokes. And, and I would assume, you know, which the other manufacturers are probably a little bit shocked in is the production rule how it is is where he's yeah. racing the bike before it's sold but that's the way it is and and truthfully there's you know like it, it kind of depends on how you look at it like does it matter you know like i always said if if it's 250 cces and we compete against them if you do your job right you have to compete right and it's 450 cces and they're doing it and it you know it's it's to bring out the production bike before or to race the production bike before it's brought out is is one thing but mm-hmm. still you know they should be proud about what they've done you know because i know they've worked really hard and they're, they won't fail you know like they've got a good group of people over there like have roger there and ian and right. and all the people that they brought over there and, and ktm's behind them and they can do they can do moves probably quicker than the japanese can and they they knew that they needed to do a 450 i guess for this market instead of a 350 Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they kind of went all out to get that done, and and Dungey's a great rider, so they they've won a race, and he's you know in contention. And really, what more would you want? You know, like you've had four races, four winners, and four yeah. brands. So like for for the people, it's it's fantastic. I think it's great. Do you uh, if you could if you ran things, would you make would you change that uh, production rule, the homo- homologation rule, to make it January one? Or are, do you understand, is it fine the way it is and, and all that? Uh, well, I would I would probably think that the rule needs to be more clear. Okay. And this is just my opinion. It's right. no one else's. just mine. And I think the rule needs to be clear as far as uh, the bike should be ready. You know, because we did that one year with uh, Grant Langston. Right. And I think at the end of 05, and we rode the 06 aluminum frame 250 at the last national of the year at Glen mm-hmm. Helen. And... and 
uh, I, I remember Kawasaki went through a lot of hoops to try to get it homologated before the end of the year so we could race it. They wanted to see, you know, like they were excited about it and like we want someone to race it. And I didn't want to do it because, you know, I thought we had our bike dialed in and to, to take right. a brand new bike, if, if there was a lot of changes, you could make a big mistake. So I didn't want to do that. And I thought that would be a negative. Right. But for, for us, luckily, it was just the aluminum frame and our motor fit in the chassis. So, like, it narrowed it down to just doing a couple weeks of uh, suspension. Mm-hmm. And Langston won that weekend. But the bike was for sale to the dealers. You know, you could buy one anywhere. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think for the spirit, you know, they always talk the spirit of the rule. I mm-hmm. think the spirit of the rule should be the bike needs to be on the dealer's showroom floor. Yeah, yeah, well, I can see that. Um, hey, but it's not, not my opinion. Yeah, you know that, or I should say that's my opinion. Right. It's not them making the rules, and they're trying to keep everybody involved in the game, and that's that's at this moment that's super important too. <laughs> yeah, good point. You're gonna get backlash from this because I got backlash from my opinion too. So, yeah, oh, yeah, good point. Good point. Well, I, like I'm glad. Like I don't, I don't want KTM to leave. I don't want Husky to leave. I, in order for the whole market to be successful, we have to have everyone. So, like, I don't want to see them not be able to participate. So, like, if that's what they had to do to, to do it, like, I think we still, you know, if that's make a concession or do whatever it takes, I I don't have a problem with it as long as it's good for everyone. Like, as long as it's right. that way for everyone. Um, yeah, I, I do feel like sometimes the, uh, the shell gets moved a little bit in the rules game. And I'm not saying in this instance, but sometimes in AMA – Pro Racing Rulebook slash MX Sports slash Feld, things are not things are sort of moved around. When sometimes. is this thing going to be available, though? Well, don't they have a date? They yeah, have to be yeah. Out by? It's, uh, is it May? Well, I think I, whatever the date is, I'm sure they'll meet it. Yeah. Like I mean, they're they're aiming on having the bike, and I mean it's a it's a gnarly deal to bring bring out a production bike. So like I don't. It, in one instance, if that's the rule and they have that much time, then they should take that much time to make sure they bring out the best bike they can and yeah. and make sure it's good for the public. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like we had a lot of four strokes that were rushed out initially that mm-hmm. you know, like there was a lot of issues with. And like now, I think all the four strokes are better than they used to be. So like, it, you know, it depends on how you look at it. Like there's it's a double-edged sword. So like you don't know how to answer that. Let me ask you a question. If let's say KTM doesn't get the bike out and Ryan Dungey does win the title, what's the repercussions of what happens if he does win and they don't they I mean, do they pull his title? Do they say no you didn't win? Like what happens then? They well, they don't, they don't get the slap on the wrist. That is that is exactly what's wrong with the current rule. Like you don't know how to read it. So like that would be that would be horrible. You couldn't do that to the kid because, you know, like it's really like I said, like it, even if he had a works bike and he still won, it would be his ability. Right. And like you want to believe that's how it is, but like if if it got nitpicky and somebody took it away for that reason, that would be that would be bad. You just I don't think you should put the manufacturers or the teams in that position. Like that's that's why you have a sanctioning body and they should control those rules and it shouldn't be left up to me or someone else to make a protest. Like yeah, the deal is. The deal is the deal. You you knew that going in. They just they have changed the rules a little bit, but I'm not opposed to, or I'm not I'm not opposed to KTM participating at that level because maybe that's what they needed to do at the moment to to be in there. And like mm-hmm. I think that's okay, you know. Like, but yeah. you can see it from like if you ask a major manufacturer 
from their viewpoint, they'd say, well, this isn't fair because we have to produce, you know, like they don't build anything they can't produce, you know, like a few thousand of or whatever. And if you're only going to produce 500, then that's like a Ducati did in Superbike where they built a limited edition just to meet the rule. Yeah. That gets a little bit sketchy where, you know, like we don't want it to be that way. Like it, it needs to stay as, you know, we've got a great series. And like I said, I want, I want all the Japanese manufacturers. I want Husky. I want KTM involved because we need them all here. And then the more, the more participation, you know, like the more jobs are available and, you know, like we're, we're just healthier overall. Um, no, it, you're, you're, you're right. And I, I don't think anything would happen, unfortunately. And, do you think the plan is just to produce the minimum number of bikes for that thing? I saw the price of it. it it's definitely up there, but it is a pretty cool bike. Is that the plan, do you, from what you know, to only produce the minimum? Well, I don't, I don't know their plan, but okay. a, little bit of their, a little bit of their pricing is, is due to the fact that the euro is, mm-hmm. you know, more expensive than the dollar. Yeah, true. So, like, if they produce a bike and they can, you know, get the bike done for a certain cost and it's built over there, they send it over here, it's going to have a certain cost higher than, than yeah. a Japanese bike. But that was the same one was Husky and KTM from the past yeah. or, you know, Mako or CZ or whatever. You know, like back then, those the European bikes were a little bit more money. So like, I don't think that's going to scare the public from buying them if they really want one. There's there's They're going after a niche market and they've done a great job at it. Um, 702-586-7857 if you want to talk to Mitch Payton if you've got a question to to, uh, to him about anything uh, Mitch, how's the Brock Tickle thing working out for you? What do you what's your thoughts on that four races in? Um, I think it's alright you know, like it's, it's uh, that was another position that we took just because the AMA had, had done a little bit of a I don't know, it was a rule change that was a couple of years ago where it, it started because Trey Kennard won the series and then was going to defend it. But the second year when he defended it, he was injured. So, like, they decided, like, should we really move this guy out? And everybody talked about it. And, like, I was in the meeting. And, mm-hmm. like, I was against it because the rule was the rule was the rule forever. Right. And and I'm like, okay, so I don't think this is right. You're changing the rule. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we got to give him a chance. Well, they voted, and every everyone else thought, that it was an okay rule to give him another chance. Mm-hmm. And so you should get three years in the class regardless. And I thought, well, that was okay. Right. And we talked about the rule, and there was there was four or five variations of the rule. But originally, you know, it was more about the point system. So, like, the original point system was 100 points consecutive. And then if you lost a year, like the second year, or the third year in, if you didn't, if you went 100 points, 100 points, and you got... 40 points, you broke your collarbone, then the clock started over again, right. so you got three more years. So we decided to change that, so you got three years at a certain amount of points, and then after you got that many points, three years, regardless whether they are in a row or in six years, you had to move up. Mm-hmm. And I was all about that, but what I didn't, and it was my fault, I guess, and there was the first rule was one way, and then they changed it there was a paragraph, a couple paragraphs down, which I didn't, I wasn't concerned with. I was more concerned with the points part. Um, it said that if you won the series, 
and you've been in the class for three years, regardless of points, you're pointed out. So, like, when he won this year, I thought, I thought, great. You know, we signed him for a two-year deal, and all of our guys I did two-year deals with, and, and I thought if they won, then they could at least defend it, and then they're gone. And I said, well, no, that's not the way it reads. And I thought that was bad. Talked to AMA, and they just said, no, we're not going to change it. And I thought that was a bad rule. I think, you know, Brock's won two races in his career, and I think he should have been able to defend the, the championship and race the lights this year and then move up next year. But mm-hmm. they didn't do that. Yeah. So we would have either had to let him go or give him a chance to have an opportunity. So we, we talked to him about it, and Kawasaki was really cool with it too because, you know, they they – you know, they read the rule, too, right? and they didn't catch it. So like, both of us agreed that it was an oversight, and we decided to give him a chance, and, and we believe that, like, when the year's over, hopefully, you know, like, my belief is he's going to do a good job, and, and he's he's done a couple of good races, had a couple rough races, mm-hmm. and it's, it's tough the first year when you move up to a 450 anyway, and to take a kid and flush him out of the class and then not have a ride for him, he's going to ride for a private care team mm-hmm. where he's going to struggle and that might be the end of him. So like, I think this is a great way to help someone. Yeah. Has it, uh, has it put a strain on you guys though, team wise? Um, you know, you got two classes going on, you're all back at the truck, but tickles out there and vice versa and, and coming to, how has that been for you as a team? Have you noticed, uh, you're a little busier? Uh, not really. Cause no. you know, like the truth is, is even if we, like, if we have a guy in the first practice or, or, I guess, the A practice, we'll always watch the 450 practice. And then if we have a guy in either heat, we always watch the 450 heats if we get a chance, mm-hmm. unless there's a problem, so that we can watch the 450 guys and see if there's something they're doing that's pretty special on the track and, and try to relate that to our guys. So, like, it's it's not as bad as I thought it was. Okay. Hey, uh, my co-host here, Kenny Watson, it's been very silent tonight. First, he was very angry, and now he's been very silent with Trey Kennard and with you. But uh, I'm going to ask Why is he him. angry? I don't, he, I don't. I'm not angry. I'm just listening. Uh, you, I'm you get listening angry to, a lot. Dude, I'm like a sponge when this guy's around. Anything he says, I try to exhort. Okay. I think he's intimidated. You think? Okay. <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, what I, do you think I, of? I used to be really intimidated by him, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, uh, that's because you tried to rip me off on some stands one time, and then you found out that. <laughs> don't even get me started. Your brother told me the truth finally, and I'm like, that guy, no. he's a weasel. No, no, this, my brother was wrong, I'm telling you. No, your brother was right, and no. he told the truth. You tried to weasel me. No, you screwed me on those stands, and that's the bottom line. Pro Did circuit. you ever pay no, him for you, it? No, it's a long story. You need yeah, to come clean and pay for it. brother said there was nothing wrong with it, and he tried to, like, pull the wool on you, and I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, he's brought this up for, like, Ten years. Uh, and he goes, I ordered some stands from Mitch back in the day, nineteen eighty nine or eighty eight. I ordered some stands for Steve's custom cycles. Steve cycle. No, I they're for myself. They were bitching stands. They were they're aluminum tubing. You know, get the stands, have my bikes on them. They're working great. Probably before I even got the stands, Mitch came out with new ones that had like the little arch in the bottom that went up. Mine were flat on the ground. It was right. more of a four post st- stand. And I was so bummed. I was like, man, couldn't they have sent me the new ones? Why didn't they send me the old ones? You know? And so I kind of want a little bit of refund from Mitch over the years. He hasn't, he hasn't oh, really come to We actually had to change the stands 
two ways. We had to change the stands from being one one size aluminum and being flat on the bottom, mm-hmm. and then uh, we actually had to go up on the the size of the tubing. Oh, because it was and then <laughs> the art. Well, because the bikes got heavier. That's right. And you said one day one was sitting on your shop or something, it just folded. <laughs> no, we used to get them, and like it was kind of funny because like after you weld them, you know, they'd be a little bit crooked. And we used to have a big guy that worked here, and he would actually jump on them and flatten them. <laughs> um, hey, what's the most successful? Before I ask my question about about Hanny's or about, about Kenny's rider, what's the most successful product you've ever sold? The the the, the number one thing, T handle holder. I'm thinking T handle holder. Mm, now I'd probably go with uh, most successful product ever. Let's see. T handle holder is pretty cool because yeah. like if you have T handles, you should hold them and. <laughs> What about T handles? Period. Yeah, you T handles brought... were pretty. Cool. T handles were pretty cool because nobody knew where to. Nobody used to know where to get them, and and we had a friend of ours. It was actually Mouse McCoy's dad, Mike McCoy, and he had a. Uh, he had the deal with Koa, so he was buying them, and he had a company called Team Tools, and we would buy them from there, and then he got out of it, and he goes, "Hey, you should call these guys," and I'm yeah. over it. And, so we started selling T-handles, and then, of course, after we sold T-handles for a while, like, the Chinese came in and yeah. and would knock off anything, and these came from uh, Koa in J- Japan. Japan, right, yeah. And they were, like, they're still the best quality T-handle. They, they are, they are. Like, everybody and their brother makes T-handles now, so, like, kind of shortened our lifespan on that. But, no, those were pretty good. I would say, Okay. I don't know. That's hard to pick one product. Okay. Uh, this has been so many. Do you want me to tell you the coolest thing that Pro Circuit, uh, like, has ever came up with? That T-handle I holder. This? The T-handle holder. No, this is, no, not, this is something that, that was they, so bitchin'. this is something that they brought to the table before anybody, and okay. I remember I wanted him so bad, and I remember, I want to say it was either Hooker or Buddy brought him by when I worked for Ray Crumb, and it was the die-cut Pro Circuit front fender stickers. They were the first people to ever run the arch on the front were fender. Were they? Were you? Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. No, and I, and I actually, I stole the idea from, uh, I went to Bercy Supercross, and there was a company over there, the Yamaha. All the riders in Yamaha that rode in Europe had Sonato Yamaha. That's right. And yeah. I guess, remember those stickers went over yep. the front fender? I'm like, hey, we should do that. Right. And so, like, Everybody we would help, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make front fender stickers. And I'm like, well, how are you going to do it? I'm like, I don't know. Just mark your name and make it fit the front fender. Um, so, like, we made front fender stickers. And, like, back then, no no U.S. guy would ever run a front fender sticker. Wow. On our 91, we didn't even run them ourselves. <laughs> you were like, these are too ugly. <laughs> hey, I remember, too, when you, when you were washing your bike, you had to be totally careful because they were die cuts and you'd blow the P off or the I or something. Oh, they yeah, were die cuts? They were die cuts. Oh, I thought they were the, the no, 3M were, one word. No, they were oh, die, die cuts. cuts. They were die cuts. No, because we just got a few made and like, oh, okay. we gave them away and stuff. They were, they were really cool. Um, I have a starting line shot of rollerball, of course, um, in one of, my, uh, one of my magazines, and it's Gainesville. And like every, this is mid-'90s. Every second bike has the pro circuit, the one-piece 3M front fender sticker on their bike. Like seriously, like every second bike. So you cornered that market. Um, all right, enough of that stuff. Josh Hansen, four races in, yep. is Ken Kenny uh, Ken Watson's rock of his team. Tedesco's out. Partridge crashing out here and there. Uh, Josh Hill hurt. 
four races in, top ten in points, and I, I'm i impressed. He's been riding good. Uh, what do you think? I think you should quit talking crap about him because, I mean, like, for real, like, <laughs> I, I kind of was spooked about it myself. I'm like, gosh, I don't know if he can do, like, the whole deal. But, like, I, I'm really proud of Josh. Like, he's, you know, like, he went through a little rough spurt. Think it, like it's like anything with Josh, you know. Like he's, oh, I'm going to do this thing, and mm-hmm. and, and he's going to do it, and then all of a sudden he's like, I don't know if I want to do it, and like, oh, I'm going to do it, and then I got to have this, I got to have that. But he's doing a great job. He's he's getting better every week. Like mm-hmm. it seems like he's getting more comfortable. And truthfully, I'm I'm proud of him. Like he's right. he's shut up a lot of naysayers, and you know their their team is doing a good job, and he just needs to keep keep his head down and like he needs to have his goal to like you know it shouldn't be 10th he needs to set his goal for like top five and if he can if he can get a top five then he needs to after he can get a top five then he needs to set that for the podium Mm -hmm. but it's 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 tough the 450 class is is probably the most stacked it's ever been so there's a lot of really got really good guys in that class you know like Brayton didn't qualify and and Tickle didn't qualify and like it's just you you can see guys like they make a mistake. You you pay so heavy for it, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a very stacked class. There's a lot of good kids in that class right now, right. and be top five. You you got to be a player. They're they're throwing down. Um, no, uh, I've been very complimentary to Hanny. I've been surprised, and he's been good, and he's been. I mean, I don't know for sure. I haven't heard anything off the track. I think he's staying okay and focused and all that, which, you know, has also been an issue for him. He's been a surprise, and he's been good. Um, he's been better than I was one of those naysayers, for sure. He's been good. With the steady hand of Kenny Watson, I mean, who knows where he can go. That's right. <laughs> you can tell you're smiling when you say that. Hey, um, <laughs> you, uh, you're you back on Factory Cowie this year, um, and and – looking good uh, rv obviously has been on it weimer's been a surprise do you think weimer's been a surprise i guess let's cover that uh what'd you think it's been good well i don't know that he's a surprise i mean like jake was a guy that i was i always thought jake was better at supercross than he was outdoors mm-hmm. and like you know the years he rode for me he still clipped off outdoor wins right so like he he became better at everything, and you know when you move to the 450 class, obviously that's a step up. So like it's a it's a tough change, but I know he he rides with Ryan all the time, and he's got Eldon training him, and he's in good shape, and like he's working really hard to try to make sure that people think of him as a 450 guy. And I'm really proud of him. Like you have to say that like yeah, there was probably a lot of people because of last year he had an injury mm-hmm. and so this year they said oh well he sucks or whatever but he's done a good job and like he's gonna do a good job and he's 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 getting good starts and he's staying up there he's he's gonna do good mm-hmm. you know, like jake jake is a a good kid and like i think you're gonna see a lot from him and i don't think he should be talked down about like he's he's a solid guy right right Hey, I'm interested in getting your I'm interested in getting your opinion on on anything related to the sport because uh, you've been around and, and you know a lot. Uh, what do you think of JGR Yamaha's uh, uh, let's call it tire controversy 
from A1. Um, was that something you would do? Have you done that in the past? Would you do it? Uh, you know, we had, we had Albrecht on earlier, and after Kenny gave him shit for appearing in all the ads, um, J-Bone mentioned that, you know, he's trying to make his rider happy, and it pissed off Yamaha, but in the end, it, it might have made the bond between the rider and the team stronger. Um, thoughts on all that? What, what do you think? J-Bone just does ev- anything to get publicity. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, no. I'm, 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 uh, that's good. I know. Actually, actually, the truth is, is uh, years ago, the, the very first year I had a team, mm-hmm. um, in 91, we went to Gainesville, Florida, and Brian Swink rode for me, and we couldn't make him happy, and... and uh, I had a contract with Bridgestone, and I had a Bridgestone contract until they quit racing. Mm-hmm. And at that at that point, uh, I was loyal to those guys for anything and everything. But at that race, it was my first year. I didn't know what to do, and Brian Swink said that these tires don't work for me in the in the soft mud conditions. And he goes, "I want I want Dunlops." So like I went over and. But my deal was is I, I didn't get works tires. I didn't I wasn't shady about it. I didn't mm-hmm. do anything funky. I went over and asked the Dunlop guy if I could please buy two tires. Mm-hmm. Well, I went over and purchased, you know, with a credit card, I went over and purchased some tires. And I made sure I told Bridgestone what I had to do because of the issue. And if you guys work on it, we don't have a problem. But right, like right now I'm in, a, I'm in a jam. It's a first national. I, yeah. I got to do something. My guy's stressing out. So I, I actually did purchase tires from Bridgestone at the first outdoor that year, and then it wasn't, uh, you know, like I never that that was the only time that I ever it. had to do yep. that. And then Bridgestone fixed it, and the same with you know Dunlop. Right now, Dunlop's been great to us, and they have for us. You know, Dunlop's done a great job, and and they give us every option that we want. Mm-hmm. Like I seem really happy with the tires and. And I couldn't be happier at the moment. So if, for those guys to, to, you know, I understand that they, you know, they, they took the money. Mm-hmm. Or they took, you know, Pirelli's money or whatever. And, right. You know, so you have an obligation to do things. But, you know, when you, when you have a brand new rider, there's times where in the very beginning their confidence can be wherever it's at. And, like, they can bring up things that you would never think of. And, like, it's a tire thing with something that he brought up, you don't, you don't know what to do. So like mm-hmm. everybody treats, everybody does it different and everybody treats it different. And, you know, my way was to try to be straight up about it and just go buy a set of production tires. And all that's right. all I could do. And I don't know if those were production or works tires or, yeah, I don't know the whole story and I, I don't care to. And, you know, James is a good writer. And like, I know that he feels, things that he wants and yep. needs and so like they either got to address it or they're they'll probably make a change themselves mm-hmm. okay uh we got a question for you here uh casey you there yeah got a question for uh the mitch payton yes i do um hey mitch i was wondering um i noticed on some of on your bikes the uh little cover for the foot peg mount so dirt doesn't get packed up in there they, uh, yep, it's pretty cool. Are you, is that something you guys are going to sell, or? Well, I don't, I don't think it is something we're going to sell only 
because it's expensive to like we just did it because our our pegs do get packed up with mud a little bit we couldn't figure out what to do about it we haven't figured out how to do it cost effectively like if if i sold a set of those right now they'd probably be like a couple hundred bucks and then uh-huh. if you run through rocks they get dented up and you'd probably want to throw them away or send them back and make me warranty them so like we haven't decided <laughs> the right thing to do there yet um, we have the the best thing that we did on our bike was we have a shift lever that always would clog up with mud and fold back and hang back and our guys would complain about that and we made a new shift lever um and we're going to make them for all the bikes but we started off with the 250 and the 450kx we're going to make them for the hondas and yamahas and everything and it's it's completely covered and you can't clog it up with dirt so it doesn't fold back so like you know, it's the same thing as everybody says, well, you guys are racing with something different than you sell. But, like, as we learn how to do it correctly or, you know, cost-effectively, then we're going to try to bring it to market so we can sell yeah. it. Those are more of, like, a prototype thing that you guys are using. Yep, at the moment. And, uh, you know, like, there's different ways of doing it. Like, right now, like, a lot of people, and you guys know this, too, they, they cut an inner tube and zip tie it around there so they just don't clog up with dirt. A service mm-hmm. has made a little thing you can put on there and like just you know like they rip real easy there's it's not a perfect thing because you're always laying the bike over it in a berm and mm-hmm. there's no way to protect your foot peg yeah okay and one more question if that's all right um, uh wait kenny kenny has one more question is that all right sure go ahead okay all right thanks um i uh, was looking at your bikes at the um the nations in uh lakewood and I was just kind of wondering, I've uh, been wondering for a little while, what is the, do you guys change them a lot for the donations? Uh, what does it make that big of a difference for their, a little bit more lax on the, on the rules and everything or? Wax on, wax off. No, <laughs> it's, it's the rule actually, it's harder for the AMA people to go there because uh, if you were at Colorado, we had to run a different fuel and we had to run a different sound requirement. So like for us, at that point, the AMA sound requirement was different, so, like, we had to run a different muffler that was a little quieter, and then you have to run their spec of unleaded fuel. We run unleaded fuel over here, but we're allowed to have more oxygen in it and a few more components. Um, over there, it's a lot more tight, and it's less oxygen and no components. So if you're going to ride donations, it's always a drama. Like, you're always going to have to work on noise and fuel. So, like, you have to start early. If you get lucky enough to get lucky enough to get selected, you have to do a bunch of more homework to make sure your bike's going to run good over there. This year is the first year that we were allowed. We had to do the same sound um, as FIM, but we were allowed to run the same fuel. So that mm-hmm. saved us a lot of time. You know, like making sure that our bikes were good or bad or whatever. All right, Evan, thanks. Hey, I got a question for Mitch Payton. Yep. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Kenny. It was crazy. After this weekend, I was like thinking, like, man, maybe Mitch is super stressed out after this weekend. Then I was thinking about it on the plane ride home and then this morning. What, what, if there was a race or a year, was the most irritated, stressed out, bummed out, pissed off you were at a race where you were just like, what's going on? Mm. 90, 93. I'm going 93. No. 93 because 93 we switched, you know, manufacturers, and I just switched to Kawasaki, and I remember this guy's dad. I'm trying to remember his 
name. Jimmy Wilson? Um, Ted Edwards. No, Ted Edwards. Oh, Jason Edwards' dad. I remember that, dude. Yeah, and he came up to me and he said, you're never going to win another race in your life. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't need to hear that right now. I'm kind of wondering that myself. I'm like, am I all right or what am I doing? Because uh, the bike was, was uh, kind of a rough bike to begin with. And we were trying to make power out of it. And, like, every time we'd try to make some power, we'd have a problem and it would break something and then it would tear up everything and and that was just a 125 and it didn't seem like i was going to be able to pull it together even for the first race so we sent the semi to the race and we just kept working and working and working and working and we're dynoing late at night and i would go from anaheim to corona and grind cylinders and we'd dyno stuff and cut a pipe change a pipe you know mm-hmm. do a head do this change jetting do this try you know whatever we could do and like finally, I said, "That's it. We gotta <laughs> gotta build two of these, and that's what we're going with." And then I still have the photo um, from '93 at the first race we rode at Kawasaki, and we were one and two in the first turn. Yeah. And but after that, one guy fell back a little bit, and then Jimmy Gaddis was leading, and then he fell down, and I'm like, "Oh, I knew it!" Like I'm like, "He's yeah. not gonna win." Uh-huh. And he got up, and they gathered himself together and then he got into the lead and like i felt like if we could just win one race like we'd be okay like right people wouldn't fuck crap on me and <laughs> so we won our first race on a kawasaki and i'm like i don't even care if we win another race all year long i just like i succeeded like i felt like i had came over this massive hurdle to do it and then i felt like that was a big deal like i'm like i felt like a load of bricks were off my shoulder, and now, yeah. now that we won, it's up to them. And then the same year, the kid Jimmy Gaddis won the championship for us. So, like, it was just a, it was really stressful, and it was not that fun. But the, in hindsight, it was a blast. The, I thought maybe the I thought second maybe, year was any any time you were he worked with Kenny. No, I thought <laughs> I thought maybe it was the the deal that year. Maybe it was '06 or '07 at Millville, with uh, that whole deal that happened with. Bill Poto and Alessi and Tony accusing them of cheating. Tony, Tony accusing them to go into their room in the middle of the night, knocking on doors. <laughs> and then I remember Mitch, they went over there to talk crap or Mitch went over there to talk to the KTM guys and he went over there and then they went to go drive away and their, their mule broke down. They had to push it back. <laughs> and Mitch was in there. I, I got, I got flipped off. I got flipped off from the podium. I got flipped off with, with one of the parents walking by and I'm like, Finally, I just had enough, and I'm like, if you got something to say, stop and let's talk about it. Yeah. And, like, we were just at the AMA truck, and I'm like, dude, what is your problem? You know, and yeah. I'm like, what's your deal? Like, why do you got to do that? Like, a really bullshit deal, and, like, it just it just went on and on, and how I was cheating, I was cheating, and I'm like, you're welcome to have my whole bike. Like, I told the AMA guy, take it home. You disassemble it, or bring it to the shop. I'll give you the motor. You... Whatever you want to check, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to cheat. Like, right. so whatever you got to do, make this man stop calling me a cheater because <laughs> I'm over it. And like, it was just make, that was make probably him stop. a gnarly weekend too. So you're talking. He's calling you the cheater, but but two years earlier, he's the guy standing on Ivan's front wheel trying to hit the kill button when he's on the ground. No, I would have been after. Yeah, exactly. I think. After I know. that. Yeah, after after. That. No, no, yeah. he did that afterwards. He's like trying to call Mitch a cheater. Yeah, uh, we got a little bit longer with Mitch Payton. Let's take the two calls we got. Uh, Evan, you there? Yeah, I'm here, buddy. You were uh, you're on hold for a long time. Sorry, bud. Appreciate it. Thanks, oh, well, thanks for holding. Cool, isn't it? 
it's like an hour and twenty. But hey, it's cool. you uh, uh, you announced for MX Sports, yeah. right? Evan, you announced for MX Sports. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, I do uh, quads. Last year I did. Last year I did the quads, pro nationals, and I did Loretta's bikes and uh, four wheelers. Okay. All right. But anyways, uh, just wanted to touch on a couple things. First of all, the best uh, owner of all time, bar yes. none. Great job. Um, second part question, uh, Durham, how's he looking at the – this is a two-part question. Durham, how's he looking at the test track as compared to um, Baggett? And second part question, um, was was there any kind of, of – thing about looking at Alex Martin also was it between like Durham and Martin um well you know like I just I kind of it's it's uh one of those things where you look at results you look at speed you look at personalities and you look at a guy that can ride supercross or outdoors and and I have a lot of respect for Alex Martin and even his little brother is really good too and so, like, I would never say that I wouldn't hire either one of those guys. And it just happened that Durham was a kid that I had spoke to earlier. Um, I think at Loretta's, I spoke to his father uh, uh, when he rode Loretta's and was interested in him then. And I just didn't have a spot for him. And I, you know, watched it. You know, you keep an eye on guys and you see him. And, like, it looked like when he first switched to the class, he struggled a little bit. And then last year, he kind of looked like he got it together and, like, he was privateering it and thought a lot of that you know like in and uh i don't know i just i i had a lot of respect for that and i think i think he's showing me right now that he can he can do it like he's he's good on the track right now and he's he's showing that he's going to be a player this year and i hope he is all right evan thanks looking like at the sorry just just i just got two Two really quick ones, Steve. Let me, please. Uh, <laughs> if you don't want to, it's cool. Uh, how's he no, looking towards Baggett? How's he looking with Baggett? Um, well, they don't ride together all the time. You know, like, you know, Blake rides at different tracks, and he rides at different tracks. And, like, the last time I saw him uh, that I saw a, uh, Durham ride was last week, and he rode with our guys, and I was very, very impressed with him. And he rode with Dean and Tyla and Jake and Ryan, and he's he's good at Supercross. He picks up stuff real quick. I think he's smart. So, But Blake wasn't there that day, so it's hard for me to say that. And, like, I never compare any rider against the other guy, like, because you're going you're gonna to find other guys that can do different things. You know, one guy's going to be great in corners. One guy's going to be great at obstacles. One guy's going to be great in the whoops. One guy's going to be good here. One guy's going to be fifth that can do 15 laps. Maybe one guy's got eight, and then he, you know, slows down a little bit. Whatever. I don't know. Like, there's well, – you can never one, compare anyone. This is this is my thing is, is I'm going to get back to Haney for just a second, and I'm done. I swear to God. Um, you saved Haney's career. I mean, was it 07? He went to X Games. You gave him a one-bike, one-race deal. And – you know, he went out, killed it. So you gave him a shot at, at uh, I think it was West Coast Supercross that year, and you know went out and killed it. But you know, got got hurt, had some issues, and this and this and that. And then the next year, you know that, and then you gave him another shot at the Monster Energy Cup. Without that shot after the after the X Games, 
Kenny would not have Hanson. Am I am I wrong? Well, he was a, he was like in my opinion. Well, if you really look at it, he won X Games a year before for Troy Lee on a Honda right. 450. You're right, probably. You know. No, no. I'm just I'm just saying. Just make sure you right. knew that. But uh, so the next year he had went through a little bit of a turmoil or whatever it was, and he was in a weak spot. Went to Australia, came back, and nobody knew what he was going to do. And then actually it was Monster that put that deal together for him. Like in and Ash and Eric Johnson came over and talked to me and said, we got to do a deal for him. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if we can do it. And then we put it together for him, and he won. And, like, he was just solid about it. And then, like, what nobody remembers is, you know, like he won the Australian Supercross Series, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was the seven-race series. And that was – he was really solid down there. And, like, he, he earned his spot with us, and he did a great job. And last year he was – he was the points leader in the in the lights class. Um, yeah, like he did he did a great job. So like, no one's ever doubted his his talent. But you know, like my goal for for Josh was at, at that point in his life was like I didn't care about his results. I'm like, hey, we got to switch your life up. You know, like it was more about like you're in a bad spot. Like you got to fix your life, and it was more really about you can make I think make yourself a better person. Thanks, Evan. Um, we got to move this thing along. Um, well said, though. Last caller, uh, Carlos. What's up? Hey guys. Uh, hey Mitch. Um, I've always actually been really fascinated with uh, Christoph Porcel, and I was just wondering. You hear all these rumors. Uh, what's your take on how hard he actually is to work with, and also how involved are you in Pro Circuit with his current team? Well, I would have to say that Christoph is like, uh, to me, he's like one of the most talented. Um, guys that you could, like, he's very talented and gifted, and he's super, like, he's almost, I don't know if it's savant or introvert or something. He's just, he's just very different. Like, he's not the same person as most people. And he, so if you compare him against other people, he doesn't like that. He wants to be his own person. And he's, he's, obviously very gifted and we waited for him you know like after he got hurt you know we waited a year and a half to see him ride and because he had a spinal cord injury and that was personal to me i didn't want to be the person that would say oh you know he's hurt like we got to get rid of him i'm like i'm not doing that like that's the worst thing you can do to a person in that position and like if, if there was a possibility that he could get back i thought he deserved an opportunity to have a ride with me and we could see what we could do with it. And he proved that he's a fantastic rider. He doesn't have endurance problems. He's talented. He can ride supercross. He can ride outdoors. And it just so happened that last year there was a, a, a bad, I don't know how you'd even say it, bad negotiation, bad position where he was at, where he wanted a certain amount, and it didn't happen, and it just didn't work out real great, and he's back in Europe. But but he's riding for a GP team that we help. And when I was at the Nations, you know, me and Christoph talked, and we were good. And I want, I believe that Christoph has the ability, in my eyes, um, you know, like, you know, Carioli is the guy that's won a couple of titles over there, and everybody thinks that he's the guy 
year in and year out that's going to win. Like over here, you know, like if it was RC, you'd say RC. Well, if you're going to topple someone like that, you have to be an incredibly talented guy. And the only way that somebody's going to topple someone is to have that kind of talent. And I believe that's Kristoff if it's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, it will be because someone, you know, finishes more or more consistent or something like that. But I believe he has the speed and ability to do it. All right. Thanks for the answer. Thanks, Carlos. Uh, see you guys. Thanks for the call. All right. Um, Mitch, uh, Zach Osborne caught a lot of eyes uh, um, at the Supercrosses. He's done now. He's going to go back to Europe. But uh, pretty pretty big surprise for you, huh? For I think for all of us. He can ride. I don't think it was a big surprise for most people that knew him okay. his whole career. Like, uh, you know, he was – he rode for KTM as a minibike kid. Mm-hmm. And he was really talented and was very fast. And he switched to 125, and he rode nationals, and he was really fast when he rode. He could, he was a good starter. He's a great starter, and he could run up front. And his biggest problem is his endurance. You know, like his uh, his ability to stay there. And he had that he had that issue when he rode for KTM when he was young, and that was probably more training than anything else. But you know, it's, it's hard, like, back then or even right now, like, you take an amateur kid that's just a rocket ship guy and, like, you don't know how to break him mm-hmm. because do you turn him into this training horse or do you let him run on, you know, kid speed? You know, like, that that kid thing they have is just a natural ability that they can do. Like, Kevin Windham just had that kid speed. And, like, if you push Kevin too much, you know, he, he would turn on you. So, like, Kevin had that <laughs> natural thing where he could just... Right. He had so much natural ability that, like, you don't want to push him too much because you don't want to hurt him. So I think maybe Zach was a little bit there but but needed to train, you know, quite a bit more than Kevin did for sure. And But I think he's grown up a lot and he's matured and he's went to Europe and he's, you know, he's he's grown up a lot. And I think he, I think he has a possibility to come here and do really well. Yeah, I think he'll be back. Hey. Somebody. Oh, so wait, Kenny has something to say. Hey, is there any chance that you would look into a guy like that? or? Well, we spoke to him. You know, like uh, I've known Zach for a long time, and like uh, we talked last year a little bit, and then we talked this year a little bit. And I, I must say that, you know, like I was impressed with his speed, and I was impressed with his supercross capabilities again. And I, I think he's a good outdoor rider anyway. Mm-hmm. We, we believe you have to be if you're riding GPs. You know, like, he must be good. So, like, we'll see where it goes. But, like, right now, like, uh, you know, like, you make a list and you put them on the list. And then, like, hopefully, you know, I'm going to watch East Coast and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. He's coming back. For, he's riding for somebody next year over here. That's for my sure. prediction. For well, sure. I, yeah. well, he's coming back anyway because of his age. You right. Know, like, he... The rule over there, like when you're 23, you're out. So, yeah. like, he's got to get back over here and do his deal. And I don't think if he stays over there to ride a 450, I don't think that's really the best opportunity for mm-hmm. him. So, I, yeah. I think his best opportunity is to come back here and ride. Um, yeah, well said. Uh, thank you, Mitch, for coming on. Always, uh, always a great conversation, interview, slash interview with you. I think it's great. Um, Thank you again. Uh, and I know you're busy, and uh, it's 9 o'clock at night, so uh, we took up a lot of your time. So, thanks again for coming on the show, and uh, we'll see you this weekend in A2. All right, we'll see you there. All right, thanks, Mitch. Thank you.
Uh, Mitch Payton, everybody. Pro Circus Mitch Payton. Kenny, what is your deal tonight? You don't want to talk? I'm You're not, all talking? I'm, I'm, not talk, I'm not speaking until I'm spoke to. <laughs> well, excuse me. I didn't get that memo. I, I didn't. When did this start? Just today? No, I'm just chilling, man. Okay. I, like, I, I mean, mean, the thing with Trey, I, was, I talked to J-Bone. And the you thing did, with, yeah. The and thing then with that Trey, was it. The thing with Trey, I didn't want to, you know, okay. I was just trying to keep cool. Yeah. And, and then when Mitch Payton speaks, I listen. Okay, just a little out of your character, but I get it. I understand it. Um, we, are we we good? Our next guest, uh, we kept him waiting for a little while, but we we really appreciate that. Uh, uh, Supercross Live uh, announcer, former Factory Rider, former World Supercross champion, all around great guy, Jim Hollywood Holly's on the line. Holly, what's up? Hey, well, you got that right. Great guy. Waited 60 minutes. Where were you guys? I know. Well, we got, we had Kennard and went longer, and then we Mitch and Mitch went longer. And All right. Well, that's that, right. As long as you had Trey on, how's he doing? He's doing good. Yeah, he's good. doing good. He's, uh, he said he probably is out for the year, which maybe isn't that big of a shock. Um, yeah. He really wants to take a time and get healed up. But, you know, typical Trey, he was in good spirits, of course, you know. So. Yeah, you know, I, I really felt bad for both of those guys at Dodger Stadium. I, you know, I went by and saw him in the hospital on uh, Tuesday because, uh, my wife's a nurse mm-hmm. and uh, good friends of ours. He's a pediatric surgeon. He's been over there at uh, USC for 22 years or something. So I had him meet um, the Morrises and stuff and told Trey if, he, if they needed anything and needed a second opinion, this guy mm-hmm. was uh, worthy of it. Yeah, typical uh, Kenny of Hollywood who knows somebody at the you know at USC. Like just, if anyone knows anyone. <laughs> if anybody knows anybody, it's Jim Hollywood. You, you know it, Kenny. In, you any, know it, man. in any it realm was, it was of anything, though. it doesn't even matter. If you, if, need, if you need a good I, contractor, this is the guy. I swear to God, doctor, if, if I'm in a Mexican jail at 3 in the morning and I got one phone call, I'm calling Holly. Oh, yeah. I am. Because he'll either know the guard, the sheriff, or a good lawyer. <laughs> or, or he can blackmail someone with some pictures yeah. from Mexico. Yeah, definitely. You, definitely. You, know, you know, I thought it was interesting because when I saw Morris, he was in County, and I thought County was really bad, you know. Mm-hmm. And, man, that, that's a new facility over there. I mean, it's great, but uh, I guess Keo called, and they didn't want him to have his operation at County, so they moved him over to the university uh, side of things. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah, both those guys are in good hands. Yeah, definitely. Hey, uh, let's uh, we'll touch a little bit on some uh, on your career in a little bit, but let's talk about the races. Uh, four races, four winners, four different brands. Uh, couldn't have asked for anything more, really, huh? It's been a great start. Yeah, it has, and I mean, everybody talks about last year being one of the greatest uh, you know seasons ever. Mm-hmm. But I think this year shaping up to be, uh, the, if not the same, uh, maybe better. Um, I don't know. Coming into round five, I mean, one of those uh, four guys that you know have won the previous four rounds. Uh, is going to get their second one unless somebody else steps it up and maybe can uh, win their first. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. a little Hanny or something can get up there. He's been running good. Yeah, we, we were talking with Mitch about that. Um, and uh, who would have known that Hanny was Kenny's rock? I mean, he's been solid, steady. He's, Kenny's losing guys left and right. But the one guy that a lot of people thought may not be able to do it was is doing it. He's doing good. Yeah, no, he, he's riding good. I mean, that's, that's the thing about Josh. I mean, he's got the talent and everything. It's just... Uh, you know, uh, channeling them in the right direction and stuff. And I think the guys over at Hart and Huntington and Kenny Watson managing Whoa. the team over there. And, yeah. you know, I think they're doing a good job with them. It's unfortunate that uh, Josh Hill got hurt. I would like to see how he could have, uh, you know, but he'll, he'll come back soon enough. And then uh, Ivan, I guess he got landed on by Josh Grant in Dodger Stadium and had to blew up his finger or something. Had to have some surgery. So yeah. he Let's get something straight. I don't know if he got landed on it. It was a racing incident. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, it happens. It happens. You know, it's a dangerous sport. But i got to ask you, Kenny, how's uh, uh, Partridge? Because in that main, he got off, too. He's okay? Yeah, he got lucky. He, he uh, 
it was you know right where he crashed. There was like that triple double section, and right. he uh, switched his lineup a little bit because he didn't really feel that you know the, the rut he was going in was getting too deep, and he was dragging his pegs after the first lap. And he sure. switched it up and it hit a, a pothole, a kicker, and uh, wasn't the right decision he made. But uh, all in all, I think you know Partridge is. Uh, you know, I heard a lot of flack before the season started, like why Partridge this and that. He bought his ride, but hey, the guy's been solid. He qualified. He's been qualifying solid. He's you know been in three out of four of the main events. He should have been in all four, and he falls down on the LCQ when he's winning. So you know, kudos to him, and he's riding really well. And we're just trying to build on that and, and to get better every week. That's all we can do, you know. So yeah, uh, you know what? I thought he looked really good at uh, was that Monster Cup. Uh, you know, you guys gave him a, a ride looked, down there. He looked good falling. in the he looked good in the heat race at Monster Cup. He really yeah. wasn't in shape. He really wasn't trying. And then uh, after that race, you know, I, we talked and we're just like, hey, you know, you can run that pace for the heat race. There's no reason why you shouldn't be in there. And let's go to work. You know, he's he's never had equipment like he's had before. And you know, Pro Circuit goes above and beyond for us. And you know, we couldn't ask for more out of him. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a uh, you know that was just my goal to get every one of my guys in the main event every week and. He's doing what you know is what's expected, but now I think for him as a as a rider, I think he needs to step it up for himself and and just not you know relax and say okay and make it in. I think he needs to keep going to the next level. Yeah, a lot of guys uh, they 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 lose a little bit of confidence. You know, they they don't think they should be there. And another guy that I'm talking about that I've kind of watched a little bit uh, this year was Brock Tickle. I mean, I don't know if you guys get a chance to watch him in some of the practices, but. You know, he moves out of the way for guys. He's looking behind him. It's like he doesn't think that he belongs in that 450 class. Yeah, he's having. Uh, we just had Mitch on, talked a little about, and Mitch said he's had a couple good races, a couple bad races. So, um, you know, and, and then Mitch also said, hey, if he'd kicked him to the curb, he'd be with a privateer team, and maybe you'd ruin his career. So you need a good, you know, team and support to get started, and, and that's what he's trying to give them. But uh, it certainly has been a little bit of a rough start 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 for uh, for Tickle. Hey, uh, uh, Hollywood, what? What what do you think of James Stewart before the weekend? Uh, were you worried? Were you wondering if we were going to see the old magic? And what do you think now um, of, of James Stewart? That was a pretty dominating ride. Yeah, I mean, he, he used his head. I mean, he was patient back there, just kind of followed Reedy and, and found some lines. And the thing that I really was impressed with is him and Reed didn't come together. I mean, he set that pass up when he went underneath uh, – Chad Reed, and uh, it was just a beautiful pass. I mean, as they come across the uh, starting line there, he was maybe going to go to the inside, then all of a sudden at the last minute he goes, I'm going to switch to the yeah. outside. He squared it up. They came off of that double. Chad was to the inside. When you land, he drifts out, and James was already on the far right-hand side of that double and jumped it at a 45-degree angle, mm-hmm. landed down in the inside, just grabbed a handful and put his bike right there, and Chad came down and goes, whoops, yeah. James is already there. I mean, I thought it was a, a great pass. Yeah, no, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, that was textbook. Hey, hey, Hollywood. Let me ask you a question. Um, I know you've been working on a bunch of other stuff. Um, are you guys still doing the Moto Show? What's going on with that whole deal? Well, they're trying to get funding for it. I mean, uh, Todd Huffman and the guys over there they, uh, they they hooked it up with Speed to rebroadcast the first four episodes that we did. But uh, other than that, I haven't heard any news. I mean, it's just pretty hard right now to get funding from anybody. I, I know that uh, you know they shoot that thing with three cameras. The set was phenomenal and. and you know, there's probably about 12 people that uh, takes to produce that thing, and I'm yeah. talking with the, the talent and everything. Um, you know, so I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but I mean, if you were just to pick a number offhand, say 10 grand an episode, um, you know, you got 10 shows, that's 100 grand. It's pretty hard to get 100 grand out of somebody in today's economy. Yeah, you're telling us. 
we're, we're, <laughs> we're struggling to get, you know, a little bit. But, uh, um, uh, but, but going back to James, yeah. though, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, it was only three rounds in. I mean, you know, he, he had a couple bad races. You know, he had that podium. I think that gave him a little bit of confidence. And then it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, his practice bike mechanic, uh, Mark uh, Adams, passed away, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think that, uh, you know, he, he's getting things uh, adjusted on the bike and the tires. I think that Anaheim, you know, he he went back and forth on some different tires and this and that and the controversy you heard there. And, you know, I just think that, hey, you got to stick with what you got and, and let's make it work and mm-hmm. let's move on. Right. I, I, but I know everybody – I don't know if you saw Steve, but I mean everybody. I mean there was a big relief off their shoulders. Yeah. Big James and and Coach uh, Joe Gibbs was, you know, I mean just like they mm-hmm. were linebackers, you know, hugging each other and it looked like they won the Super Bowl or something. But uh, you know, you still got a lot of racing to go. And you know, you look at it last year. James was fast, but James crashed a lot last year. So who's to say? I mean, that James has got the capability of running off four or five wins in a row. And James has also got the capability of uh, falling the next uh, mm-hmm. four rounds too. So you just never know which one. But uh, the thing about it is, is that you know, um, who's ever fast? And James was fast that night, and it was his night. You go back to Dodger Stadium, Reed was fast. That was Reed's night. You go mm-hmm. back to uh, Phoenix, it, w- it was uh, Dungey's night. And you go back to the opener, and it was Villapoto's night. Yeah. I mean, it's who, who, who whoever's going to win this championship is going to win it on their bad. Nights and and you know and collect as many points. I mean, look at Villapoto. I mean, he could have thrown this thing away already and been 25 points out. But yeah. you know, he comes from the back and uh, you know uh, both uh, Dodger Stadium as well as uh, last weekend. And uh, I mean, not last weekend. Last weekend he got a pretty good start. But but Phoenix and Dodger Stadium. I mean, that guy was in the back of the pack and. Uh, he rode the wheels off to get third and fourth in those rounds, but uh, mm-hmm. it's good. I, I don't think anyone can miss a round. That's for sure. I don't think yeah. Dillapoto can go <laughs> like he did in Jacksonville and miss a round. I don't think that's going to happen. And you're going to win this championship. There's no way. I don't think you can drop 25 points like that. Um, you, uh, you, you do a great job with those Supercross live uh, interviews, post-race interviews with the guys, and and in the pits and stuff. But but do you miss the webcast? Do you miss doing oh, it? Oh, I, I I mean I I miss it immensely. Yeah. I mean uh, I just. Uh, you know, it's it's you know I'm up in the press box with you guys. I mean, I'm talking to you guys, and I'm I'm just saying, you know, man, I miss it. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of when I retired from racing, mm-hmm. sitting on the couch, you know, <laughs> at, at at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, going, man, they're getting ready to start the national, you know, and 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 I'm, you know, and and here it is, you know, opening ceremonies, and I'm, and I'm finding myself watching opening ceremonies, which they're great, by the way, but. Yeah. That's when me and Jason opened up the, uh, you know, the, the broadcast, yeah. the webcast, and, uh, you know, and all through that and, and carried it on. But uh, I, I, I miss it. I, I find myself, yeah, who's that three-digit guy, you know? And, <laughs> and I, I would know all those three-digit mm-hmm. guys because when we'd run them down and we'd talk about everybody, if someone crashed, you know, we'd relay the information back. I, I, yeah, I miss it immensely. I've told, I've told Dave Prater uh, that, was a, that was a terrible marketing move, and it's obviously out of his department. I stand right. by that. It's a worldwide audience these days that need everything. If you can't be live every week, and, and they're, doing a, they're doing a great job with the TV package. Don't get me wrong. Uh, right. it's, it's good. But if you're going to, in this day and age with that series and, and everything invested, to not, have a, an, not be able to reach a worldwide audience with at least an audio broadcast that, trust me, wasn't that much to produce because I do this show. 
You know yeah. what I mean? So, well, and, and I mean, uh, I think the thing about it is with the new media era that you're talking about, you know, with uh, everybody has a cell phone and everybody has a computer pretty much. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has speed, you know. Right. And even though it's live on speed, I, I know a lot of the people uh, get upset when it's it's on CBS and the next day and they're going, where's it at live? <laughs> they're Twittering and on yeah. Facebook. Hey, where, where's it at? And then, then they had a little uh, uh, hitch in, in Los Angeles. It was supposed to come on at 9 o'clock in the morning, but this past Sunday, and it didn't. They said 4 o'clock, and, and I drove back from Oakland, and I got home just to see it at 4, and I go, where is it? I did I miss it? And it came on at 4.30. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't be too upset, though, because uh, it was golf, and my son's uh, going to San Diego State. He got a golf scholarship to play golf down there, so i got to watch golf once in a while. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, I, I, they need to bring it back. I know you can't. You know, you still work for them, and you don't want to piss them off. Do you think yeah. they took it away but, because they want uh, – you think, like, they think, like, oh, it's live, it's going to be on T- – if it's going to be on TV – the next day, they shouldn't really. People don't want to know well, what happened. Yeah, not, not the next day. I mean, with, with the live coverage, I don't know what they have, Kenny. As far as all, um, I think they're broadcasting live. What, like eleven, twelve rounds, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like that. yeah. So that doesn't make sense so, to me. Then I mean, it, it's live, but that that's live to the people who have speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I was saying, like how many people have speed, and and this is worldwide. I mean, we have a worldwide audience. We got you know a couple guys from Australia. We got guys from Europe. We, you know, it, it, it's all over the world, and, and it's broadcast live all over the world. And there's a lot of people that uh, you know, a, a lot of stuff that television misses. Mm-hmm. Me and Jason, we, we got it. And what I'm talking about is those families in the back that are looking at the timing and scoring, and all of a sudden they see uh, uh, Johnny so-and-so drop off the screen. Well, they want to know why. The TV guys aren't going to tell them why. Me yeah. and Jason did. Yeah. So I, I, I think a lot of people always uh, come up to me and they, they, uh, at the races and, hey, are they ever going to bring it back? I said, man, I'd love, the, love for them to, yeah. but it's not in my hands. It's, it's out of my position. But so many people – you know, commented on the job that Jason and I did for, mm-hmm. you know, letting them know when the, when their son was down and, and, you know, letting them know that, yep, everything's, yep. you know, well, we don't know the extent of the injuries, but he's in the Asterix Mobile Medical Unit. He, you know, his hands are moving, and you can see that. Because remember, I used to have those binoculars. Yeah. I could zoom right in on everything, and I could see a shift. Everyone kind of teased me about that. But uh, that's one piece of broadcasting when you're doing it live. You need a good set of binoculars because uh, you mm-hmm. can tell if a lever's broke off or if a yeah. shifter or, or brake pedal's wrapped around the peg or something. Hey, yeah. Hollywood, you know what? I'm going to ask you, and I know the answer to this question, but I think a lot of people should know. When that went away, when they told you that, did you – I know you did, but I'm going to ask this. Did you ask why? Like, are you crazy? Like, this is not just for my job security, but I really think that's an important because I really feel if, it's, if it was an expense, maybe they could do one less firework or maybe they could do, you know, one less track guy that's going to put banners up or maybe they could cut corners somewhere to, to put this on. Right, right. No, I agree. I I mean, you know, for me, Kenny, I I do this for the love of the sport. I mean, I think everybody knows me in the industry, and you guys obviously know me. I mean, I don't don't do it for the money. I do it for the love of the sport. I mean, I I enjoy going to Supercross, and and I would love to do the Nationals, but it's just unfortunate that I have a family also, and, you know, I have to spend a little time with them. And, uh, but, yeah, it was was a money thing. It was just too much to produce it, and believe me, there was a lot of – you know, calls back and forth and mm-hmm. saying, you know, how can we cut it? And, and the thing about it is, 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 say, for instance, like Monster Energy is the major sponsor. Well, if Red Bull came and said, well, we'll give you the money for it, 
but that's going to that's a conflict of interest right there. So that's the, that was the other thing because we were we were looking at maybe you know getting uh, you know Chevy or something like that you know, but Toyota's involved in it. So yeah, that's bullshit. There's a there's a great uh, fine line in yeah. there with the politics of, of making everybody happy there, but it was an expense and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you could do it cheaper. I'm sure you could probably, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, well you know, uh, if, you, if, you go, if you look at it against, like, let's say, put what you're doing against a NASCAR. And if, if their, their, title rate, their, their title sponsor of that one event is Dodge and Toyota was sponsoring your series, you know, sponsoring your, your uh, you know, call it your podcast, whatever you want to call it, right? your show, they're not going to deny that because they want their fans. They want their fans, and that's when one thing that I like to debate with Feld is that they don't really look at the big picture. They look at about what's in front of them, and they're only worried about uh, the company itself. They're not really worried about the spectator, the rider, the, all that other stuff. I don't think they. I think they do to a, a, a certain extent, but they don't really want to go above and beyond. You know, just like you know, f- for sponsors who could sample, who can't sponsor, you know, sample. They're not really care. They they don't really care about the fundings of the programs as much as they should. I should say. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that maybe you guys should try to get like Todd General. I think he could answer a lot of those questions yeah. for you. I mean, uh, you know, Todd would be a good guy to, to have on the show, or, or maybe uh, you know, uh, Charlie Mancuso or Ken Hudgens or someone like that. Yeah, that, that right. could have those answers because I, I don't have those answers. It's not my company, and believe me, Kenny. If it was my company, I would be honest because you guys know how honest I'm brutally honest. I, I say what it is, and if it was my company and I knew, I, I would say that, and, and you know, I, I would take whatever input you know I had to uh, do it. But like I said, it's not my company. I just work for the guys, and uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's it, it's a show now. You know what I mean? It, it's a lot different than when I grew up racing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, to to see the sport how it's grown to. You know, I mean, the, the the party in the pits now, I mean, man, there's so many people in the pits, I can't even walk through there between, yeah. uh, say, one and five or whatever, you know. And, and uh, I just, uh, you know, I, I think they tried it to, to uh, fill seats and things like that. And like you said, yeah, maybe, hey, yeah, if you can, you know, maybe cut back on some of the fireworks and, and bring back the webcast, I'm all for that. Um, hey, Jim, uh, what, let's move it back to the racing. Uh, definitely bring it back to the webcast, though, by the way. Uh, Ryan Dungey. Uh, are you surprised? Is this good this, this fast? What do you think about uh, him and, and and that bike and, and the team and all that? What uh, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I I, I was you know I, I really enjoyed when uh, Ryan Dungey rode the Monster Cup in Vegas. I, I thought mm-hmm. that was big for him. You know, you you heard talk right. that he wasn't going to be there, and then at the last minute, the ninth hour, he decides to come. I mean, Kenny, you know from running race teams, uh, you know, what you did. It, it, it's a whole different ball game when you're – and you was, as well, Mathis, when you worked for Yamaha and Timmy Ferry and everybody. You know, when you're out there practicing and you're training, everything's good, but it, you, you ride a motorcycle mm-hmm. different. And anyone who's going to tell you you don't, they're lying to you because <laughs> you ride a motorcycle a little bit different, you push a little bit harder in race conditions, and things don't work necessarily. Why do you think these guys go back each and every weekend after and test and try new things? And, you know, you hear the guys talk on the podium, well, we're, we, we've tried a bunch of different mm-hmm. settings, and you think, well, why don't you just use the same tire you used last year? <laughs> but, uh, but things are always changing on that. But uh, I, I think the Dungey hooking up with uh, – DeCoster, you know, Roger, you know, he wants to win. I mean, and Roger, uh, you know, he put his neck on the line. You know, he, right. he said, you know, we need to go out there and we need to pay for a, a franchise rider. And let, let's get Dungey and, 
and you know, for them to come away, I mean, KTM's put a lot of money in, into the sport, and I'm talking years ago, even, you know, mm-hmm. and to see them win uh, in the United States in that 450 class was, you know, I was happy for them, and you know, they're going to get more wins. I mean, Dungey's going to put himself in good positions. Uh, um, he's going to get some more starts. He didn't get the start he. Uh, Last weekend in Oakland, but you know he worked up and, and finished fourth. You know, so mm-hmm. up to this point, Dungey's the only one that's been on the podium consistently. And last week he just was one step off of it. But yeah. um, perfect example: spending money. They wasted money on a plaque for Roger DeCoster after he won a race. <laughs> I, I did. I did wonder about that. I'm like, I, I was, and yeah. I even asked Roger, "Well, hey, congratulations." He's like, "Oh, it's a but I don't really agree. It's a long season, and I don't like to jump the gun." And I'm just like, "Yeah, right. he." But you know. But yeah, dude. Right. Yeah. I, I, but hey, kudos to KTM. Kudos yeah. to Roger and Ian and all the rest of the guys over there. I, I, I'm, I'm very happy that you know they're a contender. Like we had Mitch on earlier, and Mitch was just like, "Hey, I'm glad to see those guys being a contender." We need them. Yeah, we need them. No, need them. Oh, we we need it definitely. I mean, it's 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 good for the sport. And you know, let's face it. I mean, KTM sells a lot of off-road motorcycles. You know, especially like you know, if you go back east, the GNCCs and things like that. Uh, that's all that I mean. They dominate that series, and and to have them now, you know, they're they're a player in Supercross, and uh, you know Marvin Muskin and Ken Roxon and all those guys over there. Like you said, you know, Roger's good on putting the the, the, the key people with the right people, and you know, getting Ian Harrison to come over there. The mm-hmm. only thing I was surprised about is he didn't take uh, Mike Gosser with him. I would have thought he would have tried to get Gosser. Me too. But, uh, yep. I haven't I haven't talked to Mike. Maybe he just you know kind of wants to you know start slowing down and. You know, I know travel gets to the guys and things like that, but uh, no, they're they're doing a great job over there at KTM. Hey, um, uh, who's the girl you're working with on Supercross Live? Uh, what's her background? And uh... L- Lauren Abraham. Okay. She uh, comes from uh, snowboarding. She okay. uh, she actually uh, she knows Palmer. She I guess she rode for Palmer, and, oh, wow. and she lived up in Lake Tahoe for about ten years. And uh, her background is. Uh, you know, like border crosses and things okay. like that, and uh, you know, action sports, and so she's learning the uh, the, the sport of supercross. Uh, she, she's uh, getting bumped around a little bit, but uh, she's hanging in there. She's a tough gal. She's figuring it out. Yeah. Um, hey, what about uh, what, what what kind of things would you uh, uh, with the Ryan Morris and Trey Kennard crash? We talked a little bit about the tough blocks this week. I understand Feld may have may have starting to put his straps down on them. Uh, do you know that for sure, or? Um, um... Well, I, I mean, I, I know that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's one of the things. You know, after you go see those guys in the hospital, you right. kind of start thinking and you start looking back and, man, how can we make this sport safe? And you know what? It, it is a dangerous sport. I mean, you know, and and things happen. I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I did talk to Dave Prater, and they said they were going to start. Uh, I okay. believe putting in straps. Uh, don't quote me on that, but yeah. I, I think that that's what they were going to do. Eventually, maybe a, a zipper or something. So it's intact with the tough block. Mm-hmm. But then what's going to happen is you guys know they're going to hit the tough block and, and it's going to move out and someone's going to hit it and fall over and bust their collarbone <laughs> or shoulder or something. And yeah. they're say, now you need to stake down the tough block. And then if you stake them down, someone will hit the stake and go over the bar. Right, and then get a puncture <laughs> in their side or whatever. So right. I mean, you know, I mean, you can only try to do things. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I heard... Uh, you know, uh, even talking to Carmichael uh, last week in Oakland and his take on it, you know, and he thought maybe the first lap that they go around, they, they double single the triples. And, I'm, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that, uh, you just, you're going to hear all kinds of yeah. things like that. I mean, it's just uh, it's like NASCAR when uh, Dale Earnhardt passed away. Now everybody's got to have the, the Hans device and, mm-hmm. you know, they're making things safer and things like that. Uh, you know, I, I know that something that played into uh, – you know, helping those guys with that hats-off device uh, right. that they have to run now. That's pretty cool that, 
you know, you can get the helmets off and everything as opposed to pulling on guys because Morris had a couple broken bones in his neck. Carnard had, you know, broken bones in his back. But you just never know what those type of injuries. And, uh, you know, I, I think this, this sport's always going to keep getting safer and mm-hmm. safer. But, uh, you know, it, 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 it's a dangerous sport. I mean, you know, it, if you look at it from when I rode to now, it, it, yeah, sure, the bikes are a lot faster and, and the more gnarlier and the tracks are trying to get safer. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just a dangerous sport. I mean, things happen. I mean, my kid plays baseball all the time, for, you know, at high school. You know, he's on the high school team. Mm-hmm. He's always coming home. And, I mean, he, his arms and everything, getting hit by the ball and everything. I mean, we had a parent that was behind the backstop in a game, and her son was pitching, and the kid fouled the ball off. Now, you got to remember, that pitch is coming in about yeah. 85 miles an hour with the bat speed. It ricochets back, boom, shattered her eye and her Ooh. cheek and everything. I mean, yeah. life's dangerous. You know, you just got to live it to the fullest <laughs> to enjoy it. Life's dangerous, yeah. Especially yeah. when you're uh, around Jim Hawley, away from the track. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, well, you've done eight, eight million laps. Uh, have you ever been involved in something like the Kennard Morris thing? Uh, either be the guy jumping or the guy getting landed on? No, but I, I tell you one time, I was in Japan at the Osaka. It was an arena cross, and John Dowd was there, McGrath and everybody, and, and Dowd was in. It was a practice session, not a lot of, uh, you know, noise in the stadium. Just, you know, they didn't open up the mm-hmm. fans yet, and I was sitting there, and uh uh, they went around a left-hander, just like that same thing, left-hander. And <clears throat> Dowd went to the uh, outside, and he saw the kid roll to the inside, a Japanese rider, and, and he doubled. And as soon as he landed on the double, he, he goes at a 45-degree angle to get off the track. Oh. Dowd's already up in the air. And just kabam. I mean, granted, it was a two-stroke or whatever, but uh, yeah. they both got up and walked away, and everything was okay on that. But Jeez. I mean, just I, I heard it, you know, and you know, a lot of people, you know, you don't hear that type of stuff when you're in a stadium and it's race condition. But I heard one of those, and uh, uh-huh. but I, I've never, I've never landed on anybody uh, that I can remember, no. um, and I've never been landed. I, I mean, it's got to be the most horrible feeling in racing. I yeah. mean, to, to have a, to have a motorcycle that weighs what 225 pounds. You got the rider that weighs 150. I mean, that's a lot of weight coming down on somebody's back and everything. But, you know, thank God they got these guys are they're athletes. You know, the, if that would have happened to me or anybody else or us, we'd still be in the hospital. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These guys they're in shape and they hold all you know all the sit ups and all the cardio and all the core exercises they do. I, I believe that plays a big factor because if that would have just been somebody off the street. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that could have been a whole lot worse. Uh, two questions for you, Jimmy, before we let you go. Uh, most We're already done? Yeah. Well, Kenny gets okay. – we, we go long, but then Kenny has to go because he works all day. And, and, you know. oh, I, I, hey, I know. Um, hey, when you, when you want to run a race team, man, it, it never stops. It's 24-7. He's probably got text right now, we'll, we'll, the guys. Yeah, he does. Uh, no, we'll have you on again for sure. No, but no, uh, just most, uh, most surprising rider for you, either class, uh, either position, just most surprising guy. You know, in that lights, I'm going to say Jason Anderson. Okay, yeah, good one, he, he put, good one. He's been putting in some good rides, and I've been watching him, and, and just unfortunate that him and uh, Marvin Muskin came together because he had, he would have had his first podium of his career, you know, so i kind of been watching him yeah, he came uh, through the pack in that lights class. I mean, mm-hmm. you got a guy like Martin Davalos. I mean, he wins the heats, and he looks great, but he always has something happen in the main events, and that's kind of his story, you know. I mean, hopefully he can get over that. But I'd have to say in that lights class, I mean, it's no surprise that, uh, you know, um, Eli Tomac's killing it out there. Right. Another surprise, though, uh, and he's gone now, he's, he's off to Europe, yeah. is uh, Zach Osborne. I mean, right. you know, he, he's – 
couple solid podiums for him, and he really wants to come back. And that's one guy you look at him, and you just look at him, and he just doesn't look like a professional motocross rider. You know, <laughs> he just he's, he just he just doesn't fit the bill. But uh, he's doing a great job. And in that Supercross class, uh, you know, I I I got to go with Hanson. I think. No, I mean, he, yeah. he surprised me. I mean, he had a couple tenths, and what do you have last weekend? Can he a uh, uh, tenth? Tenth again, but he had a seventh or an eighth at the at Dodger Stadium, didn't he? He got seventh at Dodger, yeah. yeah. Seventh, yeah. So I mean, you know that that you know I, I don't think a lot of people. I mean, you guys probably over at Hart and Huntington, you guys have a plan and a goal for him to probably to be in the top five, and and if he's not meeting that, he's in that top ten. But I mean, I I think Josh. The only thing with Josh is he's got to just get some better starts. I mean, you, you can't start. I mean, I think somebody was lo- I was looking at the lap charts, and I think Alessi. You know, one at one round, he he started tenth and he finished tenth. You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it, it's really hard to pass guys in the back, and, and uh, yeah. you know, look at look at Villapoto. I mean, this past weekend, he could not get around Chad Reed. He was trying inside, outside, everywhere, and then finally, I think he just got frustrated and he just rode tight and he goes, you know what? If I try to pass him, I could possibly do a bonsai move and take me and him out. And then we just hand a whole bunch of points over to Stewart. So you know what? I'm going to live to race another day, and I'm just going to hang out here on third. I'm on the podium, and, and let's move on to Anaheim. Um, uh, okay, so I asked you most surprising, um, most disappointing guy for you, um, either class. Um, guy you think you should be doing a little better or uh, um, let you down a little bit? Yeah, I don't even have the uh, the guys in there that I should be looking at. Uh, uh you know, I I think maybe Millsaps yeah. would maybe have to be my guy in, in that uh, Supercross class. I, okay. I know he had a couple. I think he's had a seventh and an eighth or something. He's kind of getting his way back in there. But he's this is his second year with that team, and yep. you know he he should be he should be up there in that top five. You know, I mean he should be he should be battling. And I think at one of the rounds, I think it might have been Dodger Stadium in the heat race where him and James, you know, they were kind of battling right. there a little bit. Uh, you know, I. Uh, I think that he should he should be up a little bit more, but I think he's battling some illnesses or something. Somebody was saying so. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, he can get that because I mean he's a lot better rider than than riding in the back of the pack. I mean he had some I think early in the 18s and 17s and stuff like that. I mean dude, he's won. Long back that guy's won races. Oh no, for Honda, yeah. yeah. I mean San Diego. I know he. That's what I mean. He's won races. So for him to be dinking around in the back of, like, 15, 16, 17, and 18. That, that's just not him. I'm, you know, like I said, that would be, if I had to pick a disappointing guy in the Supercross class, I'd, I'd probably have to go with Millsaps. Um, uh, hey, from- and, and I'm just trying to think on the lights, too, right now, where, where we're at. Uh, I, I mean, maybe Martin Davalos. I mean, yeah. that guy, like I said, he, he shows speed. He, he's got great starts in the heat race and everything. But the, those main events, and he's been with that team two years, and, um, you know, I, I think it's time for him to get on the podium and, and be there consistently. Well, we've seen he has the speed, no doubt. You know? oh, definitely yeah. got How many more speed. opportunities does a guy like that get? Like, do, when does they uh, start looking outside this the year, box? Kenny, I mean, that, that's about it. I mean, he, yeah, you, you, you hit the nail on the, 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 uh, the hammer right on top of the nail there. I mean, he, he, he's been riding, and he's been riding for good teams, too. And uh, he, he got a close one, though. I don't know if you guys saw, but that's, I think it was the first lap before you do the left-hander and you go over the finish line jump, mm-hmm. his hand came off yeah. the handlebar. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know if you guys saw no, that. I did. But, I mean, he, for him to gather it up, and, I mean, that could have been horrible if he hit, hit that uh, berm and he'd have flown over on the other side of the track. But uh, he gathered it up there. But uh, What about, I, no, think, I, I, I think he I wrote agree, good. Kenny. I mean, a lot of these guys, they, they, get, uh, they get these rides and, and 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's weird, you know. I think another guy, another guy. Here's another guy that I thought had speed, but I don't know about his team and what team he's riding for. Or anything, uh, Nick Paluzzi. I mean, I remember last year he was leading some races and this like that, and, and yeah. he, he didn't make the main. I think this weekend. He's, so, uh, well, actually, guy. he's an ex-brand goggle guy, and I help out Rich Taylor at X-Brand Goggles. So I've been paying attention to Nick. He's made one out of the four mains, and and okay, I agree, so, hasn't. So there's another yeah. guy that I, I would think that I, you know, after his, seeing his performance last year, right. have you talked to him? I mean, what, yeah. what's the problem? Yeah, he's national number forty-five, so he doesn't have that number by default. That's a good number, you know. Right. Um. Uh. I've talked to Marty Smith. Is helping that team out, Slayton Racing. That's right. Yep, and uh, Marty, Mar- right. I mean Marty, he's pretty blunt. He's kind of like yourself. He's old school. Marty says he's out of shape. Says he's just uh, really yeah needs wow. to get in better shape. And I can kind of see it a little bit, uh, you know. So he he should do better. I agree. Hey Hollywood, well, do you Marty, think Marty's got Marty, Marty's got the right idea? Because here's the thing: if you're not in shape, there's something in your mind. I don't know what it is. I'm not a doctor, but there's something in your mind that clicks. It's that knows that, hey, man, I didn't put in the work this week. If you put in the work and you're pounding the pavement and you're putting in laps, and, mm-hmm. and I'm talking good laps and you're doing it right. Some guys go, oh, I trained a lot. But I went and ran five miles. Well, great. Yeah. How long did it take you? Yeah. Well, it took me an hour. Well, you ain't pushing it, man. <laughs> and that's what you're going to have to do to win races. You're going to have to push it, and you're going to have to push it during your training. You're going to have to challenge yourself each and every time, you know. You're going to have to go out, and you're going to have to go to high school, and you're going to have to go, okay, warm up one lap. Okay, you're stretched. You're good. Boom, hammer. I want to see how fast you can run a flat mile in. And mm-hmm. if you come in and you're, un- if, if you're doing a seven-minute mile, there is something wrong with you, man, because you, un- you should be in the mid Mid fives, five thirty, five forty, you know, five fifty five or whatever. Okay, that's your max. Now, now, now we need to get some longevity out of you. Now let's see where you do two miles. The next mile you drop off and you're doing nine, eight minute miles. Man, we, you're just not pushing it. Your, your heart, you're not getting the oxygen, you're not breathing. I mean, they're, they're, you can go on and on about it. Right. But Marty's got the right. If you look at a guy and, and he's not in shape, Eli Tomac's in shape. Villapoto's in shape. Yeah. I mean, you know, for Villapoto to do what he's doing on that motorcycle, Villapoto knows he can go to that starting line. If he's got a problem in that first turn, he know he 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 can run those laps and he can run them for not not only twenty laps, he could go for thirty laps. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well said for sure. Hey, um, you've done a, a ton of movie work. Uh, anything anything going on? Stunts? Uh, anything happening lately for you? I, I, yeah, I just I just finished up a show. I actually had back surgery on uh, December 9th, and I was weighing in whether or not I should have it. But prior to that, mm-hmm. and, and I waited till that because I was on a show. I was doubling uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and it was called Untitled Western. And I I thought to be honest. Because I have a couple horses here in Chatsworth, I thought I was gonna. It was a western, you know. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, man, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sweating bullets, man. I don't ride these horses. That's my wife's thing, man. <laughs> I'm gonna fall off one of these things. I'm thinking, oh man, I could just see me getting hooked in my my ankle and the horse pounding me to death, and I could be dead, you know. He's mm-hmm. just hit, you know. But I was actually riding um, a 1945 Norton. Oh, and uh, it, it was pretty cool to be riding that thing and, and, and doubling him. But uh, well, Joaquin uh, Phoenix, uh, he was in it also. And uh, I think it's going to come out this year, you know, probably later on, maybe a fall or a late summer release or something. But uh, Cool. Yeah, I, always, I'll do a little of that. Always something cool, Kenny, with uh, Jim Holly. Just always something cool going on. Of course. Yeah. He's my friend. That's why he's my friend. He's, <laughs> he's uh, your friend. Yep. Jim Holly. Do you, you want to ask him? Well, no, I mean, no, I know, I know your friends. Ask him. Uh, Jimmy, are you, uh, are you friends with Kenny, like true friends? Yeah, I mean, I've known Kenny a long time. Okay. Me, me, me Kenny, and Kenny, uh, me and Jimmy. We, uh, 
we know a, a, a mutual friend of ours, Danielle, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've known Kenny a long time since. I mean, this is how long when he lived on the corner of uh, uh, I'm just trying to think, Fallbrook and um, uh, Fallbrook and uh, Van Owen, right there in those condos, right there. Huh? I've known Kenny a long time. Okay. Well, we always have this debate on, you know, I call people for my friends, and Kenny likes to say that they're not my friends. But uh, well, uh, I, I look at this. If, if you know, I know a lot of people. If you're you a do. Good friend of mine, I got your cell number, and right. I got both your cell numbers. Yeah, take that. Yeah, we're both, and, we both have a mutual friend, and I'm friends with Rollerball and Holly at the same time. <laughs> so, um, all right, Jimmy, always good to have you. We're gonna get you back on soon. Um, I, I want more stories, and I want more thoughts and opinions, and and. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell General if I see him. I don't think General really likes me, but if I see him, I'm going to say bring back the webcast. So, there hey you Hollywood, go. why don't you come by and do some do some uh, videos with my team? There you I'm go. Coming over there, I'm, I'm coming over there uh, this weekend at Anaheim. It's just so crazy. This first couple of races, I mean, it's just so hard to get all the interviews. And what happened is, is uh, we're on um, a, a time restraint now. There's certain videos that uh, when me and Lauren. We do our uh, pre-show, and we we shoot it at 9:30 in the morning at, at the uh, on the floor, mm-hmm. and that's got to be edited and up by 11 o'clock. And uh, the internet was so slow in Oakland that Dave did not get down on the track walk until 11:30. And normally we're the first ones there, everyone's mm-hmm. coming down. So that put a that put a little uh, you know uh, uh, monkey wrench into our program as far as getting interviews. And then I'm also doing on Wednesday nights. It comes out on. Uh, supercrossonline.com is the Toyota tailgate talk and uh, so I have to shoot those and I got to put on a Toyota t-shirt and I got to get rid of that and then put on the monster one so but we're coming by this weekend for sure Perfect. Right on. can't wait to see you Jimmy thanks Hollywood alright man I'll see you boys later thanks again yep. it's always fun see yeah, tell the boys I said hi I'll do that. Thanks, guys. Better. Jim Hollywood Holly uh, on the Pulpomex Show presented by BTSports.com. I feel like he's doing the interview. Like he's interviewing I know, us. right? That's awesome. Nah, he, he's a good dude. He, he is a good dude. That's a bummer they took that show off. Suck. The webcast? Yeah. Don't get me started. Don't get Greg McQuarrie started either. BTOsports.com Tweet It Tits segment. It is time. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Kenny, I want to make uh, I want to ask you uh, a question, uh, executive decision. We normally take two commercial breaks. We've only taken one. We're running a bit late, but we had a, four guests on tonight. I want to get some of this stuff done. Skip the commercial. You okay with that? Hopefully our sponsors will be. Sorry, all of our sponsors. We'll give them a shout-out at the end. BTOsports.com, hey. XMAR goggles, GDRMX, FMF Racing, AGV Helmets, Works Connection, Fivin Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Fly Racing, Free Gun Underwear. You need to be careful yep. because that guy is writing an email to our sponsors. <laughs> yes. And we're skipping a commercial this week. Dear sponsors. Hey, why don't you do this? Dear sponsors, you... Kenny swears. Hey, why don't you do this? Why don't – you know what the funny thing is? Huh? Our sponsors have listened to this show before they sponsor. Yes, of course. Ding dong. <laughs> but if you want their phone numbers or emails, we'll give you their emails so you can waste your time emailing them, right. you idiot. <laughs> okay, let's go. These are actual questions submitted by actual listeners right. to the at Tits Legendary. Uh, let's go. All right. Uh, Tyler Miner uh, asks, what is with Rattray's 250F doing using the back half of a 450? They all are doing it. The entire team of Pro Circuit are, is using back halves of the 450s. A little different airbox, side panel thing, bolts right on. Okay. Um, ben Hollander asks if there will be any other winners besides the big four. Yeah, KTM. <laughs> no, he's talking about riders? Riders. Jeez. Kenny? Uh, dude, 
Maybe. I mean, if Weimer, Weimer, Weimer got second, Weimer he's been on it. Brayton wouldn't surprise me if he threw it in there. I mean, if he got a good start and all those guys took each other out. I yeah. mean, those guys are going to be going for it, those top three. If you're sitting in fourth and those, you know, or, or you're sitting in third in a race like Weimer could be, and those two guys take each other out on the last lap, look what happened with, uh, with Villapoto last year with Chad and, and. I mean, in Jacksonville, we saw one guy not make it, one guy not make the main event, one guy crash out in the first turn. Yeah, who knows? It's unlikely, but yeah. I say there's a chance. Okay. Chanceability. Um, Custy Mananen, he says, three high-profile riders with broken necks and none were wearing neck braces. Yeah, Coincidence? You know, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's a, it's a rider choice. You can't, what do you, is he hinting at making it mandatory? You can't make it mandatory. It's like a seatbelt. So, uh, um, yeah, whatever. All right. There's also been guys wearing those that break their necks. Right. It is not a foolproof thing. So. Okay. Uh, God, there's so much debate about those neck braces. So much debate. Any of your guys wear them? They don't, do they? Oh. No, nobody on your team wears them. Okay. Uh, Matt, I'm not going to give his last name for uh, certain reasons, but he wants you to explain when the writers say that they tightened up. It's vague. Is that talk, they're talking about arm pump, or is there more to it, uh, like mentally, physically? Well, yeah, that's that's the favorite excuse of a rider. I tightened up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in some cases, it means they didn't breathe right. They held their breath out there, maybe early on in the race, and they do get arm pump. You don't get oxygen to all your muscles. Um, some guys aren't feeling it and they say they tightened up and, and, you know, it means they're not, they're not flowing with the turns or doing too much, uh, stopping and, and checking up. Some guys are out of shape and when you get tired, you tighten up. You can just see it in the corners. The guy stops, gets on his rear brake, stops at the top for a split second, then goes. That's generally tired or tightening up means you're just kind of off. So it, it covers a lot of things. Kenny, would you agree? Yeah. Well, my, my biggest thing is someone tightens up. You could see like they're riding and they're like shoulders aren't down their shoulders are up into their head and they're just like fighting the bike and right there's a there's a hundred different things you okay say, but yeah uh ben roland asks do you think that the la race is one too many for socal his opinions to break up the socal races or move you know move them around or maybe move one up north. I, I, you know what yeah, i think I, I think that uh that that race i don't know how long their contract is i know that they've had a lot of problems with the stadium i know they had a lot of problems you know so far, they haven't, and they haven't had fans. You, you know, said last week you wouldn't be surprised if they if they clipped it. Yeah. I mean, look at Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Cl- clippy, clippy, clippy. Produce <laughs> or get cut loose. Clippy, clippy. That's so Kenny's uh, favorite uh, move yep. to his employees. Clipped. When they produce, go, except for Berlut. Ain't going nowhere. Right. All right. Um, Steven asks if you guys see any of the manufacturers making a turbocharged bike in the future. No. All right. Uh, Eric with EB Suspension wants uh, you guys' input on Stuart using the rear hole shot device. JGR's had that for uh, a couple years now. It's been in Japan a bunch. I remember when I was at Yamaha, we had some Japanese guys come over and pit by us that had a rear suspension hole shot like device. Justin Quinn. No, I'm saying how when long. I was at KTM. <laughs> no, I'm when saying I was at KTM in 2001. When I'm saying how long ago it was, like it's nothing new. Uh-huh. It's been around. That's what I'm trying to get at. I don't know. Uh, it seemed to work. His starts were not so good, and then they were good. Brayton and Millsaps yeah. went back and forth with it, and neither one of those guys seemed to all of a sudden turn into a magic starter. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, if you took the front one away, right? I mean, the guy would suck balls, whoever it was. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. That front suspension whole shot device is one of the – Was Yamaha the first ones to have that? Yeah, they were. They got it off of uh, uh, Rinaldi's team. Um 
I think Rinaldi's, or maybe it was Dan McGrude's team. I remember when they came out. Yeah, they used to put. Remember they used to put a rag over it in the pits. Do you remember? Skip would like put a rag over it and uh, hide it from view. And then people were like, "Is it something inside the fork?" I mean, it's just a hook on a plastic. But uh, those things have changed the sport. Those uh, front hole shot device. All right, um, Chris Weeb asks how much uh, Steve makes all in each year. None of his business. Suck it, Chris Weeb. Wait, yeah. but you could ask how much how much uh, the riders are making through their career. I like they, that. Yeah, I like, I like you, when I you ask. Won't, you won't no, say. No, I don't you, care. You, you did say it's up to them whether they want yeah, to divulge. Yeah, right. I never say, please tell me. You have to tell me. I say it's up to you, whatever you want. So are you going to say what you make? Um, sure, yeah, I guess. Uh, hopefully nobody from the IRS is listening. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I make between 16 and 70. All right. Dollars? Kenny, what do you make? 16 and $70. Dollars. Right around there. <laughs> No, you don't. Yes, I do. You make more. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Okay. Who makes the most out of any team manager, you think? Factory, Roger? Probably factory, probably Roger. Any, what about non-factory? Jeremy Albrecht. J-Bone. All yeah. those ads. Dude, he gets photo contingency. <laughs> Can I help you? Can I help you over there? Are you coming on the show? He gets photo contingency. You're not coming on the show? That's why he uh, gets all those side things. People were asking for Pookie. But it's true. Okay. No Pookie this week. All no, right. Pookie, you should see Pookie. She's uh, in her uh, her pajamas. Did you? Yeah. Did you see her in her panties? No, I don't look at that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> two two last questions. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Pina wants. How to much know, you make, Tits? Uh, me. How much money do you make? Uh, one point two million a year. You don't want to say. Uh, well. At your family's business, you work for your family. I make less now since I'm only working part time. You're only working part time. Yeah, three days a week. He's Mr. Mom, Mr. Dad. Yeah. No, I go to school full time the other two days. So I didn't even know this. You go to school? Yes, Mondays and Wednesdays. Thank you for noticing. So your dual income for the household with Pookie and yourself, you're, you guys are about a hundred grand, hundred twenty-five. Yeah, no, yeah, Pookie makes like thirty-five or forty. All right, so with your seventy, you guys are living nice, hundred grand a year, bro. Not really, bro. <laughs> Jeez, have you seen this housing price of when I bought this house? Yeah, like I bought Sheesh. this at the wrong time. There's no doubt. But how do you feel like the money that you make, you're making more than you did when you are at Factory Yamaha? Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> I'll, I'll do, I think we talked about this, haven't we, on yeah, the show? We have, yeah, we have. Yeah, my wage at Factory Yamaha, working for one of the top riders in the sport, $42,000 in Orange County. Hey, I'd like to buy a house on 42000 as they'd laugh at me, <laughs> but laugh to, at me. But you got to wear that factory. You got to be under that factory tent, Yeah, that cool guy. Be the only factory guy doing his motors and changing his own tires. Hey. It's like that guy was asking how to get into the industry, and Kent said, it's for the love of the game. Yeah. No, listen, the Yamaha guys, I mean, I knew what the Cali guys were making, and I had a good idea. Do you still think, like, you you still think, like, Dan and all those guys make peanuts there? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Sure. What's what's changed? I don't know. For sure, we were the lowest paid factory guys, without a doubt. Wow. I made that much at KTM when I was there with Kelly Smith. First year effort. I made slightly less than that. Anyway, so I'm making more money as a media guy than I ever made as a mechanic. Although, Moto Triple X, I did well. Nick Way paid me. Uh, I got paid, um, I think, 2000 a month from Triple X, which wasn't very much. But then Nick Way paid me 10% of contingency and Yamaha contingency. And he did good that year. Nice. I was making good money from him. I mean, considering what I, where, what I was doing. So. Okay. Um, Ruben Pina uh, asked about, uh, he saw Reed drinking muscle milk on the podium. Is that a sponsor or is that just something he was using Instead of a water bottle. It's not a sponsor. Oh, my God. I'm just so sick of this question. 
I got it today. I got emails about it today. I got tweets at it to me. Tweets at it to you. Uh-huh. I get. I mean, Reed is not holding up anything on the podium without something in it for him. So clearly, okay, it's a sponsor of some sort. I don't know. Come on. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, even if it's just cases of of muscle milk or something. I mean, uh-huh. there's got He's not doing that for free. He's Chad Reed. Okay. So, well, I can ask him. I'll text him tomorrow. Or is he on Cali time? He'd be in Cali time, right? Yeah, he should be. All right, let me text him. All right, while you're doing that, um, the last question is from Samantha Marie. She asks, if you had to choose between going to either Salt Lake City or Seattle for a race, which one would you choose? Seattle. Steve? Can can you elaborate as to to why? Uh, The weather is bad in both places, but I think that if if it – doesn't rain. The track is always really, you know, the tracks in Seattle. The stadium is better. What'd I you would, say? If you if if she was yeah no. Notice, what, what'd you say? I said Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Okay. Seattle's a cool city. It's a good town, and it's just not really not that much to do. In is Pookie going to bed? Seattle. You going to bed? But yeah, Seattle, hands down. Later, bro. Way to bail on the show. Uh, Seattle. Yeah. Okay. There yep. you go. That's old news, right? Tweet at tits segment. Um, there we go. Um, and you can always send your send your questions to uh, to tits to at tits legendary on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny, it's time. Stump the tits. No, better than that. X brand goggle tear off segment. It's the X brand tear off segment. Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. Kenny, 15 seconds on the clock, thexbrand.com, 40% off. Uh, look, type in the code look on more, and, uh, and you're going to – you know, we were supposed to give away some graphics tonight. I was literally just typing that to it, you. It's super late in the show. I told Jamie at Tech One that we would do it. Mm-hmm. I think at this point it's 1248 on the East Coast. Let's save it for next week and do it early in the show. Okay. Um, do you want to give out the underwear? Yes. By to two First two chicks listeners. that call get get free gun underwear. You got to right. be a chick, though. No disguising your voice, kicker Bob. <laughs> uh, Kenny. Um, guy. Okay. 15 seconds on the clock. Give me your best answers. Who's winning the 450 Supercross title? Uh, oh, stumped you. Dude, it's, I, I, dude, it's too hard to pick. You never know. You, you can't. You can't do it. You, you, All right. Uh, if I'm gonna have to pick someone, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Ryan Belpoto. Okay. Twelve point two. Uh, it is tough though, right? Right now. I mean, what are you gonna do? What, what was that? Was that chick? The very first caller is a dude saying, "Do I really have to be a chick to win the underwear?" There could be no chicks listening to the show, which it's, is most probable. Or well, we got another one, they've so already maybe. gone. Um, all right, Kenny. This is a tough question. I, I I might give you longer fifteen seconds for this. Most likely. Muscle Milk Honda will be filling Trey Kennard's spot. If you get another Hurt Rider, you may be filling in a spot. If anybody from Monster Kawasaki goes out, they might need a spot. The question is to you, who's the first guy in line? And I mean, Tommy Hahn's injured, so I mean, there might be a good Who's the first guy in line to fill a spot? For who? Anybody in the pits. It matters, though. You could be a Honda. You could pick up one of the... You know, like Eli Tomac, for instance. I mean, if he could ride the 450, he could ride for that team. If it's, uh, you know, Pro Circuit Kawasaki and 
Dean's I'm a, thinking more 450 guys. If Dean's out, yeah, if Dean's out of the championship, maybe they put him on a 450 on the East Coast. Okay. Because they're all moving up next year. I don't know about. Okay. But right. um, but I have a guy that I'm 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 keeping in my back pocket. Who is and it? I'm not going to say that. Why? I don't want to let no one else out of the back. Dude, there's the no back. secrets. I mean, there's no. No, I'm Billy not saying. Billy No. Yep. Nope. Thirty-seven point six seconds. It is a tough call. That uh, that was a tough call. And you can't take what Chris are you doing? He's already on the team. That was the end of his answer. Oh right? yeah. Are we getting blows in here next week? Maybe in studio. Yeah. Um, if he's in town. Hey, by the way, we, we got two chicks. Are they really chicks? They are. They're not men. Disguise. They're disguising their voice. What are their names? Uh, one of them's Tawny, and the other one's something or other. But I Hold made on. sure that they are. What one, lines are they? One on? and three. Hey, who's this? Tawny. Tawny. Uh, yep. You, you want some free gun women's underwear? Guaranteed. Awesome, you, you. Guaranteed. You don't listen to the show, and it's just your boyfriend or husband who made your call, right? Uh, no, actually, I've been listening. I tweeted you guys earlier. You're actually a fan of the show, and you're a girl. Yeah, I listen every week. Yep. Wow. Where are you from? Mesa, Arizona. Nice. You like Chris Bloss? Uh, no. Okay. Who's the hottest motocrosser? Um, Jeremy and Goss, for sure. Still? Still? Yep. Still. What about Tortelli? Who? Tortelli. Mm, no. Okay. Hey, Tony, thank you. I'm going to put you back on hold. Tits is going to get information. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, who's this? Crystal. Crystal, did your boyfriend make you call? No. I listen all the time. And I'm from Canada. I should get two pairs of underwear for that. Yeah, I think we send you three. You actually get three sets, uh, three pairs. Because uh, it's cold. It's kind of like a three-pack. You know, when you buy it, uh, I don't know if they have six packs in Canada. Well, with the exchange, <laughs> it's five and a half. Okay, so you get a three-pack of underwear. Uh, Crystal, you said? Yeah. I can't believe it. Wow. Hey, Crystal, you have you get three pair of underwears for six days of use because you wear them, and then you can flip them inside out for the next day. That's, so you that's get, so awesome. Um, right on. You, you really listen to the show, though. You're a fan. I can't believe All it. All the time. Actually, you know what we're doing this Saturday? My husband and I signed up for the Butler Brothers VIP fan program. Oh, wow. So we're going to hang out with JT Money. Yeah, I'm, like, super pumped. And it's actually because we listened to Papa Max. It's how we knew how to do it. Yeah, so yeah well, yeah. Um, yeah, well. How Ke- much does that cost? Kenny doesn't like that program. No, I don't dislike you don't, it. You don't like that program. I, what are you putting words into my mouth for, ah, I'm not. I'm, I, it's I, an I don't awesome know. program. I think it's super cool Me for the fans. Me too. How much is it? 450 bucks a person, but we're going to, well, we didn't do the hotel thing because we have a place in Cali, so oh, they geez. cut us a uh-huh. deal for it. So. Wait, so yeah. what, what What do you get for your money? Tell me what you get for $450. You meet JT. Okay, that's worth it right there. He's okay. going to be grouchy. Don't do not expect him to be very friendly. I'm telling you, it's race day. He will be grouchy. Really? Yes, absolutely. He's a great guy, one of my good friends. He is not fun on race day. So, so what do you get? You get you get to do the tour. Do you have to pay for your own flights, or they pay for the flights? No, we have to pay for our own, but we're down anyways. So yeah. Okay, you pay for your own. Do you pay for your own hotels? Uh, we could have. They would have pitched for the hotels, but we have a place, so they kind of. They gave us, like, a discount or whatever. Okay. So. And you get VIP access to yeah. the race? Yeah. Industry seating, hangout. I like, they said I get to do track walk, which is super cool. I've yeah, always that's wanted cool. to do that. No, it is cool. When, once you get down there, man, it's, uh, it's yeah, something you're else. Gonna be, I think the best experience that you're going to have is the industry seating, where you can sit with the riders, and it's awesome seating, and you can hang out and bump elbows. That's going to be your best. You know bet. what, though? Honestly? Oh, 
My husband always says it's shitty sitting. I don't know. <laughs> your, husband's a, your husband is a smart man. He's a smart man. Kenny's Kenny's joking a little bit. Um, I think that's a cool deal for sure. I think I think so too. And like, it's not every day that you get to go hang out like in a in a semi and like uh, a semi. Like, that's how they say it in the Canada. That's how they say it that's in Canada. That's awesome. You get to hang out in the semi. It's that's how they say it in Canada. Back okay. off. And All they right. say clutch clutch lever. That's cool. Right, well, hey, I'm going to invite yeah. you over to uh, the whole Heart and Huntington uh, experience over there, too. And you can come have a hot dog with us or a Chipotle burrito. If you don't know what that is, it's a fast food burrito company. I know what Chipotle is. they right. got a place in Cali. They, they're probably yeah. loaded. It sounds like they're loaded. Don't, don't be hating on me. I'm not hating. Come by and hang out. Come by and introduce sure. yourself. And I know, I know exactly who you'll be because you and your husband, we weren't. The, the team shirts, and I'm going to know exactly, and we're going to hang out, and we're going to meet, and, and we're going to have a good time. And you get to hang out with Top Jimmy. Top Jimmy's very health, very um, uh, happy on race day. He's it, fine. I heard Michael Byrne might be back to you for A2. No. Def- oh, you know what? He's going to be there, but he's not racing. Yeah. He will be there, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Burner's a great guy, and Jimmy's, Jimmy's a great guy. JT, though, stay away. Yeah. You'll have fun. Those guys do a good yeah. job. They take care of other people. That's, it's a, that's it's awesome. a great idea. I've, I think it's I've awesome. met uh, I've met uh, a bunch of people that do that program, and... Yeah. Uh, They've always been pumped on it. Like whoever awesome. does it. So that's so awesome. That's, well, I'm glad that you guys. I wish Hart and Huntington did it. I think maybe uh, Kenny should. No, we would. We I don't think we would do that. But what you're more than welcome to come by, and we'll give you the. I'll introduce you to everyone, and you. Can will you introduce her to Pink? Uh, I don't even know if she's coming this weekend. But, but I'll you won't. You, I'll introduce you to Carrie Hart and I'll, Ivan Tedesco and Josh Hansen and do all that good stuff. No problem. Just to make your. Uh, your stay a little bit more fun at Supercross and come by and say hi. We'll take care of you. That's awesome. That's super cool of you. Thanks so much, Kenny. Yeah, no worries. Look forward to meeting you. Thanks, Crystal. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Uh, wait, stay on hold, though. Stay on hold. Okay. Yeah. All right, Tess. Hook it up. And we should save the money on the shipping and just fucking take, uh, take the underwear to meet her in Supercross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I dare you to, like, take their – I dare you to, when they come over to you, see you. Give them some hard anything shirts and send them back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, hey, put this team shirt on. Walk back with your credentials. And be like, hey, Forrest, what's up? Just watch Forrest just explode. No, dude, I, dude, that's a great idea. Forrest, Forrest did it that time. He, he outdid it. He outdid himself. Yeah, no, it was good. It was a good, good program. It was the first weekend Forrest was there, right? This weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, did, I never yep. saw him. I wish I'd seen him. Um. Okay. Uh. Last question. Next round, goggle tear off segment. Uh. Should tits, after his. Lackluster performances the last couple of weeks. Should he lose the title at producer? Yes. 4.7. Tits? Oh, okay. uh, can't even get the tear-off segment right. You can't oh, get I'm it. sorry. I was getting the email address. We're talking about you. Oh, good. Yeah, possibly as usual. Yeah. Tear-off noise, please. Oh. Um. Oh, wow. Great producer. Yep. Yep. Great. Working there out good. Go. Yeah. Working out great. He's, he's really on the ball lately. Um, hey, speaking of this, let me change the subject. Did you hear that the crap that went down with that hippie in the Hicks show at the race? No, no. Did I you didn't. hear anything about it? No. Did you hear they were, they were trying to, uh, to do a show from the pits? How do you even know? I, uh, from a really good source. I know everything. Hold on a second. I know everything. And what I heard was they were trying to bootleg it, and then Feld caught wind of it. And one of the dudes on the show got all lippy, and one of them got arrested. I don't know which one. What? Yeah, they shut the show down like halfway through. They got busted in the pits. Well, yeah. What are you trying to do, dude? Why are you, why are you trying to uh, broadcast live from the pits? I mean, dude, is it? I remember when like, last time I talked to the dude, like when I was on his show, they said they had some big things, big ideas up their sleeves. 
Well, I guess so. Yeah, there's a big. Were they like calling the race, or were they doing like a show like ours, or do you know? Like, Dude, I don't know the whole thing. I don't know the whole deal. I mean, but I, I just, I just laugh like. I put the guy in whole tits. I don't know who it is. I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to, maybe do it for publicity. Yeah. And, and get if they got arrested or what the deal was. If they did it on purpose, they got all lippy or what. Yeah. But who well, knows? I don't know. Probably talking about 2001 KTM. 2001 days. KTM. Yeah. No, no doubt about Probably. it. Um, uh, but no, I didn't hear about that, but maybe I'll, yeah, let me ask around or something, or maybe somebody knows. Denny Hartwig, maybe, would know? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'd seen a little post on Vital, but I didn't read it. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think those dudes, um, Fell doesn't take kindly to that kind of stuff. I mean, if, if you went there and asked permission, they might give you permission, but if you're not going to, if you're just going to not ask, then that, that's probably a bad idea. Do a webcast. Let's do a webcast from the race. Uh, let's go to this guy on hold here. Oh, Tits just hung up on him. No, you hung up on. No, him. I didn't. I just pushed the line, bro. I talked to him and then I pushed. I hold. just hit one. That's all I did. Here That's all is. I did. You want? You want to take that, Jimmy? What up, Jimmy Button on the line? What's going on? How are you? What's up, man? Nothing. Just uh, wrapping up our show here, debating uh, all the important issues of Supercross Motocross. Dude, I, I gotta say, you guys are, you guys are like super. Uh, you guys are, like, super nice about uh, giving tours and all sorts of stuff. Good on Kenny. I like that. Yeah, no, and, and, and he gave away, we had a caller who said that he met Kenny, and Kenny gave him a Tedesco jersey, and then we, uh, some chick, I saw Kenny give a chick a signed Tedesco jersey, just a fan of the show. Yeah, he, and you know what, last year he did a pretty good solid for road recovery, I think maybe like at Seattle or something like that, so good on him, that's we a already, good job. We did one too for road recovery, I want to say it's uh, AZ. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. You're good people, Kenny. I'm glad you think so. so but some people, some, some people. Yeah. Some some people beg to differ, but hey. Right. Hey. Whatever. <laughs> it's all right. As long as you think sure. so, we're good. Hey, how's uh, I, I didn't get to go to the race this past weekend, but um, it's uh, track looked pretty good. Yeah, track was, was good. It? Um, it broke down a lot. The guy said in the main, it got ruddy. Like Kenny was saying, in between the jumps was like soft, but the tips of the jumps and the jump faces were hard and slippery. So the track mm. really broke down. But I thought the the options were cool. Like that one tabletop section, the guys not in the main event, but they could go inside and roll or outside and, and jump on while the guys, being the guys that they are, figured out that they could go inside and go on and on, you know? And yeah. just it's cool to see options and, and, and the, the guys who have more skill are a little bit more rewarded, you know, for having hey, more skill. It was, it was tech. It was like old school, like uh, say like Indianapolis, that, those kind of ruts, but in between, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it was interesting to hear Eli's comment on the podium when I watched the race yesterday, you know, talking about it was the most technical track he'd ever raced on in Supercross. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and, and the whoops needed to be bigger. I mean, those were, yeah, they were really easy, really simple. And, and they still haven't, we still haven't had that killer whoop section yet, but, uh, but that's, that's okay. Well, you haven't had a killer set of whoops in like nine years. So. <laughs> I know. It was just somebody posted, probably that T-Blazer guy. Uh, probably post, I was watching 2001 Anaheim, which 2000 was gnarly, but 01 Anaheim, yeah, it was just ridiculous. Ridiculous yeah, whoops. The, the whoops used to be so dirty. I remember walking the track with, like, Billy and, uh, and MC. We'd be walking the track, and we would, like, turn a corner and look at a set of whoops. be like, okay, boys, well, we're not rolling <laughs> through these at all yeah. this weekend. 
might as well just shift the fourth, come out of the corner, close your eyes, and get on the back because that's all you're going to be able to do to get across the top of them. And it was gnarly, too, because uh, uh, back then, MC was the man, and he would set the tone by coming around the first lap and just going to fourth and, and just blitzing him and be like, check this out, guys, right away, yeah. you know? Yeah, he, he did that for like eight years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, uh, you going this weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm home. I was up at X Games, but uh, you know, going to A2 for sure. Um, hey, was uh, was that Hoyer guy one of your dudes, Button? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, and he is, but uh, he weeded himself pretty good. But he's going to be all right. What was his Broke. what's what's his deal? Broke his arm. You could see that when he got yeah, up. Yeah, broke was, his arm. Broke his arm. It was like. Is uh, that why he collapsed and he's trying to walk on it? Did he break his lower yeah. leg? Lower leg? Yeah. Yeah, he broke tip tip. Uh, Damn. That was dirty. So, hey, no, no, man, you got you got to have a big set on you to try to double backflip a friggin' 450 pound snowmobile. Speaking of uh, of guys, your guys, Tyler Rattray. Uh, Mitch, we had Mitch on earlier. Says so he's gonna miss some time. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. In fact, I was just texting Tyler when I was listening to the show, giving him some uh, some contacts to some of my neurosurgeons and good, you know, good neck people. So mm-hmm. he'll get, he'll be fine. You know, I mean, he's he's got a little fracture or whatever, but it's not yeah. it's not something that's super super major. Just you know, yep. bones heal, right? Uh, spinal cords and nerves don't necessarily do that. Um, so he'll be all right. Though. It had to be scary for you to see the Mo Mo uh, Trickenard deal. Dude, that was the one of the gnarliest crashes, and for me, always when I see you know when I see those types of crashes, I just get that weird, you know, I get that weird feeling in my stomach. You know, I, I you know, I saw James Marshall crash at San Diego when that one happened. Mm-hmm. It just, it just makes me all weak and queasy inside. Just you know, because I know what the potential outcome could be, which you know, which sucks. So it was nice to see that those guys are they're going to be okay i mean you know they got some some serious injuries and whatnot but mm-hmm. as far as some long-term you know negative effects on their lives yeah. you know I, I think they'll probably uh they'll probably squeak out of them pretty good yeah yeah which is uh gnarly and, and you know you've been there as a rider and if you're mo you're like triple double triple double you got about a half a second if that to decide you know, uh, as you're going up the face. and, and Yeah, you know. I mean, dude, it, it, it's hard. It's first lap. I mean, and the thing is, it's like one of those deals, first lap, and if you don't just triple first lap and you're sitting in eighth place, you're instantaneously going to be in, like, 16th. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. you know, unless you're RV or one of the other three, you know, you're, you're not going to come through the pack in that 450 class. You know, it just isn't going to happen. Now those are the only four guys that can can you know get a 15th, 16th place start and end up inside the top five. Hey, uh, Steve, why don't you ask? Sorry to cut you off, Jim. Why don't you ask Button mm-hmm. about the Chad Reed drink thing? Because he would know. Oh yeah, Reed never did text me back. Uh, uh, tweets and emails and texts. What's going on with Reed and the Muscle Milk deal on the podium? What's he got going on with those guys? Is that an official sponsor or anything? Yeah, dude, they wrote him a check for like forty million. Sweet. Didn't, didn't you hear? <laughs> I didn't. I might have heard it on Vital. Actually, I, I, no. I think they gave him all the stock of the company. Right. I'll check on Vital. They'll have the answers. Um, totally. But uh, no. But anything you can tell us about? No. Okay. All right. We'll so keep. he was just drinking a muscle milk for recovery, pretty much. That's what I said. Dude, I drink muscle milk after I ride my bicycle. Okay, I, and my point to Kenny was there's no way Reedy drinks some muscle and milk on the podium. Thank, and I'd like to thank everybody at Muscle Milk and uh, Sidosport for always delivering nice boxes of product to my house. Thank you. 
I want to get some more monster. Uh, I need to contact. I need to get some. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I got to spend money every week to get tits is his non-low-calorie stuff. I'm trying to up my game and not be so monotone. Okay. The only reason I brought that up is no disrespect to, to Muscle Milk or anybody else. That I, I, I mean, I just, there's, I mean, if Chad Reed is sponsored by someone, he's running the logos and he's doing it. I think it was either someone just threw in the bottle and he was drinking it, recovery, it's working part of his program. And, you know, it wasn't like he was holding it up. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was holding it up and saying, hey, thanks. He had it in his hand. Everything he's doing is for a reason. He's smarter than that. That's my, that's my. Chad's been around the game for a little while, so. Yeah, so there you yeah. go. There you go, Kenny. Okay, well maybe, but I'm I'm saying right now he didn't. Yeah, he could very. Hey, Reedy, if it's working for him, dude, it's working for him. He could be drinking it because he liked it. It could be something that is his, you know, his trainer that's, you know, unbelievably gifted when it comes to putting guys on good products and whatnot. That could be it. Or you know maybe maybe he's he was thirsty. <laughs> there we go. Or maybe he's got a contract in the works. Yeah, uh, you know more than you're letting on, Button. But that's okay. That's all right. You oh, know what? Yeah. Button, you know what? Huh. Button, Button might not know. I think Button that knows. Happen too. I think Button Button knows a lot. Knows knows what's going on. You know. Uh, I'm, 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 enough, I'm enough to be dangerous. I'm saying button nose. Uh, let's take this call. I don't think it's for you, Jimmy, but uh, Wood, you there? Oh, jeez. Hey, what's up? What's up, Wood? You got hey, a question up, for Jimmy? Well, a... see, I didn't, you know, when I called in, I didn't know I was on the phone with Jimmy Button, so. Perfect. Might have to change my question now. All right. You change your question. Oh, look at that. I, 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 I just trumped you, Mathis. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Um, that's okay. Jimmy yeah. Jimmy will answer. Well, you know, I mean, it's Jimmy Button, so. Yeah. You know, I, I got to ask Jimmy a question. Well, first of all, what do you I mean, you worked at, you know, you were for Chaparral Yamaha and stuff like that. And, uh, uh, you know, we've heard different things about Larry Brooks here, and he's always a very, you know, controversial figure. How is, it, mm-hmm. how is he to work with? Is, how is he to work with? Or, yeah. Is he a friend of mine? Well, he's actually my brother-in-law, for one, which a lot of people don't even realize. Yeah. So I'll just make that, I'll just put that out there for everybody to know. I, I, I married his, his wife's little sister. Oh, okay. So, See, I did not realize that. Yeah. But anyway, about Larry, Larry, uh, I mean, Larry, the reason why everybody loves him and some people hate him is for the exact same reason. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. When you ride for Larry, he will do anything for you. If that means that he's at the, at the test track with you at 8 a.m., and you're there until dark, and uh, you guys, you know, do everything possible to find that tenth of a second per lap or second lap or whatever it ends up being. Or if he's got to go, you know, ride a bicycle with you or get behind you in a car and follow you because you're on a bicycle or whatever it may be, go to a doctor with you. He'll do anything for his, for his riders. You know, I think the guys that ride for him really appreciate that. And unfortunately, I think sometimes things, you know, they come to an end the wrong way. I mean, hell, Larry fired me from Chaparral. You know, I had I had no ride, you know, at the end of the 98 season. So, um, you know, it, it, it's just the way that it is. And I think Larry's great at what he does. I think he's a hell of a team manager. And Mathis, you know, you worked with him and, you know. But hey, you, you and Mathis have full, hey, you and Mathis. full tilt on everything. And he... he 
you know, he only wants to win. So um, All right, well, uh, hey, I like Larry. Hey, Button, check it out. You yeah. and Mathis have something in common. You know what it is? We've both been hired and fired by LB. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got screwed. Uh, hey, uh, Mathis, all right, I, I will ask the real question. You know, do you have the rights to that Van Halen song you always play every time? No. Uh, um, no, we're getting sued. Yeah, we're getting sued right now by Sammy Hagar oh, and, and the band. Yeah. Um, well, I thought maybe he, you know, he give you a case of whiskey or something like no, that. No, you actually, you know what? You actually, there's a, there's a, something called fair use, uh, and you, if, generally speaking, if it's under a minute, you're okay. And as long as you're not turning it, using it to turn a profit, like I'm not trying to sell the Van Halen song or anything, it's just simply uh, putting it in the, in the show and talking over it. And uh, it's a very gray area of the law, but there is something called fair use, and we should be all right. Nobody will care. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that, man, because I actually, actually, I don't like Van Halen, so I'm not glad to hear that. Oh, well, screw you then. Hey, you know what? I, I hey, you, sue you then. Hey, you know what, Ryder? And another reason why. Uh, I hung up on the guy. Oh, you know, another reason why Button. A lot of people don't know this, or they maybe they know that Larry Brooks is Jimmy Button's brother-in-law. Yeah, he said that you were in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry, Button. I didn't want to throw that out there. That's why you, uh, you and Brooks are so tight. Um, right, right on. Yeah, uh, we're tight, but hey, we still butt heads. I believe it. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Um. All right. Anything else, Jimmy? Thanks for having me on, ladies. Hey, thanks for calling. Hey, uh, easy thanks for guy. spontaneous. Ah, he can call me a lady. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Oh, Kenny, I love you. Come on, buddy. Always a good time with Button, and and uh, and we'll have you on here as official guest one of these days again. You official? Yeah, I wish I actually would have. Uh, I didn't get my computer turned on in time to listen to Mitch. So yeah, always. Good to listen to. You know how that goes. Yeah, good, good yeah. interview. Yeah, check it out. Go to iTunes. You can hear it. iTunes download. I will. You know, I'll download it onto my iPad. For hey. you, for you, Jimmy. Maybe I'll send you just just Mitch's segment. Just, this, just his. Uh... No, you need to listen to Jeremy Albrecht's too. Oh yeah, that's good too. Actually, you, you like should... Jeremy Albrecht. <laughs> Tiregate. Did you guys talk about Tiregate? We talked about everything. Hey, Beanbag, let me ask you a question. Why are you calling Beanbag? Sure. D- don't worry about it. Hey, uh, what do you think? Oh, uh, that's what do you... old, old nickname from like way, way back. Hey, if you, where do you think Zach Osborne's going to end up next year? If you were just had something to say, and what, what do you think? Like, if you were just to predict. If I were to predict? Yeah. Well, he's pretty much, you know, he's not racing this weekend, is he? No, he's done. He's going back home. He's done. He's, well, he's going back uh, to Europe next month. He, he, dude, he's pretty much earned a spot on any team. Okay. Thank that's you. My, that's my thought, because, I mean, everyone knows he can ride outdoors. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's won, he's won a Grand Prix. And winning a Grand Prix isn't easy, as much as some of the Wait, he's won clowns a that are so-called fans of motocross here in the States think that the American riders are the greatest thing in the world, and mm. we just beat up on everybody, which that pretty much happens at the Nations. But those guys over there are super good, crazy yeah. fast. And uh, and the way that our tracks are different, you know, I mean, guys are good. But that could be awesome outdoors. And uh, it looks like he's learned a thing or two in Supercross, and I, I think he's a lot different than he was, you know, four or five years ago when he was racing over here around for uh, KTM or for uh, was it Boost Mobile Yamaha at the time? Yeah. So the, 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 uh, the question is, well. I think he's probably earned a shot about you know about anywhere he wants to go. Does he need represented uh, representation? Mm, probably a little.
little bit because he's over there. And, you know, it's, you know, you can't have those direct conversations with everybody week in and week out when you're living over there. But And I know he doesn't have up. anybody that does it. He does his own deals. Yeah. And I, like, I, does I, he? Yeah. Yeah. Does he, his does. Own stuff? he yeah. said, I asked, who's your agent? He said, me. And I'm like, all right, well, just don't, just don't jump on the first deal. I think I tried to tell him this weekend. I'm like, dude, you are a commodity. You're in the driver's seat. That's why me and Mathis had a, like, kind of a, a not an argument, but we, didn't see eye to eye on it. Well, he said, "Hey, I'm riding the first four races, and then I'm out of here." And Steve's all, "Dude, your podium. You need to Chad, keep going." Chad Reed agreed with me too. Chad Reed did agree, yep. but also he said, "I have a plan." And I said, "Dude, I think you're smart because you're in command right now. You're you're in the driver's seat. If if you had to go back and had two bad races, they're going to look. You know what I mean? You're only good as your last race. You know that's my yeah, whole deal." But also with the, with the momentum that he's got and the forward progress that he's got, shit, man. Sorry for my language, but he could, dude. He could probably win one of these. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. But what's that? What's yeah. that going to get him? I mean, he's what's still going to. He's still going to leave. He's not going to finish the series. No, for sure. But but I mean, look what I, the thing is. Here's here's what I'm saying. Look at what Roxon did last year. You know, Ken was was all over the place the first you know four or five races, mm-hmm. starting to find a little bit of consistency. Rode pretty good. Went over to the couple Grand Prix, came back and killed it in Vegas. Yeah, you know, and you know, even though he had a, had a, a deal already lined up with KTM, had he not, dude, he could have wrote. He could have after Vegas Supercross, he could have wrote his ticket anywhere. Right. That's just you know, that, that's my opinion. And you, you know, there's there's not a lot of money in the lights class, even on the really good teams. And if you can go and, and change, you know, if you can go and change that fact and move the decimal point over one position, mm-hmm. yeah. which you could with having some good rides, then it's worth it. But, right. you know, he, he's got his goals and he's got his, you know, apparently from what you said, he's got a, he's got a plan and he's going to stick to it. So, you know, more power to him for sure. Yeah. yeah. Wise words from Jimmy Button. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to argue with you because you're talking to a guy that's rode Grand Prix. I don't know. Hey, Bud, do you ever win a Grand Prix? I know everything. Uh, no, I did not win an overall Grand Prix. Oh, really? I know. Okay. I threw, I, I, I threw a few of them away, though, if I can tell you that much. Do you remember when you came back but, from the Grand Prix and you wanted me to be your mechanic? Yeah. We, we were in Mitch's shop. Yep, the old Corona. But then, the do you old, remember when you came old, back and I old, and I actually was your mechanic? The old Anaheim shop, and I'm oh. like, ah, I got a yeah. deal, dude. I, I yeah, dude, you were helping me. We were uncrating my my Yamaha, my Yamaha. Uh, I just picked up my 250s. What, what year was that? Ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. Chic. Yeah. I actually was yeah. Jimmy's mechanic in a sense of, I believe one time Paggio asked me to put a seat cover on for you, in on your bike. So. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Dude, that was Bud's deal. Uh, that was before deal, after right? my seat fell off. <laughs> shortly, shortly before. Um, okay. Uh, Dude, I remember Paggio, remember Paggio showed up at my house to work for Button that year in a convertible LeBaron, dude. <laughs> with, he showed up with the convertible down, the his toolbox seat belted in to the front seat <laughs> with the gnarliest sunburn you've ever seen. And when he took his seatbelt strap off, he had the sunburn. He had no shirt on. <laughs> He's like, dude, I just drove cross country. With I, no, with I just drove from Florida. <laughs> yeah, he stayed with me. Hey, those were good, hey, those were good days back then, man. Racing was fun, and the mechanics and the, and the riders, everyone kind of hung out. And I don't know, it was just different back then. Yeah, it, uh, it it was cool. You're right. It was different. It was different back then. Um, 
definitely changed nowadays. I still have a complete graphic kit, PJ1 Extreme graphic kit for a 96 YZ250. If anybody cares. Hey, dude, still one of the best-looking overall Absolutely. ever. Except when we started running out of money and the plastics were just blue instead of white like they were supposed to be, you know, and all that. But What color? Yeah. The plastic was black, I thought. The rear fender was uh, uh, black. And, and the side panels. Blue? No, the front was white. It black. was all black. It, it was, was all black. black. Yeah. yeah. But we started running out of money, and we had to just run blue. Wait. <laughs> uh, stickers. Yeah, exactly. All right. Hey, thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate it, man. See yeah, you this man, weekend. Thanks, guys. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you on Saturday. Yep. Thanks, man. Bye. Right. Sure J- you will. Jimmy Button just cold sure calling the show. Sinjin. Hey, what's going on? I met Sinjin. So did you I, meet Sinjin? I met Sinjin. Yeah, at, yeah we met. Yeah. At, uh, at Dodger? Kenny, too. Is he is creepy in real life? Is he? No, he's I'll tell you what. He had a pretty hot chick with him. He which, had a hot chick, which, and he's a cool kid. Which takes the, the, the blowing Jimmy Albertson angle away a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's just that's uh, my chick, so don't touch her. That is that actually your chick? Are you hitting that thing? Yeah, no, no, no. That's my girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was hot. Oh, no. You yeah. said you could talk uh, her up on everybody's girlfriend, but then you're like, yeah. no, 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 no. That's not that's She's, not my chick. That's my girlfriend. P- Pookie's fair game. G- uh, Georgia, Georgia Lindsay slash Albertson's oh. fair game. But but my chick? No, dude. She's. She's sacred. Okay, here. How, how about this? How about this? If I can fuck Georgia, Jimmy can fuck my girl. Is that is that fair? No. No. That's not fair. His no. chick. His chick had her tongue pierced too. Ooh. Yeah, she, uh, dude. That's come on now. What? That's. I don't know. That people <laughs> think that's slutty. I don't really know. Really, it doesn't do anything. Yep. Right on, Sinjin. What's going on, bud? No, uh, I was just calling. I was just saying. Uh, I can't believe you guys are still going, but. Like, still going on with the show, but I was just saying I'm going to be uh, at A2 this weekend. Sweet. Come on by Fucking my truck. Fucking stop the presses. Jesus. <laughs> Come on by my truck. Always a pleasure to see you, kid. Yeah. No, all right. All right. I'll see you guys there. I just wanted to say what uh, are you bringing? And, uh, are you bringing? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy's going to get, uh, he'll be in the main event this week. Are you bringing he's that? Gotta, you know, he didn't recover, you know. Come on. Are you bringing that hot piece of ass with you to A2? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she'll be with me. Nice. Good job, kid. I'll see all you right. there. See you. All right. See you there. Hey, I got a story to tell you. I forgot. I yeah. almost forgot about this. Dude, I went you're, up to your your Hell's Angels guy this weekend. No, no, I went up to Will Call. Yeah, and I'm inside the trailer getting uh, like all my passes. Did you yell at some girl again? No, 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 <laughs> not at all. I'm in my. I'll check. You're gonna like this. I'm in there, right? And I see this dude walking up with like these two hot chicks, like pretty hot looking little, little girls, right? And yeah. I'm like, wow, these chicks are pretty cute for little girls, you know? And the guy walks up. He has the skull candy headphones, the skull candy sweatshirt, the skull candy, and I'm like. Dude, look at this guy. And he's like walking up like he owns the joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolls up, and he says his name to the will call, and the chick's like, oh. And he goes, there's my name right there. And she goes, do you have ID? And she, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and she, then she goes, what, what's the company you're with? And he's like, Brotocross. I own it. Like, Brotocross. That's yeah. my deal. And I'm like, oh. So I'm like, that's the Brotocross guy. I'm yeah. like, Sweet, sweet. So I'm in the trailer. I, I own it? That's my deal? Some, something okay. he said, I, that's right. my company or something, something right. like that. I yeah. don't know. Maybe I might be totally okay. wrong. Okay, but what I probably am. So I walk <laughs> out, and I don't know if this guy knows who I am. Yeah. I have no clue. Right. I'm in my full, you know, my full Ancient kit. H garb. So he does, I don't know if he knows who I am. And I'm like, you're the Brotocross guy, huh? And he's like, yep, that's me. And I'm like, dude, you're kind of, a, kind of a big deal nowadays. He goes, yeah. Yeah, that's what they're telling me, like this. And I'm like, what a cocky, arrogant <laughs> sucker, dude. And I walk away, and I go, I wonder if that's the guy. And then all of a sudden, I turn around, and I see uh, Jimmy, uh, the dude that runs for Factory Connection. What's his name? Dakotas. Oh, yeah. I see, Dako- I see Dakota standing next to him on crutches, and I'm like, yeah. that has to be him. Right. Because they're both yeah. 
Yeah. I just yeah. thought that was kind of weird. Like the the kid was like he was like so cocky. I was like I like that guy. I know him. I know him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good dude. Does he come across like kind of cocky? Like, uh, yeah. yeah, a little bit. I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I'm not bashing yeah. on the right. dude at all because he has the power. We right had now. him on our show. Remember? Yeah, uh, yeah, were, yeah. Were you? No, I was here. Oh. But I didn't ever. See, I don't know what the guy looks like. I yeah. never seen a Brodocross. Like I don't. Right. I don't know. Yeah, he had some stickers. Boogie's took some. Boogie's got oh, some. Really? If you want yeah, some. Yeah, no, no disrespect to the guy. I thought th- I just liked his demeanor, the way he rolled up, and he was just like, "Yeah, like he got a he got a media pass." Yeah, How yeah. Did he pull d- that off because if you read what he writes, it's no secret that probably there's Denny Hartwig would like that. Denny Hartwig would like that style of writing. So, all right, you ready to go? Dude, we're just getting warmed up, bud. Oh. Whoa! Come on, the we have the rest of the voicemails. Hey, hey, I, I, yeah, I'm clocking double time pay right now. Just voicemails. Let's do the rest of the voicemails. Come on. Come on. Recommend. I have a question about the difference between Supercross and uh, outdoor suspension. If you guys could clarify that for me, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. What a great, what a great weekend of racing. Uh, outdoor suspension, softer springs, lower oil height. Um, Probably lower fork height, a little bit more sag. Maybe not. I don't know. Sag's going to whatever. My theory is um, yeah. bones, motocross. Bones, I need motocross suspension. Or bones, I need supercross. That's Besides the difference? that, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Uh, yeah, there's quite a bit of difference. There is quite a bit of difference. I'm if not you, Jeremy Albrecht by any means. If you took if you took, if you took um, uh, supercross suspension and outdoor track, it would, uh, it would uh, but at Dodger hurt Stadium, a lot. At Dodger Stadium, you could have ran super motocross Maybe. suspension. Maybe. It sat lower. It would have worked better. Or if you ran know. if you ran outdoor suspension on a supercross track, that's trouble. Or you, if you ran, put it this way, if you ran motocross suspension on a supercross track, you should have an ambulance close by because there will be some broken yeah, it's, ribs. I mean, broken wrist and broken ankles really quick. Yeah. Bye. Changing what John Gallagher says during writers' meetings, such as the power of the Popo Neck Show. Keep up rocking the motocross world, guys. Later. Wow. Yeah, of course, guys. Hey, guys, could you comment on something tonight uh, on the show as far as the race this weekend? If you look at the heat race qualifier between Stewart and Villapoto, Villapoto was gaining on Stewart quickly and almost caught him at the finish line there in the heat race. Come main event time, um, Villapoto was back there behind Reed and Stewart, and I expected him to gain ground and pass those guys, but it didn't happen. Do you think that Stewart made some changes to his bike after the qualifier that allowed him to uh, ride better, or uh, or what? Just what, what do you guys think happened there that didn't allow Villapoto to quite have the same speed as James coming at that time? Thanks. Keep up the good work. I love your show. Bye. Uh, Jeremy Albrecht explained it earlier. Change the rear tire. That was a big, big. Big uh, change for him, and, and maybe James was feeling a little bit more. But the rear tire is what J Bone said, uh, and you're right. RV was uh, looking pretty good in the heat, and James uh, rode good in the main. So, yeah. Steve, Jared, Indiana, calling to. Uh, it's going to rip you a little bit about not giving the uh, what place the riders got in the post race interviews, but you did a lot better job this week. Jesus, uh, They're ripping on you, bud. Also, yeah, ripping on me. If you could uh, start the show off by giving the top ten in each class, uh, not everybody gets to watch the race, and uh, I kind of <coughs> hang on you guys. James Stewart, Chad Reed, Ryan Villapoto, Ryan Dungey, Andrew Short, Kevin Windham, Davey Millsaps, Jake Weimer, Justin Brayton, and Josh Hansen. In the lights class, we had Eli Tomac, Marvin Musquin, Zach Osborne, Ryan Sipes, 
Matt Moss, Travis Baker, Nico Izzy, Max Ansi, Martin Davalos, and Dean Wilson were your top ten in each class. If you're listening to the show, on whatever device you're listening to the show, you can probably go and look at the results yourself. I'm not reading the top ten any other time except for right now. Yeah, true that. Information. Um, that would be great. Can you imagine this guy ripping me too? Like he says, I was going to rip you like... <laughs> Hey, I'm hey. really upset with you, Steve. So he didn't. So he didn't like watch the race. I mean, your podcasts are two days after the race or the day after. Like you don't know the results. Wait, I, wait do you know when he left his voicemail? No, I I, I, I could have because I, I do, but I didn't pay attention. I could maybe see because the the golf went long, so maybe at least this one particular week people's DVRs were messed up because the golf went long. Yeah. But other than that, there's no excuse why he yeah. shouldn't already know able to hear the results at least the top 10 in the class each class uh, other than that you guys do a great job shout out to the uh, number 24 semi driver he's got to be the best mechanic driving a semi in a lot pit. of charisma with this guy wait <laughs> i see a radio radio job in this guy's yeah. future wait the, giving out the shout to the number 24 he must be the best mechanic and truck driver brett metcalf Marcus hasn't drive the semi. I, I was going to ask you about that. What's he talking about? I don't know. Maybe he's talking about best mechanic and truck driver. Maybe his truck broke down and he fixed it. That's the only thing I could think hey, of. Times are tough, man. It wouldn't surprise you if he takes on another job. Now, Kenny handed the number one plate to to Benny's mechanic last weekend. Yeah, I know, Marcus. He doesn't have a CDL. <laughs> There's no way that guy's going to be he driving. He doesn't have a MDL. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Hey, this is at. RCMX Racing, I cannot believe, Mathis, that you did not hammer Kenny talking about Trey and needing to be 100% healthy. A little bit of hypocrisy there. We covered this. Mr. Hill, not even close to 100%. And is any rider ever 100%? Anyway, I just thought it was funny. You guys just let that slide. Later. We we covered this. I I got a lot of tweets about that as well. About the Hill thing? About, yeah, yeah, Hill and Kennard, and it was already talked about, so I didn't bring it right. up, but a lot of people But do you agree? I mean, Hill's came off an injury. He's he's going well, into, he's going yeah. into it riding for three months, not coming off a broken Almost like whatever Hill does is good. And, no, and no. Trey, and Dude, no, but Hill, Trey, no, but Kennard's level is winning, and whatever you got out of Hill was going to be a start of a climb. No, that's not even oh. what it was about. It was about Hill riding for three and a half months to get ready. Mm-hmm. It wasn't he come off a broken collarbone in oh, three yeah. weeks okay. and go into race. That's what I was trying to get at. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying I, I believe those guys need to be hundred percent at that level. I mean Hill Hill wasn't, you know, at you know, expected to no. to after what he had. We knew what we had to go into it, but that's okay. all I was trying to get at. And and hey, I agree. Um I, Kenny. They, that's just my I shouldn't say no, that was my. You, you were opinion. good. That you, was my you, opinion, you, you, and that's what I the way I feel, and that's the way I run I my. I know program. everything, but <laughs> no. I don't. I don't know everything. No, I know. I, I'm just bugging you. But hey, you know that girl that won the the the, the thing? That's her. Is, hey, oh, she's she, gonna be coming by my truck. Hey, she had a picture of you, uh, you and her. Crystal or Tawny? Tawny. That's this one. Picture of me and her from where? I don't know. One of the races. I've never seen her before a day in my life. The guaranteed. She's in a running for our hottest listener. I'll pull it up for you. Emily, this chick. I didn't see Crystal. But. Emily's cool. Emily's super fan. Yeah. Like, she's gnarly. Uh, Tawny, Miss Moto 10. Uh, love to ride promotional model, photographer, nursing student. I can't believe she listens to our show. Good thing she my, good she thing does listen to her husband. Did she say husband? Yeah. 
No, Crystal said husband. Oh. Oh, that's a chick from Arizona. Did, did. Is that the chick that said Jeremy McGrath is the best looking guy? No, I can't remember. That was the first one. Whoever the first one was said Jeremy McGrath is the best looking guy. The second that's one. This one. That's, the, that, that, that's this yeah. one. That's this one. She's from Scottsdale? I don't know. Doesn't say. Yeah. Hey, I've, I've got the picture. I'll show it to you uh, once I can unplug my machine. All right, Tits. What up now? We got 40 seconds left. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, this is Jim from Florida. Got a question for you. The past uh, three years in Jacksonville, unfortunately not on the schedule this year, but all the riders, industry, pretty much everybody would stay at the Hyatt. We'd always hang out at the bar down there and hang out with the riders and got to hang out with Denny Stevenson and Wyndham and, the riders. and all that all that good stuff. You can have a little drama in, uh, I think it was 2010 with Matt Moss and Josh Hill and all that. But anyway, we're going to New Orleans this year. I want to know if you know where the guys are staying at in New Orleans because it's always fun. Uh, hanging out at the Hyatt. wonder if they're staying at the Hyatt there in New Orleans. But, anywho, if you could give some advice on that, that'd be great. Appreciate it. You want Kenny? to stalk the riders? Where are you guys staying in New Orleans? <laughs> Dude, that's so far away, but I don't know. But I Nice know. tweet, by the way, jerk. <laughs> what? Nice. What was wrong with it? It was a little unflattering photo of me. Oh, I was dude. stretched out and stuff. But, um, I didn't, who was it supposed to be? I was saying you're doing your thing, killing it. Yeah. Uh, where are you staying in New Orleans? I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but I can guarantee you that I won't tell anybody because that's the last thing the riders want to do is yeah. can't come back after the race and they just want to get to their rooms. Do you remember, um, do you remember like in Minneapolis and Indianapolis and stuff, the, the lobbies would just be packed you know where with the fans. Worst, you know where the worst of the worst is? No. Is Atlanta. Really? That Marriott right there. Oh, is, the, on the corner? Yeah, the one in the Marriott, they have the sushi bar in the middle. It is just gnarly. You yeah. can't. It's like a meet and greet, dude. It's It sucks. Yeah. We, you know, pr- realistically, we don't like my team. We don't really stay at the, the headquarters. We always call right. it, right. Um, you know. So we I, try to stay. I, pri- I price line. Yeah, that's probably the best. Do you have about that time you price line and I was going to the airport and, like, they're going by three other places. I'm in the shuttle and you jump in. And it was like some, freaking. I'm like, how much you pay? It was maybe it's Houston, maybe. Yeah, I think it's Houston. Yeah. And I'm like, what'd you pay? You're all thirty nine bucks a night, dude. <laughs> but I'm it like, was really. But it was wow. nice. It was a decent. It was a chain hotel or whatever. It was like a more courtyard or something. It wasn't a courtyard. It was like a comfort suite or comfort inn or. No, it yeah, wasn't. It, it was too. Okay. That the voicemails are over. No, that's it. Them. Okay, all we're right. done. We're done. We're done. Four hours and thirty-two minutes. Kenny, Kenny hung in there the whole time. We, we got it. it. We got to make these shorter. Um, With why, one dude? Why? Break. With no, yeah, exactly. Hey, why? Why do we make them shorter? You're dude? going to get mad. No, but oh. that's what the wrestler, listeners want. Remember, they. they oh, you're back on that. It. Well, earlier it was, hey, if you don't want to listen, screw it. Hey, I have to be in to work at seven tomorrow morning, so just so you know, right just, on. Just throwing it out there. Great. I got to be at the airport at ten o'clock. <laughs> While both of you are sleeping tonight, I will still be editing the show and working on this show and posting it tonight. Okay. So there. All right. My day doesn't stop. Hey, thanks to BTOsports.com, X-Brand Goggles, JGRMX, FMF Racing, AGV Helmets, Works Connection, Vivint Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Fly Racing, Free Gun Underwear. We're going to give away some Tech One Designs next week. Thanks to, to Free Gun Underwear for hooking us up. Uh, Circle Jerkies, thank you for giving away the goggles. And they're going to be looking to help out a privateer soon. Kenny, you got to give 1000 bucks this weekend to Tommy Hahn. Is that, that going to happen? I think so. It was 8-2. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, no problem. I've had it in my wallet ever since. Yeah, right. I do. Oh, okay. So you're wrong. saying right now if I if I if I don't pull out a thousand, I'll bet the thousand that you pay it. No, yeah, no, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> Shouldn't walk around with a thousand dollars though, you could get mugged. 
I don't look like I have a thousand dollars. Dude, Kent's hard. He's not going to get. I know it doesn't. I don't look like I have a thousand dollars in my pocket for someone to mug me. So it doesn't matter. No, yeah, I would not bet on you having a thousand dollars. Exactly. Definitely. Just like you're, you're asking me, you're second guessing me right now. So would you say the same thing? Watching him getting out of his new. Ah, uh, uh, good point. New car. Good point. Getting out of his three hundred. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, nice it's a 300. Car. It's not a Mercedes. Hey, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a nice still, looking it's car. Nice looking car. Thank you. Um, thank you, Dodge. Thank you, Dodge. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Mitch Payton, Jeremy Albrecht, Trey Kennard, Jimmy Button, Jim Holly, all calling in tonight. Showtime. I mean, uh, JT Money. JT Money. Yeah. We're supposed to call him back, actually. We were. Uh, sorry, JT. Let's call him back sorry. right now. Call him no, back. It's, it's, uh, one, it's 1 30 in the let's morning. Let's call him back. Don't be scared. No. No, we're we're good. Hey, uh, all right, guys. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, thank you, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. We'll talk to you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and. I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Concho.